this time on those conspiracy guys, it's the mystery of the Mercurial Master of Lightning. The man whose name is known by the scientific unit for magnetic flux, electric transformer coils and the modern electric car manufacturer, Nikola Tesla. A Croatian-born genius is most famed for his bitter rivalry with Thomas Edison and his infamous death ray. Tesla is regarded in many scientific communities as one of the most intuitive inventors and eccentric enigmas since Leonardo da Vinci. He rubs shoulders with more recognisable peers such as Einstein, Edison and Curie, but his incredible discoveries have gone relatively unheralded and his legacy marginalised by mainstream historical record. But it was the scope of the man's vision and the accompanying unerring philanthropic nature that is the most heinous loss to modern society. Nikola Tesla dreamed of a world unfettered and untroubled by energy needs. Like his belief in other life in the universe, his assertion that a peaceful future for mankind was not only a future inevitability, but achievable with current technologies. Some say that Tesla's patent irregularities and his contestation of world-famous inventors' inventions are misrepresented at best and fraudulent at worst. It was due to these disparaging rumours that Tesla died alone and penniless and his reputation has only begun to see the recognition it deserves. The last 30 years has seen Tesla's strokes of brilliance become reality, but also the character assassination that the American government and aligned private interests perpetrated on him has been overturned by his portrayal in modern science fiction as a positive character and an unrecognised genius. Why, over 120 years later, does Tesla's name remain so unrecognised? Were his technological advancements suppressed by the American government? Did Edison and a host of other counterparts steal his incredible ideas? Were Tesla's ideas so paradigm-shifting to the infrastructure of global economics that private industry and the scientific community combined to destroy him? Or was Nikola Tesla a self-promoting charlatan who made unbelievable claims on impossible technologies to dwarf other scientists' breakthroughs? Was Tesla's financial ineptitude, scientific bravado and unwavering work ideology his own undoing? So throw away your Faraday cage and ride the lightning with us into the shocking story of Nikola Tesla. Again, folks, welcome back. We've uh, we're here with another special episode for you. Welcome, everybody. Hello, those conspiracy guys. It's Shock and Shock. That's in the house in Irish. Yeah, coming at you again. We've a guest this time. You may have noticed a, a strange hello there that you didn't recognise before, and we- also a strange intro that you were like, "That guy sounds really professional, like the BBC." Yeah, we've imported that voice. And here it is for your listening pleasure. Dave is in the it? form of uh, Dave. A special consultant. I have been uh, advised to come in for a one-time only basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, monetary remunerations. Not a, we'll monetary remunerations will be discussed off-air, Dave. Yes. Oh, damn it. That, means, so. that means I'm not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fine. We're not getting paid yeah, either. We're not getting paid. You're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody's getting paid doing this. Uh, uh, um, nobody wants to pay money for conspiracies. Yeah, do you have to pay tax on love? Yeah. I don't know. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. So, Dave, uh, welcome. Yeah. Welcome thank you very the, much. Thank the, you for having me to the TCG bunker. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. To the to the, um, uh, the brain stem, the the mind center, the control room, 
Yes, all like of those things. Guys, of, all of those. Of the cartoon of the human yeah, body. Yeah, the, the Batcave. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me and to talk about one of my childhood heroes, uh, Nikola Tesla. And yeah. just, just the opportunity to talk about him and let people know that there was a man who did loads and loads of things that isn't really remembered. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we've gone through loads of uh, very strange biographies in, in this season. And in, in the episodes that we did before, like we did one on Santa Claus and it was revelation upon revelation yes. on St. Nicholas of Myra. Like some of the stuff I tell the people just in conversation and they're like, what, what, what? Like they have no idea that he did those things and neither did I until I went and bothered my whole research them. Mm-hmm. So with Tesla, it just melted my face. Yeah. And where we were getting with all this see. research was there's a lot of scientific terminology that was going flying over my head. Like oh, way over my yeah, head. Yeah, way over my head. Way over So my what head. we've done is we've conscripted uh, an electrician, a qualified electrician, in order to explain, what's electricity? <laughs> <laughs> it comes, it's like lightning that comes out of the walls and powers my iPad. What? What's a, what's eclectic? Yeah, you just plug your box into the wall and it plays music, stupid. <laughs> That's electric. Mm. Sister Act 2. Sister Act 2, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a rare opportunity to get to quote Sister Act 2, so there you go. Yeah, I believe there's like legal injunctions against quoting Sister Act 2. Allegedly. It yeah. was allegedly Sister Act 2. We will drop it. Any relation to Sister Act 2 was purely coincidental. Yeah. But, um, so Dave, you're, you're an electrician, you know all about the, uh, the wonders of, of the sparks. Yes, the sparks. And you'll be, able to, you'll be able to tiptoe us around the, the weird um, names of inventions and yeah. their purposes well, and the terminology that's used in this like before we go any further episode. let me cover my own ass by saying Nikola Tesla was by far a genius he was a genius to genius called geniuses well so whenever we're talking about his stuff I can give you a very basic understanding well, to be honest yes, I'd, say, I'd say basic to moderate would all would be all anyone would be looking for at this yeah. stage yeah. if you wanted an electrical podcast I suppose exactly to uh, yeah something and plus I would imagine we have listeners of, of varying knowledge yeah. On, on this subject of, of electricity Very and electrical nice. workings and, and frequencies and coils and whatnot. So we're going to try and start at the bottom and work our way up to the loftiest ideas. Yeah. And uh, we'll just see where we get to, see what we can and can't understand. We assume we'll get to a point where Tessa's thinking will be somewhere where we don't really understand what the hell he's going on about. Yeah, but I mean, most of it's going to be about uh, his life and his work. Not the specifics of the inventions, but maybe their purpose and their mm. esoteric or philosophical, humanistic meaning rather well, than I'll do me best what they explain what I know of them um, yes. with my limited understanding yeah well shit, um, we've all got a bit of limited understanding yes. and this is like one of our, our I'm amazed that this podcast goes out on the internet I just press record and then I put it into a box and put it in the dark and it eventually just ends up on the internet yeah so I, like I don't know who does it if it's like elves or yeah, you know, and, and magic have someone from the other side of the world sends us a message and says, I just listened to that thing you put it in the dark box and I was like oh like the thing in Lost you just pop it in and and it's just going. there. So I'm really happy that you're here though, Dave. So you, you can uh, tell us what coils and watts and all yeah. that kind of crack is. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was running through things earlier with him and asking him what it turned out were stupid questions. I didn't know they were stupid at the time I was asking <laughs> them. But I was like, does so the electricity happens because it's a coil? Yes. But no, that's it's not because of the shape of the coil. Well, I mean, it's, so look, do snakes make electricity? Yeah, 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 with a snake coils up there? Does it, huh? Is it electrically charged? How come my bed is not electric when there's loads of springs in it? Yeah, and I'm jumping on it and I'm not making it non-static? Yeah. I, I, Sometimes it's electric. Yeah. So let's get down to Nikola Tesla. Because it spins himself. in a circle? Yeah, oh, no. yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, um, so the man himself. Like, here's the thing, when we were researching this episode... We spoke to a lot of people. Uh, have you heard of Einstein? Yes, check. Have you heard of Edison? Yes, yes check. check. Have you heard of Tesla? Who? 
And about half the people had never heard of him. And of those half that had heard of him, half of those were only familiar with the car company. Yeah, Elon, is, Elon Musk's yes, baby. There is a, a, currently an electric car company out there in the world that is named Tesla Motors. And that's some of the, well, a quarter of the people I surveyed <coughs> found that that is, sorry, that was my stomach, found that that was the, the was connection for Tesla. With Tesla. That was their association yeah. with Tesla, was Tesla Motors. Well, Tesla Motors is an amazing thing. It's an electric car company. They're making all sorts of like saloons, uh, supercars, uh, everyday cars, hatchbacks, everything electric powered, like not hybrid, fully electric powered. And this is the brainchild of Elon Musk, uh, a modern Tesla-esque, very happy he picked, a, he picked the name for his company, a Tesla-esque yeah. philanthropist who's trying to change the world with his ideas and... The same as Tesla did uh, and was on my understanding was that was deliberate. He knew of Tesla. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think very fitting that he picked that name. I yeah. think the electric car was originally one of Tesla's yeah. ideas yeah. to mm. say like, yeah, we don't need these fossil fuels and could have been one of the reasons why he was obfuscated from human view or from the scrubbed from the history books you know by, by big business which we'll talk about later obviously that's right folks yeah we're going we're gonna to reel through the life of Nikola Tesla now we're going to hit some of his big inventions a weird and interesting life that man had like he he, mm-hmm. he was such a hard worker and I mean what did they say like uh, it's uh, genius plus hard work equals genius but like genius on its own when you're sitting at home pulling your plums yeah uh, is not really going to get you far like yeah. you could be a genius and then get like super achievements in Call of Duty or something like that you know and Everyone would be like, yeah, you're the best at Call of Duty. Yeah. But you didn't improve <laughs> mankind resume. forever. Yeah, you didn't, I don't know. What the fuck? You didn't change human civilization for the rest of time. So, or attempt to. Like, we're going to talk about how Tesla tried to push the boundaries of human expectations mm. and the limits of technology at the time, which obviously, like, was quite primitive. We're talking 120 years ago. We're talking yeah. turn of the century stuff, 1890 to yeah. 19... 20 something yeah yeah and then uh, he was a consultant then after that for Hmm. for the navy and stuff like that he was an ideas man after that uh, yeah after he was in like he was inventing stuff in the turn of the century like there's no there's no such technology you're talking about like 1885 folks to put it in context was the setting for Back to the Future 3 when there was people out in the Wild West Mm -hmm. still like spitting tobacco and horses shitting in the middle of the road and people shooting each other over a matter of 80 dollars yeah, and like, he was in visiting. And he was in New York, living permanently in a hotel yeah. in the Waldorf Astoria, eating breakfast in a motherfucking hotel on tick on the slate, mm-hmm. living like a lord. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, just coming up with mad shit to invent, firing electricity this is the out of his finger. About, yeah, know. this is this is the real deal, and quite the eccentric. Yeah, as well. What you'd want him to be when you when you got a, a proper mad scientist. You want him to be different. A little bit odd. A little bit, a little odd. bit odd. And and Apparently he delivers he was obsessive compulsive in many ways. In, messi- in many mm. in many ways. In many ways. Well, let's jump right into it. Where do, where do we start with Nikola Tesla? Well, we start with well, since we're on the subject, his uh, very oddness. Um, some of the the quirks he had. Uh, he was incredibly phobic of uh, pearl necklaces. Yeah, he had pearl necklaces. Wow, I'm gonna have to stop everyone there for one <laughs> second. <laughs> He was a fret, like, as in old he, he grandmother's preferred to, he yes. preferred to pearls. Not a money shop. Not oh. the money shop. Okay. Oh. Oh. oh, wait, you were thinking that? Yeah, no, I was no. looking forward to talking about that. Well, he's oh. also afraid of germs. And, uh, he's germaphobe. Uh, That's why he didn't want to do So I assume he was terrified of both. Yes. I don't know the personal lives of Nicholas Tesla. A germaphobe. And he was a workaholic. Some say that he slept a mere four hours a night. Four hours a night. And then once a year, he would treat himself to a full night's sleep. 
yeah but uh it took him like uh, it took him uh, four hours of sleep of which only two of those would be actually spent sleeping an hour is like thinking about all the stuff that he's he's, he's shutting his brain down make. slowly yeah he's, he's like, closing the process he was obsessive compulsive with his work as well like like mm-hmm. also according to himself uh died at the age of 84 a virgin yeah never knew the love of a woman mm. yeah. a modesty-esque um, figure well when asked about this he says uh i don't have time I don't have time for that kind of yeah, thing. And you know what? My time. You know what? From from a lifetime chasing tail myself, I can tell you, it's very time consuming. It is. It is very Think time consuming. Think of all the things that you could have invented instead of getting that pussy. <laughs> I was about to say that. Like, I only sleep about four hours a day, like yeah. Tesla did, but I spend the rest of that time doing virtually nothing. So, <laughs> I, when you said he only sleeps four hours a day, I was like, yeah, that seems plausible. I only sleep four hours a day. Oh, but wait, he made loads of incredible inventions. <laughs> and uh, I eat watch it and, and watch porn. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, I mean, he wouldn't be watching it they on, both a, on, a, value, but, on an LCD yeah. screen only for Tesla. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, so let's let's get into Tesla himself. Yeah, and and go right back to the start and where he came from. I mean, this guy is a character that's been like obscured from from view for basically the whole of the twentieth century. Like the poor chap, uh, he worked like with such high profile people and mm. was such a high profile character at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like in the last hundred years it's kind of faded from the map so let's look at where he came from and why his rise to I don't know infamy back yeah. then was such a such a revelation so he was born in 1856 in a small Balkan town called Smiljan mm. yeah, and it's in it's in modern day Croatia he's born on the 10th of July so happy birthday Nick happy birthday Nick happy birthday all out there. congrats um, he was born to his father Miljetin and his mm-hmm. mother Duka mm-hmm. and he had a really kind of strained childhood. His dad was a priest, for want of a better term. <laughs> I don't know what what kind of orthodox religion he was with, but he's allowed, you know, like the English vicars, you can have a wife and some kids. And, yes. You know, you'd be a priest. and uh, The fun priesting. His, he, he, he really kind of was bringing Tesla up in that devout manner. Like he wanted him to grow up to be a priest, to join the seminary and, and be a priest as well. Like keep the family business going. Well, in that uh, time and of that area, um, at, at that time there was, uh, for the middle class, there was two professions you go into. One was the priesthood and one was the army. Yeah. And Tesla didn't want to join the army because people shoot at you there. Yeah. yeah. He was um, a slight man yeah. who, yeah. Uh, who really didn't want to be, uh, Destroying stuff, he wants to prefer to be yeah. to be making stuff, I suppose. Very but slight indeed, maybe, uh, 142 pounds, yeah, and remained that weight for almost his entire life, yeah. Never seen the fluctuate in weight too much, yeah, he or his height, his he, height's he, been he, pretty steady too. He wasn't on the cake <laughs> or the bread, do you know, yeah, wasn't into it. No he, he didn't have time for that. If he did, look, let's be honest, if he didn't have time for Ted, he didn't have time for much else either. Well, maybe you see, this is what I was thinking. I don't think he tied his shoelaces, he, he wasn't, he wasn't going around chasing tail because it was kind of. That was his uh, sacrifice, like a priest or a monk would take a vow of celibacy. Ah. Perhaps his upbringing, and up until his late teens, he was on on track to be in the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Until he was 17, 18, he was on track to, you know, not get any, any bit of tail ever, 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 amen. Yeah. So he got a bout of cholera, uh-huh. which, which I, uh, from what I read, kind of changed his perspective on life and kind of made him more appreciative of... The little things, mm-hmm. do you know, uh, or so he said. He was well, faced with his own and, mortality. And he was, he was kind of, he nearly died. And his father came to him and he goes, look, please don't die. Uh, I will pay for you to go to an awesome college and you can study whatever you like. Uh, I won't make you be a priest. Just please don't die. And 
he leapt out of the bed. Yeah, he was that like, moment. he was like, I got you. I got it. <laughs> it was a dramatic <laughs> recovery. Yeah, it was a miracle um, to touch by God, or as, as Tesla says himself, uh, that the incident of cholera totally altered his mindset. Yeah. Now, whenever he talks about this, he was saying, before, whenever he was reading schematics or books, or as I would do, as most people do, you read the thing, you imagine a picture in your mind, that's the way that works. Yeah. After he had the bout of cholera and he was told he would be given a university degree and not trapped into a life in the priesthood, <laughs> um, all of a sudden he said he could actually see things in three dimensions, about a foot and a half away from him, um, almost in a Minority Report-esque through CGI yeah. wire model mm. in front of him. That could be mathematically accurate. Well, it could have been a thing of like his, his consciousness was allowed to be free when he knew that he could expand his mind into being like an engineer or a scientist, mm. he, would, he would have the opportunity to go to college and study those things that his brain went, yeah, are we loud? Yeah. Are we loud? Fuck it. Let's do it. And turn the engine up to yeah. super high. Like. He switched his brain from like the spiritual world to the mechanical world and deciphered it almost immediately, you're saying. He, yeah. was, he was just able to look at something and see the workings of it. So like, uh, it, it's, it's a kind of a thing where like, he was a young child who was very bright mm-hmm. and from a young age, he, ha- he, he displayed this skill of Eidetic memory, yes. which if anyone has watched Suits or uh, um, a beautiful the, mind, what's the, a beautiful mind, yeah, Russell Crowe, that eidetic memory is basically whatever goes in stays in and is fully re- recallable and, and regurgitatable. Uh, he, he was like learning these massive epic Slavic poems and stuff and reciting them in school when he was a young boy. Like he had the shit going on. I'm not talking about languages. Like, yeah, eight languages, mm-hmm. polyglot, out the door, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not talking about like these kids that, that that are able to name out all the Pokemon and then all of their evolutions and whatever. Like, <laughs> where it's like learn by rote. Oh, that's you know, still quite impressive. Yeah, it isn't <laughs> impressive. Or learning yeah. all the words to one week by the bare naked ladies. Yeah, like that's pretty good. Or learning all the M and M raps. Yeah, good. But like not these like learning Dante's Inferno or or the Slavic equivalent. Yeah, in the original Latin. In, in the go. original Latin. Yeah, I mean the kid was smart. Yeah. He had it going on, you know, and he read loads of books. And uh, so, I mean, I think I think his cholera definitely changed his changed his perception and mm. changed his appreciation of, of life and maybe give him that future like philanthropic is probably the wrong word, but like that future respect and uh, a, man, well, a man on a mission from this. Yeah, stage. this he, a to, new to, to better, life with a new purpose. Yeah, to better yeah. humanity. I don't know what that word is. Philanthropy comes to my mind, I think. And by the way, his father, Militan, um, who was not a rich man being a, a priest, mm. um, stuck by his word and was able to fund Nikola Tesla to go to university. That's pretty sound, like to stick to it, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if he's like praying to God, going, please God, I'll send him to college, he couldn't exactly you know, go back on the boss's word. Um, but know? what he did do is hit up his two brothers. Going to college in 1875 was a huge deal for even upper, upper, upper middle class children and even low-born nobles didn't go to college. Yeah, yeah. This was a huge, huge deal. And we're talking like one in a million. No, it's a lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this guy is mucking around cow fields. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, I mean, the, the Russian aristocracy at the time, the Cyrus family and all were getting home education, but not even to the level that that Tesla was about to be educated to. It was like... In the a step above, you know, just before the industrial revolution, yeah. just before the turn of the century, the uh, um, 
new renaissance yeah. of fabulous minds coming together with money and a future looking rosy. Mm. Um, the, the Napoleonic Wars are over. It's all going to be good from here on. Roses and candy for everyone. You're saying, you're saying possibly the best time in history to go to college, go to university and, and open your mind to learning new things. Was the like, 1870s or the 1960s? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much. Both had the best toga parties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what we're saying, folks. Yeah. A Croatian toga party was something else. <laughs> like when you were in. Should have been there. When you were in the, a Greek letter society, when they actually wrote in Greek letters, mm-hmm. that was the shit, man. Yeah. And he's, he's studying in Graz in Austria, in a polytechnic, as all universities were. So they sent then. him from mm-hmm. Croatia to, to Austria to go to yeah. college. So boarding school. Yeah. Happy out. Gets to go to Austria to the finest, finest school. Where he spends the first year being an absolutely perfect model student. As did I in college. Uh, yeah. 100% attendance. Um, ends up completing four times the amount of module points that he needed to complete to complete the year. Right. Of course. Bit of a, bit did, of they, a... did they carry over now? No. Ah, oh. uh, see. He did it anyway. Over because words. he only slept four hours a night. Yeah. yeah. Um, so even, even, at that young, even at that young age, he was like, yeah. he was insomniac and obsessive about his work. And Apparently his entire life. Uh, he would have been a fucking awesome priest and imagine. He would have been an incredible like, priest. Yeah. Come on, God. Yeah. Like, I'm awake waiting for Taking you Taking confession 18 hours a day. Let's go. Oh, the, pff, the most sinless towns yeah. in the whole of Croatia. Just puddles of sweat and urine coming out of the confessional. Because yeah. <laughs> it was confessional marathons. Yeah. Colostomy you, colostomy. That's it. As a priest, he would have ended the colostomy bag. It would, have, yeah. Just so you could stay in the confessionals for longer. And and some sort of electric crucifix. Yeah. So as we're uh, talking about his first year, his freshers year, mm-hmm. um, where he studied really really hard, as most freshers really don't, mm-hmm. and got great grades, and was then put into a professor Poshki's, uh, I didn't say that right at all, class. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was well renowned in Europe as right. an Poshal. electrical mind. Poshal? I would read that as Poshal. Poshal? Yeah. Yes, that did. Professor, Mr. Professor, the professor of the professoring and electrical studies in Graz, mm. um, who's internationally recognized. And Tesla goes into his class as a second year student yeah. and almost immediately starts up a row with him about the very, very new uh, AC, uh, DC generator that they have just bought in at great expense to the department as a, wow, look what we have. To which Tesla comes in and goes, no, nah, it's rubbish. Okay, so just for the people listening at home who don't know what a DC generator is. It generates DC power, which would be batteries. Okay. That's how the first battery charger would be a good way of describing it. So they brought in a battery charger. Yeah. I went, look at this, and Tesla's like... It's a big spinny wheel. That's a bunch of muck. And as you spin the wheel, lots of sparks and electrically flashy things come off the bottom, and you get a little bit of power. Cool. Um, Now, anybody that knows the first law of thermodynamics, where no power is either created or destroyed... If you're seeing lights and flashes and sparks, you go, that's power not going to where you want it to be. That's very inefficient. Wasted energy. That's wasted energy. Right. Um, to which Nikola Tesla turned around and says, no, that can be done better. You don't need the brushes. You don't need the contact. You don't need the things to make sparks. You could just have it as a smooth, continuous surface. And that would give you a higher energy rating. Less friction, more energy. Which the, uh, the highest ranking uh, professor at the university turned around and said, no, what you're talking about is a perpetual motion machine. That's absolutely stupid. Don't talk nonsense. Sit in the class and shut up. Mm. I'm the professor. Yes. So this, this speaks to, as you said earlier, about <laughs> Tesla's ability to kind of see something 
yes. and imagine it in the three dimensions take it apart see all the parts working what's not working um, to 100% and also, capacity what's affecting other things also his ability to annoy the top brass and challenge the status quo of how things are done virtually yes. immediately this is like his this first day in the second year yeah but yeah. it's a brand it's his first day in the second year yeah. a brand new invention had just been invented that people are like look at this thing that's from the future and Tess is like it's a lot of shit yeah. it's a fucking typical teenager man yeah. sitting yeah. in like going <laughs> that's shit you're but like shut up cholera this is some, yeah, this is some like teenage <laughs> chip that bastard. he later grew out of in his life this is the way he always was he, he sort of to me what it seemed like researching this is it's like he's operating on a different level yeah, of thought but and he expects everyone to talk, come and talk to him starting on that level. Yeah, but it took him until he was like 40 to not be a prick about it. Probably. Yeah, 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 I guess. Like oh, it yeah. sounds to me that all through his young age he was just pissing people off left, right and centre and yeah. then he realised at 40 he's like, oh, I don't have to be an asshole about it. Okay, well I just, yeah, I just tell people they're wrong and if they don't listen to me, sure, pff, it's their own fault. So probably sitting somewhere on the autistic scale. Yeah, but then say. I'd, I'd say he's on, the, he's on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum <laughs> somewhere. If he's, not, if he's sleeping four times, <laughs> like four hours a night he's n- he never has relationship man or woman yeah uh, and he's like ob- completely obsessive about his um, work and like to to his own personal physical and psychological detriment well that's very like and this is how, how much yeah, is, for wanting to be how much is correct. Tesla and how much is the people he's meeting because if you start off from that point of view and then you have his own idiosyncrasies well, of he doesn't want to shake hands he doesn't want to look people in the eye he doesn't like being in large crowds he doesn't like being in that sounds pure, what you find, pure autism yeah, yeah but what you find with people that have autism a lot when they meet other people and the other person doesn't understand autism or the person's completely undiagnosed even and today knows they autism is still like yeah, but completely they, when, when, when those people meet other people they sometimes take it as uh, you know aloofness as not caring as indifference as uh, disdain mm. the way that the autistic ego and react. and yeah and ego and arrogance and I think people a lot could have possibly met Nikola Tesla and thought this guy's so friggin arrogant he wouldn't even shake my hand he barely even looked me in the eye when we were talking yeah, but that could have been his, his autistic tendencies. Kind of I'm the professor up. of the most prote- uh, prestigious technical institute in all of Graz, mm. and this second year student is talking to me like this. Who does he think he is? But maybe then that's his social dysfunction that he's not able to realize the social cues or the social status that the professor would have and that he would have, and he Tesla's just thinking it. It just comes out of his mouth and he says it, and then the professor is like, "You don't talk to me like that," and he's like, "Well, dude, I'm Aspergers," and. I don't know how to fucking talk to you <laughs> properly. I just need to tell you that I have a machine in my mind that's way better than that shit. Hmm. Please listen to me. And the professor taking it personally yeah. because <laughs> that stuff is still like 120, 130 years later is still like pretty much un, unexplored or really you don't talk to your boss like that you yeah, don't talk still, to your lecturer like that you, 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 you know though, you know what I mean like, exactly it's like he couldn't connect with it but, so perhaps just, this followed him then through his whole life that the people that he worked with and all he got that reputation of being that weirdo that eventually like tired tired the brush of like the mad well, scientist you know? here's where it goes a bit strange so uh, during the second year it has this massive fight with his professor who then turns around and it seems uh, tries to ostracize him from the class and yeah. the university and goes around telling the the um, other teachers in school watch out for that one he's a bad egg yeah see I had I had people in school doing that to me as well and I was like look dude I just want to be loved at yeah. the, at the same I mean? I'm making jokes I'm interrupting your class I'm asking questions because I want to be noticed you yes. know what I mean that's I was I was a cunt for asking questions and like asking ridiculous questions like make myself look stupid asking mm. questions but it was like I feel the need to be involved so I mean if Tesla is asking that stuff and he's like I want to be involved I want to be working I want to be busy like I fully 
empathise with that. Like, well, it's that, actually, it's it's actually at this time that it was already being tarnished. There, yeah. There's a famous story of uh, one lunchtime in, during the second year. He goes for a walk in the local par- uh, park with his best friend uh, Heinrich. I'm not going to remember the last name, but his best friend at the time, and stops dead in his tracks. Turns white as a ghost. His friend turns around and says, "What's happening? What's happening?" Uh, to which Tesla turns around and says, no, no, look, I can actually reverse the engine and puts his hand in the air and flicks an imaginary switch. To which his friend turns around and goes, what the hell are you doing, Tesla? You're freaking me out here, guy. And he says, no, 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 sorry, don't talk to me. I've actually just invented three-phase power completely in my own mind. Yeah, it'll work. I have to go and get a pen and paper on this. And uh, was that was that the, the same time that he got down his hands and knees and started drawing stuff in the dirt? Or yes. is that a different... Is that the that's, one? That's yeah. the one. Like... Eureka moment. Yeah. You have to think though as well, right? The way people tell those stories and what I got from researching Tesla and all his idiosyncrasies and stuff, personality traits, Uh that he was a bit of a bullshitter and a bit of a drama queen as well. So, I mean... Well, the second half of the story is... I really empathize with his um, character because I'm like, yeah, that that is me as a teenager and, and into my early 20s. Like... If I if I if he found something like three phase power, yeah. right, and he's like, yeah, cool, I got that shit. He got it like three or four days beforehand, and he's like, okay, if I read dramatically, I dropped my knees in the park later yeah. on. You it mean, seems to tell to his personality type that that's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I like, going, if I do okay. this, and I drop to my knees, and everyone will see me, and I make a big deal about it, and then I like draw the thing in the ground, and everyone will be mm. talking about that. For ages, rather than if he just went and wrote like a real I someone to uh, perpetuate sterile paper of the blah, moment blah, blah, I came blah. up with that invention. And 120 years later, We're three, still three dudes sitting around a table fucking talking about it. Mm-hmm. So it obviously worked. Well, yeah. actually, maybe that was his uh, modus operandi. Like, he, he drew his uh, little diagram in the dirt of this mm. three-phase power system and told his friend about it and did a couple of drawings at the time and then turned around and spent his, the second half of his second year tuition and all of his third year tuition uh, trying to gamble up enough money so that he could start company on his own to produce these things well i mean you can see people nowadays doing that kind of thing too i mean yeah. gambling as in like going and taking investment from big business and oh no i mean i know i know there was no such thing as like scholarships and all down there like he, he's going to a place where he could make that money there wasn't any big businessman that he could go to with the hat in the hand oh the time yeah yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean now there's people you the... can go and get small business loans or you can go to like some some other bigger company like all these startups in Silicon yeah. Valley and stuff and they're like well I have this thing and they can s- foresee the potential in your product mm. yeah. to maybe co-opt that into their like uh, uh, product range or whatever like yeah. Google is going out and just buying fucking loads of apps like, or you can go out and just get like a managed load of money in, in the form of a hedge fund yeah hedge fund there to just uh, and stuff like that to fund that's, people and ideas to throw out for ideas but at the time there was none so he was like Okay, let's go on. And there was definitely none for a second year university dropout yeah. for rats. Mm. With, with lofty ideas. Who was already yeah. probably living beyond his means yeah. if his dad was a priest and he was going to like one of the most prestigious colleges in, in yeah, Austria. Exactly that. So yeah, balls to the wall for Nikola Tesla. Mm. So um, the, the, the gambling uh, turns out about even. Which, for professional gamblers, is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's, the, the, he breaks he, even over the course of time. Uh, over his third year. Right. And so gets to the end of his university time, at which point he has to go back to his parents. Um, and he doesn't want to do that. So kind of runs away. It's The dates are very hard to pin down on this. But at the same time as he doesn't want... He's being kicked out of university because they, oh. they make you leave after you don't pay them. You don't have the money. So he, he can't really go home. He can't really stay there. So is there, is there a situation like in, in modern day Croatia and 
Poland and the, the Baltic states and stuff like that where you have to do like a mandatory term either in social work or in army work. Like you would um, have to go and join the army. I'm not sure about today, but at the time there was the uh, Austro-Hungarian Civil War war troubles. So there was obviously like a draft situation. There was, there was a draft situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is because now there's like a like a social kind of compunction for you to join the army. If yeah. you're in Germany, you have to between the age of 18 and 25 at least do like I think it's 18 month service conscription in, in the army. Well, yeah. conscription, I don't think it's, it's like that voluntary contribution that you have to give in school. That's not fucking voluntary at all. That oh, you have yes. to give it, but it's called voluntary contribution. To make it sound nice. Mm. It's that kind of thing, like, where you have to go and do that. So you can either do 18 months of army or, like, two and a half years of, like, social work, like, wiping old people's arses in an old folks' home or something, you know? So tell me this, then. How did this Morrissey-esque mercurial genius react to conscription? So he was conscripted. Uh, he, he ran away to the mountains. And okay. Well, Chris Adams' character for two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, and he, hid behind, like, a Sally Switch bush or something. He's skinny he, ass. He gets a kind of a musket-like rifle, which right. was uh, the, the highest technology at the time. Um, the, <laughs> and changed it into, like, some weird laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> from Half-Life. Fright squirrels yeah. from a thousand miles away. Uh, this is uh, my battery gone. <laughs> uh, could be, could be. You don't know what he was doing in them mountains. No, Bzrgysk no. is the word for gone in Polish. Oh really? No, that's <laughs> not. Oh, it's a sound effect for for a laser gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's in Gronsk. So he he, so went, runs he ran mountains. away to the uh, mountains. The Skinner rabbits um, took three books with him. Two of them were uh, one of them was on uh, early electrical theory. One of them was on physics, and one of them was uh, I think it was the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Right, cool. Mm-hmm. Because you want something to yeah, you want a bit of after a yeah. hard day's rabbit hunt. Electrics, 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 electrics. N-word, N-word, sleep yeah. for two hours. So where are we now kind of time-wise? Uh, this would be around 1878, 1879, 1880. So uh, early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, early, so early 80s. All kind of skinny keyboard ties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> boy, boy George. Boy George. <laughs> Mirrors on baseball caps. Aha, uh-huh, save me. Yeah. So he's, it's a rocking time, I'm guessing then. So he's, he's <laughs> avoided... Everyone's banging the coke in and going like, let's think about electricity. Yeah. <laughs> How else do you want to power these keyboards? Yeah. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Key tires all around, but yeah. nothing to power nothing them. To power them. Yeah. Yes. Your man's like over the side with a crank handle making sparks and all. He's like, yeah, you can't make music out of that. Unplug in the MIDI out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's late, it's early 80s and he's thinking, okay. 1880s. And and he's like fed up of eating like rabbit shit and yeah. reading tree books like over and over again. He was grand, he was grand, he was grand, and then the Austro Hungarian troubles ended and they stopped the conscription. Also he could come out of hiding. Like, so uh, he, like Elvis. Do you think he's a conscientious objector or do you think he was just scared shitless to go and get shot? Um, according to what I've heard about the, the, the working on the wall, as they were calling, which is the border of the Austro-Hungarian yeah. areas that needed to get safe, it was like Game of Thrones. Right. It was like, you're going to be in two foot of snow. Well, it was you're going to be like, freezing. Yeah, it was still like Bismarck and it was you imperialism shot. at the time. Yeah. Um, the, the, the soldiers, the infantrymen at that time weren't really um, the highest uh, looked after. Yeah. Um, if you had a also, pair of boots, you were really, bit of really looting, Yeah. Right. And Take not the place you want to go if you're a young genius with dreams of. Um, so where where is the friend. place a young genius goes then? Um, Paris, I do believe. Really? Yes. I mean, yeah, Paris, of course. Yes. Well, I mean, it's um, less snow and less war. Well, yeah. uh, it comes back to meet some of his own university friends mm-hmm. uh, who turn around and say, "I thought you were dead." Yeah. Um, was the rumor going around at the time? Yeah, the like, rumor I just took a year out. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you do, like turning backpacking. Oh, we the world. <laughs> I, went, I went backpacking all over Europe. Um, and just in, a, in like a hut that they made from like wattle and daub. Yeah. But it yeah. was in Europe. So yeah. yeah. Didn't lie. Have a girlfriend in another country, but uh, she never writes. <laughs> it's not a lie. She's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine Tesla being lovely. So you got a girlfriend, Nick? Uh, yeah, but you wouldn't know her. Uh, she's not from around here. Here's an etching of her. <laughs> so he, he, he's in Paris and he's like doing odd jobs, odds and ends. Uh, no, around with so some comes pens. back from the mountains, uh, goes back to see his university friends, at which point his father gets word he's back, goes and meets him, begs him to come home. Yeah. Um, at which point he comes home and he's, do you fancy joining the priesthood? He says, ah, no, 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 you promised me. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, you promised, we keep your promise. So, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So did he actually finish college like then on his father's dime? No. He dropped so he, out a He dropped year. out, wasn't bothered, tried to do the gamble thing to start his own company. Yeah. Failed. Fucked off to the mountains. Yeah. But I think he must have realised in his first year of college that the guy that's teaching me seems to know less than I do. What's my yeah, yeah, I suppose. Is it the well, thing he was of, right or not, he was thinking that. It's is serious. it the thing of like uh, the same as it was in the 60s to avoid conscription? That if you went to college, you weren't conscripted to the army? No. So if you're in college, you could still be conscripted into this Technically, war. but people in college were too rich for that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. But he okay. wasn't. He was yeah. scraping together the money to go. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. right. He was so if you missed on one campus. payment, he was out with a gun. Was um, also, mm. they think they had a thing like the, the Vietnam War uh, lottery of you, oh, you, you get a number oh, and your number comes up. And the very famous uh, 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 Professor Polinsky or Porsche or whatever he was, was very well known and very highly respected. And, and really, really ridiculous. Like Nicholas number up. Well, you put one and one together and you come up with something. Yeah, um, come up with a number. Is that where the phrase, your number's up, comes from, maybe? Possibly. Yeah, your number's up. Possibly. Boom. That makes sense. Mm. So, he's in France, he's giving it loads. Um, his um, father, his father brings him back to? home and uh, says, right, uh, your uncles have gotten together, they've gotten you a bit of money together, they actually know somebody who works in electrical engineering in uh, Paris. Right. Mm. Go to him, have a crack, he'll put you on as an engineer, and that's where he got his foot in the door, to, so to speak. Cool. Um, so where's he working in Paris? He ends up working for the Continental Edison Company. Ah, that name sounds familiar. Yes. Um, Edison had, at this time, amassed quite a large wealth and had been very, uh, was one of the major forefronters of the telegraph system. Mm. Um, he was trying to net wide and far. Yes. That's yes. pretty cool. But also, if you're talking about connected people, Whenever there were no connections, well, he had all of them. Yeah, hmm. um, he was selling the telegraph equipment that was being used to move this information, and had very good uh, relationships with all of the telegraph operators. Well, I suppose it's the same as Comcast is now in the yeah. US, which is being vilified for, you know, uh, basically ripping people off. So this is like 1882, and Thomas Edison has like international outposts for his company. He has like a, he has a worldwide company. Yes, interesting. The f- possibly one of the first, the East India. Company, Trade company was up there, yeah. And Continental Edison. Well, yeah. this gets very interesting because at Continental Edison, uh, someone said, or uh, Nikola Tesla comes in, and within months, it's immediately spotted that this guy is something special, right? And um, he's so he's, with, he's like totally obviously amazing. Um, he, he's one of the bog standard engineers that were going around with monkey wrenches and grease all over them, fixing motors and changing bearings. But on his spare time, he was producing diagrams that were better than the diagrams the engineers. Uh, three levels above him were producing right, right, and right. going into their offices all greasy and going there you go what do you think there's that thing that I've been fixing that keeps on breaking every three days yeah. that you made yeah. I just improved it yeah. do that yeah. and I won't be fixing it the whole time yeah. and I'm assuming like 
like he was in college, just stepping on all sorts of toes while he's doing that all the time. These guys that are getting a much higher wage than him, they're fearing for their job, seeing all the new inventors pouring out of college and taking their position, and they're like, who the fuck is this? This this guy's coming in, like, avoiding eye contact and being really antisocial and coming in going, your machine shit, here's a new thing, Um, do that. Well, no, who who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this 22, 23-year-old coming in, college dropout, uh, now redesigning our patents and going to our bosses to see if they'll build the patents for him. But also going above their heads and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Having come from his eighteen months stint kind of in the cabin, yeah. so probably shows up in like, you know, worn clothes, big beard, stinking of bear shit. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go, Who the fuck is this guy? He came out of the woods and he's inventing things that are better than our stuff and we've been here for like eighteen months working on this shit. But then he shows them the laser musket and they hire him on the spot. <laughs> yeah, why not? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it fricassees rabbits instantly. But it's the thing of like he's walking into these he's walking into these offices mm-hmm. and completely redesigning their machinery. Yeah. And then they're going, Oh, we need this kid. This kid's gonna fucking go places. He should go to the heartbeat that's of the pretty, operation. That's pretty good that like that like um natural and indigenous kind of growth that they're just like he's work doing like Nick Nikola Tesla's just doing his brain work oh, and yeah. people recognise it and go, Genius. Mm. So the, the bosses at the uh, Edison School company at the time recognised it. Yeah. No, 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 recognised that he's a genius. Yeah. And say, okay, if you're going to be doing this, you can't be working on the production line because people's arm gets ripped off from that all the time. And we actually think you're worth something. So we want you to sit down and redesign our new brand of motor, right. which is a two-phase electrical motor. Um, but he starts and he redesigns the entire thing on the promise of a $25,000 payment. It sounds like a lot. But uh, whenever you think about this is going to be the new generation of motors, this is the iPhone yeah. 5, this is the very next thing. So 25000 then is something like $2 million in today's money? Um, it would be. It, well, yeah. no, it would be 500000 It wouldn't be a million. It wouldn't be like yeah. you can live But electricity is like, for our generation, the internet. Electricity is like the internet of the time. Yes. The great, Essential. the inevitable breakthrough yeah. that's coming and whoever has the best technology for this, it will corner the market in what's going to be a utility that everybody will use, everybody in the world. But more importantly, and he actually says this in his diary and to a couple of different sources, um, whenever he was uh, given the offer of this uh, redesign of patents for $25,000, had already spent all of the $25,000 in his head starting up a company to make his kind of motor. Mm. So he was just like going, I can do this, give me money. And then we're the money and then he was going, ha, 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 Exactly. Yeah, but sure, that's all he wanted was yeah. to do his own thing anyway. Yeah. So it seemed like he was quite selfish and uh, well, a little bit, a little bit short-sighted business-wise. He wasn't very like money. Obviously, meant nothing to him. Only for it to get, he wanted. There was a means to his but the machinations yeah. of the game of getting the money in order to push the breakthroughs and in order to fund yourself and push your name. He seemed to be in and out of control. Yeah, but how many times would you take like 25,000 or at the time 500,000 of today's money? Like how many times would you get half a million bucks uh-huh. and then go and fucking blow it on something that you want to do? And then when someone calls and goes, hey, where's that uh, Where's that thing that we gave you thousands and thousands of dollars to make? He's like, huh? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't make that thing. Uh, but I made this thing though. Look at this thing. Isn't this cool? It's like, a laser rifle? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I mean, come on, it's a laser rifle, motherfucker. Yeah, it's uh, 
I and they were like, you, that you feels only... like something you invented six months ago and you're just wheeling it out now. Piece of shit. Uh, iPhone. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a thing of like, how many times do you get to do that? Like, mm. Do you know what I mean? You, you well, do that once and people go, ah, fuck he... that guy. And then you do it two times and you're like, double fuck that guy. Well, no, they, they weren't uh, stupid know? enough to give him the money first. They turned around and said, if you can design this thing and yeah. it's far more as efficient as you say it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we'll give you the 25 grand. But he had it all spent in his head like, well, this is he was planning on spending twenty five. So right. he spent the next, I think it was four months. It was something, not a huge amount of time. In four months, he completely redesigns their entire range of uh, electrical distributing motors with a thirty three percent increase in capacity, well, which was unheard yeah. of, and gives them the designs. At which point, gratis. At which point they turn no, no, to, to be paid the twenty five thousand dollars. So he has his hand in twenty five grand. At which point their lawyers turn around and say, "Yeah, but your contract said that you're a consultant, so we're only giving you five grand." Motherfuckers, because he only consulted on the idea as opposed to actually yeah. coming up with it. it yeah. Interesting. So I think now is the time, children, if you're listening, to stop again here and discuss a little science. What we're going to have an explanation here of is what are these phases of which you speak? These two phases, these three phases. And why not a thousand phase? Um, why not a thousand phase? Um, d- 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 uh, What's a two phase? Oh well, no. Okay, the schoolyard uh, version one hundred one of it, what please is electricity? Keep it as schoolyard as possible. Okay, if you imagine a compass, mm-hmm. and then you imagine a bar magnet, a bar magnet, the black and red one. Yes. Um, you put the bar magnet at the top, and the needle spins up to the north. Yes. Take the bar magnet away. Yes. Put a bar magnet on the east. The needle then goes ninety degrees over around to the east. Put the magnet down to the south, goes down to the south, put it over to the west, goes over to the west. That is the very uh, function of generators and uh, electric motors. Um, you move the electrical field around the thing and the thing spins and that creates circular motion. So you can have an arm and as you move the magnet around it, the arm will spin due to the magnetic force yes. and that spinning will drive a dynamo, a turbine and create yes. energy. Yes, and that's an electric motor. Right. Uh, so you can run a motor without internal combustion of, of, of fluids or any, any fuel. Yes. Just electromagnetism will move parts and those moving parts will cause... And the, the absolute genius of this thing is it can reverse. Because if an, uh, a magnetic field crosses a wire, it creates a current. Right. It generates so, electricity. Yes. So if you move the magnets very, very fast past all these conducting wires, mm-hmm. then you create a current in those wires and that creates electricity. And the current can be stored up in the in the coil of wire. Yes. If you do it the other way and you put electricity into the coils of wire, then the magnets move because they're disturbed by the flow of electrons through the wire and the magnetic fields move and that creates motion. And that's what an electric motor is. Mm. And this is how you drive an electric car? Yes. Interesting. Okay. I'm with, you on the, cool, I'm with you on the motor phases now. All right, go. I went into like a kind of a, a retarded mouth open stage. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like Sesame Street electronics. This is great. Were you like me imagining like a giant compass with a big metal arm in the middle of it? Yeah, he just and then magnets spinning thing. around it okay. and it's spinning the arm really fast. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was imagining. Yeah. I was thinking of me playing with magnets when I was a kid going, I wish I knew what these were for. Yeah, why is this making that move? What's happening know. here? Why doesn't the car move with this energy? <laughs> I remember this, you know. Okay, uh, uh, one step more complicated. So uh, phase, phases, then phases. Uh, we'll move on to this. Uh, think about the same compass game, but this time you have uh, your magnet on the north side going down to the east side, going down to the south side. Now, as it goes from the east to the south, instead of going from east to left to south, go right and imagine it's starting on the new version of another circle. Ah. So you have a kind of an S shape. 
Okay. And then that goes back up to the middle, then it goes back up to the top, then it comes back down to the middle, and you get a waveform. Wave so I have a load of electromagnets, and I'm switching them on in yes. an S shape. Mm-hmm. And it's causing the, the the compass arm to spin, to spin but spin... In a, a smooth, fluid rhythm. So ah, can, I, can, I, then guess then, can I then guess the second phase is a second magnet? Yes. And then the third phase is a third magnet? Yes. And each of them are spinning in, like... Not concentric, but like complementary waveforms, so that the the spinning arms are moving in a fluid motion. Yes. Whereas the magnets are moving in a, in waveforms, so that, yes. that that like one magnet will hand off the stick to the next magnet to bring it to the next section. Yeah. And then the third magnet will bring it around uh, to the next uh, section uh, as yeah. it starts again. Yes. So it's like, uh, and that's a, called polyphase. Polyphase. So it's a. So it's a. I know this is, I, I've never taught this before or read about this. Yeah, it's not like, like, like you know about this. You're, this. you're insta- yeah. understanding this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So like, I can uh, see it happening in your face. You can have like three magnets and you're looking for an economy of movement of the magnets. Yes. Rather yes. than having one, having three magnets spinning in circles. Okay. And, you, uh, in three circles using the power to spin them. If you, you have back, one magnet spinning in one circle. If you go back to one waveform. Yeah. And you think about one waveform and how it travels down a, a circular copper wire. Yeah. If you can imagine that instead of the wave up and down and up and down and you imagine the circular motion of the motor that's generating it, what you're actually getting is kind of an Archimedes screw effect. Okay. Right, so you're, like, you're imagining like a corkscrew, yes. three-dimensional corkscrew effect. A, a stream of electrons through the or copper wire. Or a Pat Sharp funhouse yes. type. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, the world of fun. It's and a whole lot of fun. you at one side. Yes. yes. Um, so you have one of these spinny things uh, going through the copper wire. However, all of the bits that's between those grooves, if you like. The empty space the in empty the space coil. The space in between. In your slinky, in your, your stretch-shaped slinky, all the empty spaces is wasted area. Yes. Okay. So, so he's filling them with another two phases. Right. So it's it's like a three times more efficient. Right. right. So the reason for not a thousand phases then is because you wouldn't fit a thousand. Uh, you could fit a thousand, but then they end up interfering with each other. Ah. And it just turns out that three is the magic number. Three is the magic um, number. That's, that's the one that uh, has less losses and uh, has the right frequency to uh, measure itself out. It can. It has its own magnetic fields. And well, its own I didn't read anything stresses. about any of that stuff right. when I was researching Tesla, because that seems like stuff you'd be learning when you're doing a college course on yes. electronics. Or, I'd imagine that's where he learned it. Yeah. But, but it's very clever. Whenever nobody else in the world knows it. Yeah, yeah. True. when you're the first you person could, to imagine it. Dude, if I was a girl right now, like my nipples would be hard. Yeah, I was like, that was just, just the way you say, like, so just imagine if you had one phase, and I'm just like, oh, phase. Yeah, like it's fucking awesome, yeah. right? I have three holes. You have three phases. <laughs> three is the magic <laughs> this number. This is the magic, magic number. My dick is an Archimedes spiral, <laughs> right in. Like a pig. Yeah. You know, bottles of wine with it. <laughs> so I read that uh, Tesla was then after after like inventing all this crazy stuff, like towards his like mid twenties to late to late twenties, mm-hmm. he became like totally obsessed and taken over by the number three. Yes. This well, now. He had bits of it to begin with, but yeah, but goes, I mean, now it's like that goes into Colorado Springs experiment. Yeah, 
um, which is fascinating because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back around to it. But at this stage, but this is his, his love affair with the number three. I was reading yeah. about his like lifelong yeah. uh, uh, total obsession with three, and this three phases yeah. thing is this way. That's was, where it came from. Yeah, he was able to to make that happen. Like yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's a number of threes that happened to Tesla across the course of his life, and that just uh, consolidated his belief in three being yeah. the number of the universe. Well, one of them is um, whenever he's uh, uh, the Colorado Springs in 1890. Just after that time um, he's doing work with uh, radio telescopes and bouncing radio telescopes off the atmosphere and even past the atmosphere and receiving messages for the first time ever to mm. anybody in the world from the vastness of space on these uh-huh. radio frequency waves and the signal he kept getting repeatedly was one dash followed by two dashes followed by three dashes so he sticks uh, an ear up at the in, uh, at the, the universe mm-hmm. the infinite universe and the universe counts to three and the yeah. universe applies back with in one some kind of one two one two three in yes. some kind of like cosmic sesame street and, and, and being the genius mathematician that he is uh, he realises that one two three is in fact the first three prime numbers and the only time three prime numbers occur together in the whole history of mathematics and mathematics being like the, the universal language, the language. yeah, the, the universal language that every species, yeah. everything could speak to each other. It's the one thing that we would all speak to each other and it would be exactly the same. Yeah. And it's also the number that you jump off of stuff to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like one, yeah. two, three. Yeah. That's as much as I could contribute to that because yeah. you guys went really heavy with that. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't even top that. So but that is a heavy thing. So he's picking up this signal from outer space, this one, yes. one, two, one, two, three. Yeah. And he's saying, it's not, no, it's not a human voice shouting that. Like me, <laughs> but he's picking up these kind of beeps, these boops. Like, okay, this, this, this interference that's coming through, but it's a very regular interference. Yes. So then did and Jodie Foster come and then they made like a giant ship and then yeah. she fell through a hole? Yeah. Is that what happened? Pretty much like... No, oh, then he turned around to the newspapers. I can imagine Matthew McConaughey playing Tesla. <laughs> Thomas, just like, so listen, Thomas Edison. I don't like, want any tail. <laughs> like, no, Matthew. Yeah, put I'm your s- shirt on. I'm yeah. saying no to pussy all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Till I'm 80 motherfucking 7, y'all. Yeah. To my dying days. Oh, sleazy McConaughey. But what does it turn out that this message is that's coming through the... So Tesla actually did receive these messages. We now believe so. Yes. Um, radio telescopes uh, today. he was telling people of the time yes. I'm getting these messages and we said nice one no, yeah, sure. well no he turned around to the newspapers of the time and said I have received a message from outer space mm-hmm. at which point they turned around and went you're talking to aliens he said no 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 I'm receiving a message yeah. that originates from not on this planet. Yeah, something yeah. from not on this planet is creating this sequence, and it's it's not us. So uh, it's doing it. At which point the reporters turn around and say, uh, "Do you believe in life on other planets?" At uh, which point he says, "Yeah, of course I do. It's only common sense." Mm. And then he's like corresponding with Einstein. He's he's yes. thinking in the the infinite universe yes. idea. Yes. So he's thinking, "Hey, would there not be other life in the universe?" Yeah. Right. So he's again he's operating on a level where he's asked that question. He's thinking. Well, that's a stupid question. Yeah. Why would you even ask that? Yeah. So what, what did he conclude that it was then? Um, well, radio telescopes of today um, often pick up these uh, uh, repeating patterns of pulsing uh, numbers. Uh, one burst, four bursts, five bursts. Generally in looped patterns. Yeah. And they're neutron stars. As the neutron star spins, which is a spinning star, collapsed north star, pole, and as it's spinning, uh, it's bursts shooting out, out radio waves. And whenever it spins in a certain, well, the the orbit of the spinning is always rotating in different directions. So sometimes it will hit Earth a couple of spins, and by the fourth or fifth spin, it will go off into a different direction. Right. So you get the so we get a burst of patterns of these nearly coherent 
uh, bursts of uh, waves. So did he get one, one, two, one, two, three? Did he get more that more than? He, did he get more of those like more iterations no. in that counting? Going? No, we couldn't so, find them after. So Tesla, see. Tesla died. Always wondering what that was, and it was yeah. only science of the last thirty years that says. Hey, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a pulsing new, neutron star. I, I think it was is. 80s neutron pulsar. stars were... It was the Hubble telescope that um, the first right. found them and said, that's what they are. So this is something he'd have loved to have known in his time, but oh, he yeah. never got the answer he to. He'd love to have been able uh, to that. Yeah. So he did die thinking, I, I think I might have got a shout-out from aliens. Yeah. I really think I got a shout-out yeah. from aliens. And now I'm dying, and I've never got to corroborate that. Just oh, counting to three in a hotel room, like some... Yeah. Like, Shouting out the window, going, "Come on, talk to me!" Yeah, some, if some you weird invent, big bird. If you invent three phase power, and you think that aliens have talked to you and told you the number three, three is going to be in your mind quite a bit, quite a lot. Yeah. And if we know anything about the batter mind half effect, you're going to see it around a lot. Yeah, yeah. well, see it in places a lot of times. And he probably got brought up with his priest father, thinking like you know the Holy Trinity, Trinity. Mm-hmm. like three is and everything. Like I don't know. It's, it seems to be the, the, the seed of an, of an obsession, all right? Yeah. Yes. But and, it seems compulsive, yeah, yeah, if anything. Yeah. And absolutely so, compulsive. So let, let's go back then to what, what, yeah, back what's, to the he, what's he doing with Edison? What's he doing so with the Edison company then? He, he comes along and asks for his $25,000, to which they reply, uh, no, you're a consultant, there's five, at which point he resigns immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, off. fuck all y'all. Yeah. Like Edison Company, Fix your shit yourself. Edison Company is like, fuck you. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. see you later, Edison. Yeah, okay. At which point, his manager runs out and says, uh, no, 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 no. Like, stay, stay, stay. And uh, Tesla basically stands around and says, I'm not working with you, shower bastards. Don't, don't be ridiculous. To which he says, well, look, Mister Tesla, I only know two geniuses in the world. You're one of them. Thomas Edison's the other. Here's his name and address. Go and find him in Menlo Park. Work for him. So, the manager who fucked him over for 20 grand goes, yeah, listen, we, we know you're a genius. I just, I'm just a bit light on the money. I just yeah, I like money. money. It's the economy. Yeah. I spent literally all of my wedge down the Moulin Rouge. There's, <laughs> like, I owe money all over yeah. Paris. My, like, my, uh, sorry, bro, this is the life of a scientist. Because scientists were like the rock and roll got, stars of the day. Like. My credit's gone really bad on pastries and soft cheese. Come <laughs> yeah. on, you can understand, dude. I was wiping my arse with baguettes for months <laughs> but I can't do it anymore it, it hurts crushing. too much <laughs> patisserie boulangerie electricity <laughs> that is the holy trinity of engineering my friend yeah mm-hmm. so Tesla grabs a suitcase throws a hat and some papers in it and off he goes he's like um, fuck all you yeah. I, I could imagine him like going, just putting like a bindle and, on a stick just then like <laughs> sauntering off to some yeah. weird like Key no, yeah. music. Um, well, like, takes his five grand. I mean, yeah. he's not full. Yeah. Takes his five grand. So five grand is like how much in real money? Like a hundred um, grand, four months rent, that kind of yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Decent, rent. decent way, but yeah. more than enough to get him to America. Get yeah. set up for, for a while. Yeah. But so, like, this is the classic situation that I think a lot of us have been in in life, where you go back to your job and the business is shut down, the shop you worked in is closed up, whatever it is, and they're like, "Yeah, go talk to this guy for your last check," and that guy never exists. You can never find him. So Tesla goes for his money. He's yeah. he's left twenty grand short on his payment, and they give him a name. But he still has of Thomas Edison grand. and say, yeah. "Go talk to this guy. He'll sort your money out." Where is he? He's across the Atlantic Ocean. Go find him, and he just goes the to the world. docks. Go yeah. get a dream. He goes to the docks, jumps yeah. on a boat, and goes, "I'm going to get my twenty grand up this yeah. asshole." Yeah, but I'm this is also a, a guy who goes, yeah. "I don't want to go to the army. I'm going to live in a box in yeah. the forest for yeah. ten yeah. years." So I don't think he really has any regard for 
yeah. convention. He lives by honest. the conviction of his yeah. principles. Yeah, also, he's like, fuck it, I'm out of to here. To his absolute detriment. But jumps on the boat, heads yeah. over to America, and what does he find? Uh, well, no, jumps on the boat, and then there's a mutiny on the boat where he's robbed. Oh, of no. All his oh, it's 5, oh, no. Yes. So he had uh, nothing when he got to it. So the 5,000 was enough to set him up nice yeah. in, in New York, but yeah. it never oh, happens. What? And gets robbed on the boat. And Did he not keep it down by his balls? <laughs> no, apparently there was, a there was a mutiny on the boat and all of the crew were going to be fucked over the side. And some of them were fucked over the side. And then he managed to convince them that he was actually a good, hardworking Croat and had nothing to do with the crew. Ah, so they allowed him to And stay. they were like, all oh, right, well, what else? And I'm fairly sure at this point in time, he hands over five grand. And they go, well, fair enough. He starts spieling a bit of his Austro-Hungarian mountain speak. Yes. And they're like, oh, he's not one of the, he's not one of the top dicks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's an underclass. He's like, like wait, 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 guys, I'll give you all my money. Can I stay on the boat for two grand? <laughs> and they're like, we'd have accepted four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have accepted that. We'd have taken like yeah, 600, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're a madman, but go on. Uh, um, so arrives in America with four cents in his pocket. Fuck, after five grand, gosh. that is sickener, man. And this is what everything, he's, he's, he's jacking not the gambling even, at this point. Not even a suitcase. Oh, um, uh, four cents in his pocket and a letter given to him by the boss that's just fired him. Oh, did he take the letter now? Didn't take the letter. I think he probably couldn't read. These yeah. are like what good was the letter there? Yeah. So he, he has a letter of recommendation from his boss in yeah. in the Edison Company in yeah. Paris yeah. to give to Thomas Edison, saying, "Dear uh, dear boss, this guy is a superstar." No, saying to Thomas Edison exactly what he told to Thomas Tes- uh, uh, Nikola Tesla, which was, um, "I know two geniuses in the world. One of them's you, and one of them's this guy. This and that letter be found in the Nikola Tesla museum. Yes. Cool. Yeah. beautiful. Cool. I think I read." That line that, that was in the he was described in the museum. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Actually. Now I've I've had the odd good reference from old bosses before. None of them have ever called me one of the only two geniuses in the world. Well, no, 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 yeah. Them have. yeah, yeah. But you see, this is years ago when there wasn't that many geniuses. That's true. Just there was less people then. Now. Yeah, there's no people. And also, that. the level of what some of we would call genius is way lower nowadays. Hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, like people are like, oh my god, you can put emojis in your text messages on an iPhone. That's genius. genius. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's on the boat. He's yeah. off. He, he, he's got Gets his to America, taken. finally. He's in America. Yeah. He's up to Henderson and he's all like, hey, I'll give you my two cents, but he only has four, so he, yeah. he can't afford to. Yeah. And Edison says, um, that's very interesting. I'll tell you what, I'll give, we'll give you a job working as one of my muckers, which were the lowest paid electrical maintenance staff. Fucking bastard. So he starts at the bottom again. Yeah. Works his way up to the, works his way up to, in the Paris yeah. branch. Yeah. Moves to the New York Comes branch. Comes with a office. Saying, Goes with a representative. Yeah. Saying, I'm a genius. And he's like, yeah, grab a brush. <laughs> yeah. Back to the bottom, kid. What a cunt. Wow. Um, however, Thomas Edison was notoriously xenophobic. Okay. So it was a bit of an odd one to be in with. The, yeah. uh, maybe your man in the, the Edison Museum and, or the Edison staff in Paris didn't know that he was like I'm sure he was American and mm. being both Americans he probably wouldn't know but yeah. then to send uh, he might never have spoke to Edison I mean like to... he worked in Edison's branch in Paris and Skype is terrible back yeah. then so he probably yeah. never spoke to Edison <laughs> they worked together that's, oh they, that's he didn't know he didn't yeah. know yeah. alright okay. he didn't know he was xenophobic yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. shit man well I suppose Tesla did hate fat people yeah, yeah. And I Jews. didn't know that about him. He never Man. said it. And Jews hated Jews. Really? Yes, it's no, in his, no yeah. it's in his biography. That's uh, not even allegedly. Like he couldn't even look or, or talk to. He would refuse to talk to fat people. He would. Yeah. He wouldn't work with anybody who was yeah. overweight. He was like, uh, refuse to wash completely. Germaphobe. Yeah. And you're like, you know, if you don't wash, you're more germs. And he's like, yeah, but they're my germs. Mm. Ah. 
Yeah. And his germs are super intelligent. No pearl necklaces, no fat people. Yeah. No, like, sorry, this is no uh, Jews. Uh, this is Thomas Edison. I hated fat people and Jews and was oh. xenophobic. And well, t- Tesla hated fat people as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they had something in common. Yeah, yeah they had loads. Together. Oh, that's nice. Like, okay. uh, Thomas Edison also only slept four hours a night. Really? So they had loads in common. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, so this is why the guy in Paris, he said, I know you to be a genius because I found out all these quirky things that make you such a genius. Maybe and this guy's like the same dude. Maybe the guy in Paris is all like, wow, you hate Jews and fat people. I have a fellow you should meet. Yeah. <laughs> you would get on really well with you him. should meet. Uh, and then I don't he went think to Austria. I don't, no, I, I don't think Tesla hated Jews. He hated fat people and women. I don't I think, think he hated, I women. didn't read about him hating Jews, but I knew about him hating pearl necklaces and yeah. fat people. Yeah. So, I mean, can you imagine the two lads, Edison and Tesla, they're working out at night and the thing, and they're all like, I fucking hate that Ben Franklin guy. He's, yeah, he's so <laughs> Toby. Yeah. They just bonded double hard. So, like, so Edison, Edison hated Jews, but I mean, not surprising if he was a complete xenophobe. Yeah. I mean, they, they're included yeah, as people. Edison well, he hates American Jews as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Edison sounds like a bit of a deep. He does sound like a bit of a deep. Um, I, hopefully, we're going to be doing uh, an episode on robber barons. Yeah. And you will see J.P. Morgan's connection to Edison and what mm. those two did. And man, that's scary. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. I don't know, man. He seems like he had it all boxed off, like, really early. Yeah. Like, the first man to do it is always the guy that stays, you know. Yeah. Um, he had 1,200 patents to his name. So, I mean, like, Edison and Tesla have a lot in common. And I presume... As soon as Edison saw him, like walking in, and he handed this letter, going, "There's two geniuses in the world, and the, the, like one of them is you, and the other is this fucking penniless, weird bearded, like Croatian mental Skinny, face who lanky, can't shake hands mm. and can't look you in the eye." And Edison is looking at him, going, "Well, if this other guy who I chose to run my for the French branch of my company, yeah. who's well yeah. re- respected and regarded by me," thinks that this guy is my only otherworldly opposition, then fuck this guy. Grab a brush there, mustache, yeah. and we'll smell you yeah, later. Yeah, let's not be too hard on Edison here, because he's looking at Tesla's CV, and he's got the man standing in front of him with no suitcase, nothing, steps off the boat with nothing with four yeah. cents in his pocket. Mm. And he, he's it looks like the homeless guy that found that letter. Yeah, and he's looking yeah. at the CV, and he's thinking, so I see there's a, a gap here in your working history of two years you spent... In the woods? <laughs> you want to take me through that occupational decision there, Chief? And then he just pulled out a laser rifle. Yeah, he pulls out a laser rifle and he says, somebody get this man a brush. He's going to be sweeping my floor. Yeah, but it's just, it does seem kind of petty and a bit like, you know... Uh, Make him uh, start again from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Like, hell, like, well, also that thing of like, you know, if you're in the army or whatever, break in your new recruits. Let him know where he is in the company, and that's he's bottom wrong. Well, so at this also, moment, like, who, who um, is Edison now at this moment in America? Like, how how Menlo, is he? Menlo Park, where te- uh, where Tesla goes to get his job, um, has become famous as the world's first think tank. Right, this mm. is a place where people are employed to do research, which is pretty much unheard of before then. Edison um, surrounding himself with geniuses. Edison is with through his international companies is sending out feelers and words of. Who are the really, really smart people? Right. Send them all to me. So, like, the world's best stand-up, he's getting yes. all of these these great unknown people to come in and write his jokes for him. Yes. Or to at least help him pad out his, his musings. Into so, better, he is a scientific Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. That's what's happening. Nice. Okay. Interesting. Which you have to respect in a certain way. Yeah. He's, he's seen, well, why, why try and be the best on my own when I can just be the head of a company? Of brilliant. Like I mean, Thomas, not, Thomas not, Edison has twelve hundred patents to his name. Which yeah, I'm to throw that out again. I'm not. I'm not totally disparaging Edison. Like he's done a lot of hard graft. Yes, and got there like pretty much on his own to where he's at this like 
lofty heights of engineering and, and, and electronic science and stuff. But like now, when he's getting a bit older, he started to run out of steam. He's like, let the young lads come in. But he's still taking credit for these young lads' work, though. Yeah. Hmm. See, that's a bit fucking... Do you know what I mean? That's where the it's downside the same, is. It's the same that's as the like it's the same as Google. I presume the way they brainstorm stuff and just people put together like nobody, no one person puts their name on like, yeah, I made Google Drive and the technology, the compression technology that's able to hold your files, like that everybody in the whole world is able to get fifteen gigabytes of drive space. Well, all you have to do is make up an email address and you get fifteen gigs hmm. because there's people that are able to like make these big massive data farms and have this compression so you can upload and download this stuff super fast. Someone who wrote that code, mm-hmm. but that person will never be known to Yeah, the so like anyone that's working for a massive multinational corporation and you come up with a brilliant idea on the company dime, that's not your idea. Um, yeah. That you even thought it could be your idea. There ain't no more Zuckerbergs. How did you come up with that idea and not realise that it could never be your idea? This is Dave's upcoming book, ladies and gentlemen, as well. Um, I'm going to put it up on the website. It's called No More Zuckerbergs. Yeah. And it's going to be about uh, Nikola Tesla's failure to... Well, it's called Demanded We Invented the Chicken Nugget Didn't Get Rich. Yeah. There's some dude in some lab somewhere invented the chicken nugget and went, this is really tasty, and he didn't get rich. But he worked for a company who owned everything that he came Mm. up with in that lab. And that's, the the Menlo Park is the start of that. Right, so Edison invents this kind of intellectual property ownership by the company you work for, invented on the company dime, it's ours, but... And he, you won't be able to, mind. yeah, but you won't be able to invent something in your own laboratory off the company time because I'm hogging up all the crap money and all the. Uh, well, yeah. it's it's kind of like what's happening now with these yeah, the like same. startup yeah. uh, companies where like four or five people are going to some some like shared house in Palo Alto and sweating balls like writing code together. Well, no, like uh, for a modern day analogy is uh, you you have an idea and you go on Dragon's Den, but just be aware that if you don't take whatever you're offered right there, there will be no more offers ever. Right. Right. So really hardcore. Yeah, it does sound quite one chance, one shot only dragons down. Shit, man. Yeah. yeah. So, um, turns up at Tesla's factory, or Edison's factory, mm-hmm. and uh, goes to work, and works for 14 hour days, and distinguishes himself, and eventually starts fixing the motors. Because Sweeps the shit out of those floors. Day. Yes. Yeah. And then I mean, makes makes a new magnetic brush that uses static electricity to get the dust out of the <laughs> yeah. floor. But it's so brilliant. No contact and it's way more efficient. Yeah, it's smooth, no friction. So yeah. the speed is incredible. Yeah, no yeah. friction brush. I love it. Are you saying yeah. he invented the Dyson? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Thomas I, uh, Dyson. <laughs> oh. He took the he took the credit for it. He did indeed. <laughs> but like so, while working in a place full of brilliant people, that's like a, a think tank of brilliant people. He yes. outstands himself and distinguishes himself sweeping floors. Yes. Right, okay. Well, and, and, no, and dropping like plans on lads' desks and going, yeah, true, yeah exactly. Lord of shit. Yes. And was going behind people's backs and was making enemies on the shop floor. Right, okay. But his, his social dysfunction doesn't let him yeah, understand what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I know we keep saying it, but it's just trying to reinforce like there's a bad pattern of like, you know, uh, incendiary yeah. personality behavior where he's fucking annoying yeah. everybody as he goes up. <laughs> In a genius way, it's yeah. like, you know, when somebody, like, have you ever told a girl that her skirt is tucked into her knickers? Mm. Have you gone up behind a girl who has tucked her skirt into her knickers and gone, sorry, love, I can see your hoop. Do you want to pull your skirt out? Because it's tucked into your knickers. Yeah. Mm. The next thing that's happening is a slap in the face. And the next thing that's happening is her friend is going over going, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but thanks for telling us that her hole was hanging out. Yeah. Like, 
Tesla is doing the equivalent of telling Edison your yeah. skull just tucked into your knickers. Exactly. He's showing them yes. their, their embarrassing yeah. faux pas. Well, no, it, it gets into that because um, as, he, as he's making all these uh, advancements and strides and making a name for himself, eventually he comes on uh, Thomas Edison's radar who very rarely goes down to the shop floor and is saying, oh, you, you were the, the Croat who came to me and you're making a name for yourself and I heard you've been fixing my motors. Huh? Fixing my motors. They run better now. Huh? I is see. Thomas Edison in the mafia? It it, like it's going there. It's oh, going there. Hey, you fixing my yeah. motors over here? Who do you think you are coming in here with these clamps and these uh, ratchets I, and bar bearings fixing I, my motors? They're my motors. I was trying to put a bit of humor in it because apparently Thomas Edison was joking at the time, but he turns around. He to seems like Tesla. he seems like joking. Or not. He seems like a joker. Yeah. Uh, he turns around to Tesla and says, uh, "Right, you have uh, these new blueprints that you tell me are not only better than my motors." but a full third more efficient than my motors. So you're saying, like, two of your motors can beat three of mine? Says, yeah. Says, right. If you can design something like that, I'll give you £50,000. So $50,000. Mm-hmm. Which, Which in today's money is, like, one and a half million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Decent yeah. money. De- lots of decent he money. He was cheated yeah. at 20 grand in Paris, so being offered 50 he's like well that's what you owe me plus interest so yeah, well no but he was promised 25 now, so yeah. now he's going to get 10 grand for well no 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 now yeah. he's now he's in America now he's in the land of dreams now he, you come with an effort and an ambition and you make yourself and you'll this get the money this time okay yeah. so what does he, what does he do does where he your feet are paved with gold yes <laughs> yeah uh, so this time he spends a month less working on it than he did working on the ones for the Paris power plant he spends three months I think it is three or four and uh, invents this motor and builds it and it runs and it's a third more powerful than Edison's motor in your face, Tom Sensen. In your face. So, Kaching walks into his office. This is Mr. Edison. I have done it. Isn't this wonderful? I have now improved your company. Your company will become the, the most efficient producer of uh, electrical motors in the world because of my efforts. Okay. Can I please have my fifty thousand dollars? To which Edison turns around and says, "You have a lot to learn about the American sense of humor." What? So, as it, to infer from that, then. Oh, I was taking the piss out of you, son. No. When I said you got fifty G's. So did he take his blueprints? This, like, no, no, no. The second part of that is uh, Tom, uh, Nikola Tesla was earning eighteen dollars a week at the job. Oh, so that's how much fifty G's is. He's getting eighteen dollars a week. Yeah. And he offers him. He says, "Go and do this thing that you say you can do, and I'll give you fifty G's up front." Cash. And he knocks it out in three months. And comes back and says, "Where's my fifty G's, homie?" To which he's told. No, that was a there, joke. There never was, was a 50G. What? what I am going to do is I'm going to offer you a $10 a week raise to Ooh. stay working for Oh, me. man. Okay. However, um, he was originally being paid $18 a week. A ditch digger was paid $2 a day. So $14 a week. So basically $10 a week. Yeah, $10 a week if they took a couple of days off. Yeah. Um, so this point paid... is changing the world and getting paid twice as much as a ditch digger. Yeah. Right, so if you went to university, spent all that money going to a good university and learning about electrical engineering and then took a job for Thomas Edison, you weren't getting paid that much more than a ditch digger. No, but you were in Menlo Park. The, 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 that was the, the, the next yeah, big see, time this war. The yeah. thing, he was, he was selling a thing where here's, here's a place where you can come and expand your mind and you can like, you know, experiment with all of the stuff mm-hmm. that we have here and you can be together with these other people. It sounds a lot like a couple of the few of the companies that are around nowadays where they're yeah, like, the big hey, blue you know the way you spent like all that money going to college and all that stuff? So do you want to come and get experience working as an intern in our company mm. for your social welfare plus 50 euros a week? Yeah, well, you can do that here. You can advance that. You want a you job. You can work with all this great technology and laboratories in our R&D department. Anything you can work with belongs to us. But you can do that. You can work with the equipment you'd never get a chance to access here. Thomas for, Edison like invented jobs for a minimum wage Thomas Edison 
Do you think that uh, John Burton f- <laughs> frigs herself off to pictures of Thomas Edison? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah, any it's a scary so, thought. any it's minister scary. in any government in the world, any finance minister who's looking to cut costs is thinking that's the way you do it. Edison's a genius. Yeah, if anyone out there is really good at Photoshop or any good at uh, you know Adobe uh, Premiere Pro or something like that, if you want to put together something that looks like a video of Joan Burton frigging herself off mm-hmm. to a poster of Thomas Edison, we pay you fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> no joke, no joke. Well, no joke. Um, so, yeah, Thomas Edison sounds like right. So, Thomas point. Edison yeah. takes his designs and offers him. Why doesn't Tesla keep week. his designs and go, well, you're not getting them then, give me the 50 grand and you can have them? Just so we can check something here, though, just quickly. Um, like, do we have any colour on this, on the information of this this incident between Tesla and, and Edison as far as the $50,000? Yeah. Like, what we're saying about Tesla possibly having Asperger's or some sort of undiagnosed, you know, autism Yeah, do you think Edison was taking advantage of his no, but, social disability? No, what I'm thinking is, do you think Tesla's inability to read other human beings, like, we're, we're being pretty hard on Edison here, going, oh, you don't get the American sense of humour. For all we know, Edison was in a clown suit, like, ring, honking a, a horn, <laughs> while going, I'll give you $50 million if you can make 30% more powerful and more for me. To which, like, uh, Tesla was taking on face value, going, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah. But Edison, yeah. then when he comes back to him, and Edison was like, but I was wearing a clown suit. I yeah. thought, well, weren't we having like a laugh? It was it was crazy we were, Friday we in the rolling, office. rolling around in a ball pit that I had got from the New York Circus, and they brought yeah. it in. We were, come on, dude. He's there like, was cupcakes everywhere. Nicky, I was well, obviously joking, brother. And to which Tessa's like, I quit, you fuck. Well, no, and this is the other side, aside from the joking, is uh, that I read an article saying that the equivalent to Thomas Edison's company at the time in monetary value would have been about two hundred thousand uh, dollars, right? So fifty. Oh, okay. So he's talking like a quarter of the huge. total value of his company. No, of the of this invention. Oh, the, oh, what because the market share and how much it would take over from other uh, generators and before it was upgraded to something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, though, Tesla's invention would make him way more money. So it's just like a down payment on loads of future profits. Yeah. Of oh, future inventions, exactly. Yeah. Or oh, if he'd just come back like in three months with a better version than the one he just yeah, made. Yeah, I don't care why he didn't just go, yeah, all right, cool, dude. I was only joking, but shit, like here's at least like 20. Well, I think what we're speaking to there cheap. then... He is, was that cheap. But not just cheap, it's the lack of foresight and the lack of, for me, it would be like a good heart for the, the future of humanity. So he's not thinking... What's the best thing for us to like improve technology and improve humanity? You're talking He's about thinking, Tesla's morality. Here. No, I'm talking about Edison's morality. I'm oh. thinking Edison was thinking, not that. He was thinking, what's the best thing for me here? What's what? How can I make the most money? Give a fuck about humanity. Give a fuck about what the best invention is. It doesn't matter what the best iteration of the invention is. What matters is which one can I make the most money from? Which iteration of the invention can I get the most money it from? It seems like they're polarizing. It seems like they're polarizing their objectives so Tesla yes. was about like I want a better humanity and Whatever I also the like them. food when I'm hungry well, yes. and then Edison was all like money 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 money, money, money. fuck you fuck you fuck no, you if the invention enough. is a useless invention that wipes your ass it means nothing to me as long um, as I make the money from it from my research Thomas Edison seems to have been um, quite a scientifically minded younger man right? and far more altruistic and giving and then he a invented, proper scientist. He invented two two of his major inventions. The ones that made him powerful and rich um, was the stock ticker, which is if you've ever seen the old movies, a big yeah. glass globe. Yeah, the Hudson proxy like with giving out the stock prices. And who's that going to be valuable to? Loads of stock market people. The fat cats. 
who he met whenever he was selling his one-of-a-kind branded uh, patented stock ticker. The other thing he invented was a telegraph transponder, which allows telegraph signals to be sent to a transponder instead of somebody sitting in a room, mm. amplified and sent on to the next one. So now you can get cross-country uh, telegraphs, whereas before you had to have people every 20 miles stuck in huts recoding this thing. Now it was just one person at the other end. Yeah. Um, so he controlled the flow of information and who the information was given to, which made him rubbing shoulders with J.P. Morgans and Rockefellers and people we're going to be talking about on other episodes. Yeah. This is like and if these are your about... backers, you're probably going to be money, 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 because you've got some really scary... Yeah, well, we're going to have a private banking... Yeah. You're going like... You gotta make that money because yeah. and money makes money. And he probably, as a young scientist with like like stars in his eyes for you know bringing together humanity under the yoke of science, probably ended up seeing like J.P. Morgan and Rockefeller and all having like milk baths and getting like rubbed down by f- forty Asian women and stuff like that. And going, I want that kind of money. I want like fuck you money. And um, well, there's a story about J.P. Morgan which we're not going to go on to, but uh, Theodore Roosevelt asked J.P. Morgan to come to his office, and J.P. Morgan wrote a letter back saying, "No, you come to my office." And there was a bit of a spat between them. Theodore Roosevelt being the president at the, the time. president, and his office being the Oval Office. Wow! Boom. Yeah, J.P. JP Morgan sounds like you don't give a fuck. That's how you roll like Jay Z. You should be Jay Z Morgan. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking badass. So like, well, like Tesla just and Edison didn't go on. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, just to paint a colour for the, for the listener of the time, this is the turn of the, the 20th century, mm-hmm. like 1900 onwards, yeah. and what you're, what you're imagining here is this is the, the dashing, daring years of being an inventor. This is where mm-hmm. being an inventor is like being a rock and roll star. You have like the Marconis and the Graham Bells, and you have the Faradays, and you have the... the this the is science. And science science this is news. This is science world. This is like all over the world, people are in these mad races to invent the thing, and theoretically ideas are coming forward, and people are crunching the mathematical numbers and going, that's possible. And it's then there's a race, a race to, the to make it. It's, it's a, a race, race to the patent office. And this is happening literally in like every Globally. country in the world mm-hmm. has their own scientist, their own guy at the forefront. And an doing explosion this. of advanced technology. Explosion of this. But what we're saying is that Edison... Is is at the at the top of this not because of the ideas and and not intentionally but he's at the top of this because he's the best connected. Yeah, he has a nerd army working for him. Like, he has yeah. a nerd army behind him, and because of certain inventions that he had in the past, he's now rubbing shoulders in in the the parlors with all the top rich people, the private the bankers. names you know, the names you still know. Yes, the names, the, the family yeah. names that run today so, through the private yeah. bank of Federal did, Reserve. Did, did Edison look at Tesla and see him as a threat? Obviously, he did. Mm. Um, I I think well Edison called the the workers at Menlo Park his muckers because they did the muck and he got the gold right. and t- Tesla was just another one. So um, where where was their where was their massive rivalry that we see that has been yeah for guys know, that were so similar that about, that that hated so fat chicks yeah where how could they ever have anything out of common at this point in time uh, J P Morgan and Thomas Edison are massively massively invested in DC power. Okay. Right. Now, DC power has the major limitation that uh, the power factor fades over distances. Now, the motors they were talking about at the time had a radius of about a square mile. One generator, and you could only power something a mile away. So, just to understand this, you'd have a power, you'd have a power factory, you'd have a factory, and inside you'd have a massive generator, and you'd be throwing coal or whatever else, and burning yeah. it, and creating electrical, creating yeah. electricity, yeah. and then you'd be firing that electricity as powerfully as you could down the wire, yeah. down the line, and the power line's running down the street, and as it's going down the line, it's losing Hitting power, it's losing voltage, losing because of the voltage. resistance of the metal of the, of the line itself. And the power of the motor's there, it was about a mile away, and then you couldn't get one lamp to work. 
Right. So every mo- so you have a power station and it's firing loads of current down the wire. By the time it gets down a mile, yeah. the current dissipated quite a lot. Yeah. So every mile when or so... When you say power station, power station, we're talking about something the size of two fridges put together. Right. These were intended to be uh, house use. Yes. You would have a generator in every single house. So like every every square mile generator. would have one of these generators. Yeah, in that's inconceivable. Yeah. Every single yeah. square mile that humans exist in civilization, you would have one of these things. If you wanted power, yeah. And power lines everywhere. everywhere. Literally everywhere. And because power DC lines. power lines uh, have uh, the, this re- problem of resistance, they have to be bigger, which means there are generally about four times the width area of AC power cables. So four times thicker. Thicker. Four so times big more as copper. ugly as... Giant power cables. Massive power just, cables. Apropos of nothing, uh, the person who had an absolute monopoly on copper mines was JP Morgan. And copper is the number one... Thing for transferring this energy for it, it's the cheapest conductor you can get yeah, the second the best ones. one is platinum alright yeah that's bad stuff so when you start putting, when you start putting the chess pieces together like that you start seeing where the plan is going towards mm. like yes. it's, it's beneficial so you have, for everybody you have Morgan in the industries he owns copper mines and, and, and wire producing industries has a good part of the northeast of New York telegram industries live, uh, lit with Edison bulbs and and uh, is making light bulbs for Edison and so he's got a vested interest in keeping things this way, much like possibly oil companies today would have a vested interest in, in keeping yes. oil as the number one used fuel. Mm. So he's got a vested interest in keeping things this way. And Edison, not wanting to piss off his number one contributor, and also having been the man, the man of DC power, mm. is more than happy to keep going with DC power. So Nikola Tesla shows up one day and says, "Hey, boss, check this out." Mm. And what's his idea? Uh, three-phase power, which reduces the copper used by a quarter and can be dris- uh, distributed over hundreds of miles from one power station. So instead of instead of like hundreds of linked power stations at every mile, mile. or two, yeah. uh, you, you have, have one power one station and way out in the sticks, away from everybody. For a hundred miles squared and very few power lines, much less thick, yes. much less... Blight on the landscape. So then, yes. like, direct current is DC current. Yes. And AC current is alternating current. Yes. So what's the difference then for our dear listener? Okay, okay, kids. Okay, kids. DC. We've got another one for you. The more you know. Science. Here it comes. Okay. What ACDC, not just a fucking kick-ass rock band, but... <laughs> um, if you think about DC, uh, DC is what comes in batteries. Yes. Um, DC motors, their really own advantage is torque. So you get them in things like uh, trains and Lewis and trams and heavy things that need to get moving. Um, But they get moving very, very slowly. Whereas uh, AC can be transformed in frequency. And whenever you ramp up the frequency to extra, extra, extra high voltages, then you can pass them over overhead power lines hundreds and hundreds of miles. Right. So the super dangerous overhead pylons that we see around us in, in the modern world have incredibly high voltage electricity running down them. Yes. Which so helps transfer move. further. Uh, it's, Which it's, helps the electricity move faster. Faster. Well, no, it's, 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 all to do, it's all to do with these copper losses. AC has copper losses as well. Through resistance whereas, to the wire. Whereas AC's copper losses through resistance to the wire is maybe 100 ohms. Um, which reduces it by, say, I'm just picking figures at random, but say it reduces it by 100 volts. If you're putting 110 volts into the system and you're losing 100 volts, that's a really big problem because you're only getting 10 volts out at the end of it. For having used enough coal to generate 110 volts to start. Yes, not Um, good. If you're using, well, if you generate 110 volts and then you can step it up via uh, Tesla coils to 15,000 volts 
and you're only losing 100 volts on the journey, that doesn't really bother you in the slightest. Yeah. So DC power then is creating 110 and losing 100. Yeah. Or anything over and AC, a mile. And AC yeah. is as well, but it's running at 15,000 volts. Right. So and it it's losing matter. 100. <laughs> okay. All right, you're right. So it's way more So what happens yeah. when it gets to the end then? The 15,000 gets to the end and gets turned down? or Via Tesla coil, the opposite way. Okay, so you turn it up. You, you, still, you use your gas. So you, you burn your gas awesome. or your coal. That creates your electricity. Yes. Then you, you use your Tesla coil to, to ramp, ramp up your up frequency of electricity to so super go, high. Let's go you with fire Tesla down coil. the line and you step it back down again so it's safe on the a other Tesla side. Tesla coil is yeah. just like a giant... Okay, what's a Tesla coil? Yeah, Sorry. A Tesla That's coil, a coil is, anyway. um, imagine a cone. Now, okay. uh, wrap a piece of copper wire around it continuously. Okay. Right? Now imagine a bigger cone and put that over the first one. Okay. Wrap a piece of copper wire around that. The cone on the inside has less coils. The coil on the outside has more coils. Yes, has, has more coils. So if so you pass more the current used. through the outside coil, it produces electromagnetic waves, which cut the inside coil, but more often because there's more of them. So the voltage on the inside coil is higher than the voltage on the outside coil. Science. Yeah, that was beautiful. I'm not 100% sure I'm with that now. So a Tesla coil has a large coil and a small coil. Yeah. And then what happens? You run... Uh, a current through the large coil. So it's still the same process. You burn your coal, you make your electricity, yep. and you run said small current. Just a small, how small we got? Like 120 uh, volts, 100 uh, volts. Any current you like, and any kind of current you put through a copper wire produces yep. a magnetic field. Creates a magnetic field because I'm putting a voltage through this copper yep. coil of copper wire. Whenever the magnetic field crosses another copper wire, mm-hmm. it induces a current in that copper wire. Right. So you put my, I put my charged magnetic, my, my, my charged copper coil. Yep. Beside another copper coil, a smaller one. Yep. And that would step down field. the voltage. So a magnetic field is created between the two. Yep. And that'll put the voltage down. Yep. If I charge up a smaller coil and put it beside a larger coil, it crosses more coils. It, it, so it produces more of a current. So it steps up the voltage. So, so the current can step voltage. up as it gets into the bigger coil. And okay. so a Tesla coil, or a Tesla coil, is like comes in two styles, I guess. And so you have the one that's small coil, is that and loads big coil, of conce- and you have concentric. big coil, and small coil. Uh, no, they're actually exactly the same thing. It's okay, do you attach the power? Oh, it's which end is the plus minus end? Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Very simple, so, actually. Incredibly so, simple. Yeah, you think about so it. So you're burning coal, making the 110 volts. <laughs> yeah. Putting the 110 volts from the small one. To yeah. the big one, yeah. so it, sending it out on the wire. That's what happens on those things at the top of the wooden telegraph poles that have the things sticking out. The box, the big transformer box stuck yeah. to the outside of the, your telegraph poles. So, I, so basically, it's like a, it's like tether ball, or it's like that that game you play. You know, where you you bang the ball on the string, spins, right? yeah. but it's just like you're hitting the ball on the string, but the string is attached to a, a wire, and every every time you hit a telegraph yeah. pole, yeah. it's just banging the ball a little bit further. Yeah, right. Along down along the line, passing it down. Yeah. So the transformer box, so it's coming into the telegraph pole from the power station outside my house. It's coming from the power station to the telegraph pole at fifty thousand volts, 50, and, it's, volts. And, it's, and it's hitting the Tesla coil and being rejuvenated to two hundred thirty volts. So there's a yeah, Tesla but coil being, inside but the transformer like, box. As it's going down the lines, I'm trying to think of how can it how can it travel that far? Like every every time it hits a telegraph pole, it's hitting a little Tesla coil. Yeah. No, it's no. just it's just at such a high frequency that it could come. Like the thousand miles from the power station because it's at fifteen thousand uh, without it, without losing any resistance, without, without barely losing any resistance. No, it, it loses exactly the same amount as DC. Oh, so would with DC. But DC, you have to have a, a motor generator the size of a house to get that kind of voltage. Yeah, so with DC, AC, you can change the frequency, which is where Tesla coils come in. You can't do that with DC. 
so, so DC, AC, you're pumping out one ten and you're getting ten at the end. Yeah. With 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 AC, you're pumping out fifteen thousand and you're getting fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety at the end. Right. Which is much better. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So so you make the thing, you make the current, you put it into the small cone, it, it transfers to the big cone, super voltage, down the line, hits the big cone, comes down to the small cone, mm. and, comes and then, out and of then the comes into your box. lamp and then makes you not stub your toe on the surface. And yeah. that's the that's the idea that we have in modern times today. That's what we use now. However, um, oh. Tesla also discovered that if you put a sort of a metal-shaped donut on top of this coil, then instead of storing and transferring the energy, it will dissipate the energy into the atmosphere. And that's where so, you see people with lightning coming from their hands. And right. By the way, if anybody's listening to this and fancy having a pause, uh, Lords of Lighting, YouTube video of this, it's a couple of guys that stand on Tesla coils and fight with lightning. We'll stick that video up on the website. God damn. That sounds exciting. I want to do that now. Yeah. So, just so I understand what's going on here. Nikola Tesla, his name's not that well known, but every every pole, every electricity pole outside of every house in the known world has a transformer box on it that the, has Tesla coils on it. The box at the top of the wooden pole at the end of nearly every street in the world uh, that has those two weird sticky out uh, thorn uh, horn things kind of yes. at the top is an induction coil which was uh, not invented but certainly improved by Nikola Tesla okay so if everybody if all our listeners right now grab a crowbar which I know you all have stashed behind your couch and you if for protection and you go outside and you crank open this box you'll be staring at what essentially is a Tesla coil uh, well, if you go and take a metal crowbar to an induction uh, coil, then you're probably going to get struck by lightning. Okay, use your rubber crowbar, folks. <laughs> Crank it open, which I know you also have in the closet in the bedroom. Don't pretend. <laughs> you're, you're looking That's at That's a special one coils. for wife time. Right, and so these things are stepping down your yes. thousands and thousands and thousands of hertz frequency to... A right, a right nice voltage coming to your house um, at a very basic kindergarten level there are four okay. fundamental forces of nature okay there's gravity well, uh, oh yeah, not, yeah, no, no, fire, not, water, not the Greek, air. not the Greek. Uh, although fair play for the Greeks, they got it damn near close. They Love. got it very, very close. No. Um, by the way, the Greeks also uh, discovered the electron. They used to rub pieces of amber, which would then attract pieces of lint. And the uh, ancient Greek Latin word for amber is electron. Ah, so that's where the, that's, that's where electrons come from. More yeah. science. Sorry, yes, off the point. Weird so, science. And yeah, an induction up. coil. Well, the cool. four fundamental forces of nature are gravity, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, weak nuclear force, which uh, allows radiation, allows the transfer of heat, allows an awful lot of things, and uh, the strong nuclear force, okay. which what binds protons and neutrons and electrons. Which what binds them. Okay, that's, so that's the thing that's holding all of the atoms together in the universe. Yes. This strong le- yes. nuclear force. And if you break that, you get an atomic explosion. Right. So fire, uh, as in Manhattan Project. Yeah, that's breaking it down on a far lower level. Yeah. An electromagnetic force would be Earth. Yes. Okay. And then, well, electromagnetic is electricity that you know, and magnetic fields that you'd be familiar with, compass and things like so that. The elect- yeah. uh, so electromagnetic and is like the space-time continuum. Like space and time are the same thing. They're yes. a fabric that are interwoven. Yes. Electricity and magnetism are, are the same thing. Are they're, the same they're, thing. Uh, the, Interchangeable. Uh, in the same way that light waves and radio waves are the same thing. Oh, right. That's just part of the electromagnetic okay. spectrum. No, I'm just taking the earth, fire, wind, water thing. Yeah. So like wind could be yeah. the low the low atomic force, mm. yeah. which is like the air around us and being able to... Radiation passing through the air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we're left with water and gravity, which I don't know. Gravity, 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 gravity would be earth. 
matter all matter attracts so the pressure of the water equates to the, the power of the gravity yeah. I don't know I was just trying to make like a tenuous link there to like the Greeks had somehow come up with the four forces that joke that you made and I was just thinking yeah. hey man is that the thing no I don't know yeah. But no, it seems um, uh, it seems like a very but the important a very lofty ideal to to someone who's never ever heard it before. But obviously, to like fourth grade science, it's mm. like yeah, yeah, we got it. Like that's how it works. I don't have hair on my Yeah, I'm sure there's some people listening to this who who understood all this already, and they're like, "There's one smart person here and two idiots." <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> on this subject, that is what you're listening to. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting the, the children's explanation of electricity. Um, but but then, now I know how electricity works. Now I know how it gets to my house well, from the power station. I'm, I'm thinking about that kind of stuff, and I'm thinking about like changing changing a voltage using a Tesla coil. Mm-hmm. We've heard of Nikola Tesla in an episode that we did previously called the Philadelphia Experiment. Yes, and apparently. <laughs> At the age of like seventy odds, Nikola Tesla was going down to you know a naval shipyard and climbing in and out of submarines and in and out of battleships and fixing up machinery. Yeah, late thirties, early forties. Yeah, it's obviously not you know like you say in the creation man like hunting rabbits with laser muskets. Yeah, yeah. But he died in nineteen forty three, and this stuff was made in nineteen forty two. So like he'd already fallen and broken his ribs, and he was like in a yeah. bad shape, climbing in and out of like the hatch in a battleship with broken ribs and in in a convalescent state, like probably not realistic he was know? badass but he wasn't that bad yeah just so like he's he's making he's making these massive uh, frequencies like massive high frequencies that were able to transport the USS Eldridge through time and space yes. to be able to make a, a magnetic field so big that it was able to completely m- manipulate matter into and this is realms and areas like, that are way beyond my way beyond, way beyond my yeah but I'm saying like, like the way you can take 100 volts and then put it through a Tesla coil using this electromagnetic well, theory, in, in theory and be able to... In like, theory, you could create a magnetic field so strong, but in such a small size that it would literally repel every other electron around it, which would be everything. It has an Like matter, power, gravity, yeah, time, space, light, continuum, if, everything. If, if you look at anything on the periodic table, it will have an electron or two around it. So right. everything that's on the periodic table would be repelled from you. So if he's able to make a Tesla coil, uh, like that, that put out such a high frequency that you can just evaporate matter. Every bit of matter we know in the universe uh, would be repelled. It would just this. be repelled from you. Yes. So the story that we heard in the Philadelphia experiment was that he made this. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, Al Bielik told us of this uh, electromagnetic frequency that was e- like exponentially getting bigger and bigger and bigger and he yeah. had to go into the future to learn how to de- decommission this thing oh. and to be sent back into the past with like a crowbar or a hammer and like bang the machine so that the electromagnetic force that was swallowing the whole of Philadelphia yeah. would stop would stop and recede yeah. but like if that had been left going to, like theoretically that electromagnetic force could have that's, swallowed that's, the whole earth possibly um, that's also getting into resonance frequencies right. um, which we will be moving on to in yeah. a moment mm. now yeah. um, but uh, as a last little bit on that uh, the induction coils and electromagnetism is if you put an electric current into a copper wire a magnetic field will be formed Right. Okay. if you cross a copper wire with a magnetic field then in the copper wire an electric current will be produced Right. So it's backwards and so forwards. Backwards and forwards. Okay. I see. So just so I understand this, can we do a quick bit of maths then? On, on, so if I put 120 volts into my small coil, mm-hmm. in my, my two coils, what am I getting to the end? Is there a, it depends on the number of coils. Ah. Um, if you have 10 coils on the first one. And 10 big fat coils, ass coils. 10 big fat coils. And 100 coils on the second one, then Ooh. you step up by a factor of 10. Okay, right. So there is a, a set... 
Yeah. Figures it. Okay, so how much would you need then? Like, okay, so if, if Bielik was correct and they had like a, a bulkhead gun turret on a boat sized amount of Tesla coils. So if we yeah. have like like human thigh width copper coils on the inside one mm-hmm. and then like super hair thin copper coils on the outside one, you yeah. could increase it to millions and millions of volts uh, inside a Tesla coil. Yeah. Depending on the size of the generator you're talking about and uh, listening to the the, Stella, the, uh, the Philadelphia Experiment episode, you're talking about two diesel motors that can move a battleship across an ocean. So we're talking about this, 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 this low DC like power moving. You said to move a train yeah. is DC. It's huge motors. It's yeah. the reasons we don't have massive fridge generators like in, in every basement. home yeah like these My huge big... which was Edison's plan by the way yeah, Edison's plan was to have giant double fridge sized <laughs> generator yeah. in yeah. every single house instead of the, the little yeah. box of Tesla that his General Electric company would own the maintenance rights for and the making rights so oh. it's all money money yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so like a battleship that needed those massive yeah. uh, uh, generators yeah. would power enough power into that small coil to be able to create like infinity like it would exponentially grow then uh, not infinity but um, massive a uh, hundred and hundreds so not insane like even if Beale is completely full of shit not insane what he's talking about if you had that Tesla coil array and those generators you'd have on the battleship of yeah. that size yeah yeah you would be able to create like a massive. We had massive... no, we had nobody to corroborate the science. Yeah, we were, we were like, just, like, we were just kind of laughing at all the ideas. So... And then I went into the future, and that we, was we assumed so this cool. was bullshit too. But like the, yeah. that size is the size you need, and and theoretically that could be done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the more you know. Sorry, Al. So let's <laughs> You're still go. full of shit, homie. <laughs> sorry. He knows. Like, well, no, the maths yeah. is right. He's using the maths, maths is right. Okay, so, so he got the maths right. Yeah. Let's get into then the war, the war of the currents, as yes. it's called, between Tesla and Edison, where Tesla's AC current is up against Edison's DC current. Now, Edison had a load of backing. He had a load of people with loads of money all on this DC current. Like you said before, Mm -hmm. uh, vested interests interests in copper mining, in uh, maintenance, concrete, concrete. like the the construction of these generators that were going to go into literally every home in America. Like it's basically digging holes and filling them in again it's like we have to have this if this is the system yeah. interesting and, and, this and it will come up in a minute as we f- like, sorry, start to talk about the war of the currents um, at this point in time all or 90% of the lamp manufacturers in America had also started making their lamps with the Edison screw fitting which is uh, do you know an Edison screw light bolt is the one with the, the screw the spiral yeah, yeah the spiral light bolt you screw in um, he invented that for no okay. reason that anybody can actually see it's no more effective than any other kind right. of bayonet fitting or whatever but he used this specific one and patented it and then got all the lamp manufacturers to make their lamps with this fitting so that nobody other light bulbs would fit in them well it's uh, like uh, you know Ikea have their own Specific keys and plugs and keys yeah. and yeah. batteries kind of and this kind of crack, yeah. right. so that you can only buy it from them, you know. But that's the kind of thing that uh, Tesla, uh, who uh, and bulbs, in spot. fact, they have their own bulb fittings, like you do, so you have yeah. to buy your yeah. replacement yeah. bulbs for your lamps from yeah. IKEA. Yeah. Well, that's where the idea came from. Yeah. All this trick in the book, but yeah. this is where it started. So, yeah. the war of the currents is Tesla's alternate current against. Uh, the already established, current. already powering the richest part of New York uh, DC system. Right. So, so let's go. Let's go with this DC system. You're putting a fridge size generator into somebody's house. Who were the first people to have these? Um, the very first person to have one in his house was uh, the Vanderbilt family. 
A lot of Vanderbilt's. The, yes. the, the, the railway family. Yes, yes. The family that built most of the railroads in America. And we'll be going there. And made a lot of money from doing Uber, they're, Uber rich. They're, Uber they're rich, one yeah. of the big four. They're yeah. one of these uh, Uber, Uber. If you've seen like, the Discovery documentary, The Men Who Built America. Yes. They, uh, uh, Vanderbilt America. Oh, Vanderbilt indeed. At one point in time, they owned all of America's railroads. When it was the Wild West, and the only way to get west was a railroad, you were paying the Vanderbilt family to ride their railroads. There you go. That's the kind of money they So they, they were the first ones to have one of these DC generators, these massive double-free generators built in their house. Yes. Uh, Edison had installed it. it himself personally. Yes. And how did this go? Uh, was screaming success, one would imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Screaming. screaming. The inventor of this installed yes. it in your house. You're thinking, yes. I didn't get some joker. I was waiting three weeks for him to come out and fit me cable box. This the is the inventor. Himself. The man himself the came man out himself. that day and fitted it, and they were running lecky like nobody business. For all of a day, for all of 24 hours. Nice. Before the wires in the wall got so hot that they burst into flames. Right. Uh-huh. And is this the fault of DC current? Uh, no, it's the fault of uh, he didn't insulate it properly and probably. Oh, bad wiring! Yes, yeah. straight up bad wiring. Straight oh, up. Bad. I bet you I know what happened. The wires in the walls were creating an electromagnetic force, mm. and they were bouncing off each other, creating. Mo- no, well, no, well, no. Well, fuck. Fuck. I but get, so- I get that someday, man. I, I, I bang out that electromagnetic force thing, mm. and I'll impress somebody someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll like. Oh my god, you know rudimentary like first year science. <laughs> yeah. So the Vanderbilts get onto Edison and say, "Can I speak to your supervisor?" Uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt, I, I can't remember her first name at the time. Uh, turns around it's and says, uh, "Why are my walls on fire?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what should I do <laughs> next? He's like, "Your balls are on fire." <laughs> And he said, I'll send an engineer uh, out straight away to have a look at things. Um, at which point, Mrs. Vanderbilt is freaking out. Uh, they've got the fire out by this stage. One of the mm. butlers or something has doused it. Has it And goes downstairs and sees this thing that's approximately the size of two fridges side by side, uh, pumping out steam and being all very smelly and noisy and oily. At which point she says, no, I do not want this um, tool of the devil in my house. Let's go back to lamplights. Uh, kerosene which they do they so have she'd rather room. have a combustible flammable liquid yeah. all around her house yeah. than a giant electro electro generating yeah. fridge yeah better the devil you know there was also uh, just like at least with kerosene my walls don't <laughs> burst into flames <laughs> just my face um, the second slight problem with the DC system was that it was incredibly noisy Right. And the noisy second, electricity. Yeah. Who hates that? Yeah, it, me. Uh, the second person, actually, the person who wanted it in their house first, but through technical delays and had to have it in their house second, was J.P. Morgan. The just to prove, answer. just to prove, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this. Like, if I'm willing to do it, so should you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that propaganda to me yeah. has it installed in his house where it uh, goes swimmingly. Far too noisy to work, oh. according to him. So he has it installed in the bottom of his garden. Okay. Yeah. However, oh, outside? Yes. Oh, we have that. In, in a shed okay, uh, at, yeah. the, at the bottom of his garden. I have a feeling I know where this is going. However, uh, but the bottom of J.P. Morgan's garden is a quarter of a mile away. Okay. So he puts it at the bottom of his garden and has this massive uh, 12-inch square copper wire uh, covered in felt, because that was the only thing they could get for resistance at the time, like woven wire felt, running from this shed in the bottom of his garden a quarter mile up the drive to his house. A foot in in, in diameter? Yeah, a about, foot thick. Uh, about solid, foot solid copper. Like a big yeah. anaconda, of, a quarter mile long anaconda yeah. of copper. Solid copper. Yeah. To, to, he had a big house, well, and he wanted to power lots of stuff. And a lot of copper parts. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, 
so at which point the local stray cats found out <laughs> that this was actually really warm and cosy okay. during the winter. Mm. So he then had a chorus line during winter months of uh, 20 to 50 cats Mewling. No, they sat on quite happily on this very warm piece of copper. But oh, because he insulated it so well. Did so, yeah. it electrocuted by no, the electromagnetic forces? No, the magnets. You go oh man, this electromagnetic. Oh. Yeah, you're all over the place on this my one. Brain. Yeah. What makes the UFOs fly? Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about like ancient civilizations. Like, yeah. Cool, <laughs> but, like, what happens? Rudimentary fucking <laughs> electromagnetic science and just like, it's all over the place. Yeah. So these cats are all like, ah, ride me all night, like yeah. yeah. Um, so JP Morgan is like electricity is so noisy yeah it sounds like cats yeah. <laughs> stinks of cat piss yeah. um, however he had invested something like half a billion dollars in it at this stage oh, no. of old money yeah fuck can't have a go so that, what's that now like bajillions trillions, bajillions. yeah yeah Oh way, man, way too much. He was up to his eyeballs in it but he's not happy as rich as he was he was up to his eyeballs in it he was happy with the service though was he um, I'm it, sure he's raging. He went with te- he went with Edison first instead of going like who's this Tesla? Tesla, Tesla kid, yeah. Well, like Edison probably sold him a lemon and just going, "This is the best it's ever going to be." Yeah. And JP Morgan's like, "Okay." Yeah. Well, this is the thing that I, I hope we'll we'll go into in more detail in a Robert Barron episode. Yeah. But JP Morgan's biggest rival was John D. Rockefeller, mm-hmm. and John D. Rockefeller had a monopoly on the lamp oil market. So he had. To so he was in somewhere. for lamps and. Yeah. Morgan went, this electricity stuff's good. Guess what? Morgan and Edison went for DC and yeah. Tesla was in for AC. The Tesla comes along at the end, like after they've pumped loads and loads of money in this and got most of New York lit and have all their backers in place and turns around and goes, your system's rubbish. This is the one to... Right. So like this, this being stall. being the DC horse in, in his three horse race is not so great because the AC horse is going to beat you. Mm-hmm. But being the lamp oil horse is the worst. He's only got two legs. <laughs> that's a two-legged horse. Like, yeah. that's, that's the worst thing you can get. Ouch. Okay, so... What what happens in the War of the Currents? I'm assuming something like um, the scientific community looks at both types and decides which is the safest and the best and the most efficient and just the news reports that and the public goes with that. No. What? No. What happens? Um, what happens now is uh, there's a brief interlude where uh, Nikola Tesla starts up the Tesla Lighting Company. Um, where he gets ripped off by a couple of investors okay. uh, who steal all his patents again. Classic, yeah. Um, well, some say steal, some say he, get, he gave them away because yeah. he had enough money at the moment. Because he Or they made him believe to. that they they were sucked for money to get the money to um, off the ground and he just gave it away. Well, it's almost, it's, it's around about this exact time that uh, Nikola Tesla runs into a man called uh, Westinghouse, George Westinghouse, Westinghouse, Westinghouse I've heard that name who is a multimillionaire mm-hmm. and is prepared to back Tesla on his new invention of this polyphase power. And is prepared to give him a factory and give him the tools and give him the support. And, and see what he can do with this. So Westinghouse is, is a visionary. Uh, he knows. He's looked at the scientific research. He's a scientific man himself. Um, he has looked at the scientific research and said, yes, AC is the way to go. Scientifically, this is fairly obvious. I can see. like in the, in, he, He's like backing VHS in the, in the VHS Betamax race. Yes. And he's going to win. Yeah. He's all about DVD rather than uh, yeah, laser disc. Laser yeah. Discs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Laser discs are yeah. balls. Yeah, I've got loads of giant laser discs in around my house. Three D O. So uh, ahead of the curve. Ahead what, of the curve. What what, what um, does what does Tesla do to 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 counteract like the massive machine that's behind the AC current or DC current? Uh, he builds a better machine. Right, but that's it. <laughs> how does he how does he get people to know about that? Like without this JP Morgan like powerhouse financial powerhouse behind him. So like Edison has Morgan behind him, and Morgan 
owns newspapers. Morgan owns radio stations. Morgan, uh, not yet. Morgan hasn't gone into the newspaper industry yet. Right. Um, but what happens is Tesla starts up his company with uh, Westinghouse backing mm-hmm. and starts making headway. Starts making some gains, and people start realizing that his current safer and it has longer distribution powers, and uh, it, it's the better system. At which point, Thomas Edison starts a rampant, rabid. There aren't any superfluous superbolies that can quite cover the vehemence of the slander campaign that came right. next. Um, so at this point, is Tesla still working for Edison? No, he quit. Right. So Edison is like, fuck this guy, I'm going to ruin him. Um, Tesla... After uh, milking all these inventions and all these patents and all this... Tesla's, yeah, no. Tesla's left the Edison company, he's, he's aligned himself with Westinghouse, who, who believes in him and is prepared to back him financially. Yes. And Edison now realises... Oh, this kid's a bit more of a threat than I thought he was. Um, I thought it was nothing, but he's, he's coming back. I think more so, and I have no real evidence to support this, but I think more so J.P. Morgan turns around and goes, Westinghouse is a rival of mine. I have ah. way too much money sunk into this project. Get it sorted. To be ruined and see this Westinghouse guy take all my money. Yes. So let's crush these two idiots. Yes. Okay. And so in what, in what massively inventive and possibly... Well, ways that he tried to ruin this runs back to whenever uh, Thomas Edison and J.P. Morgan were starting off their DC business right. in competition to lamp oil, where they said that the DC uh, power system was far more safe than lamp oil because lamp oil bursts into flames yeah. and it's quite dangerous, yeah. mm-hmm. whereas this is safe electricity. Mm-hmm. So when the new electricity comes on the market, they go back to the thing that worked last time. And said, or the other thing is way dangerous than what we have. Yes. Okay. So how is AC more dangerous? Um, because I would presume because the free the, the voltages are so way way higher. Hard. Yeah. Because of all the like, electromagnetic and the to- and yeah. the copper. The magic. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the magic the, box. Yeah. yeah. The magic box makes like, it dangerous. I get it eventually, man. He will. He gets so it. it's because of the magic voltages, right. though. Um, not so much the voltages of the amps; it's the frequency. And as it turns out, uh, human beings are bioelectric. And mm-hmm. the heart and the hearts of most animals on the planet have a bioelectric rhythm that re- resonates at about 50 to 55 hertz. Mm. Now, power generation in this kind of way resonates about 55 to 60 hertz. And if those two uh, frequencies overlap as the electricity is going through your body, it gives you a os- heart attack. An oscillation that will stop the muscles in your heart. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's seen a defibrillator, that's, that's what a defibrillator does. Yeah. Okay. It stops your heart with a... And if your heart stopped, it starts again because it's such a similar rhythm that your heart goes, oh shit, yeah. That's That's the rhythm kick in. Okay. Um, Now when you say hearts... Hearts. Hearts. Hearts and hearts. I I, I have a wish country action there. I'm a farmer by heart. It's got 55 hearts. Are you? Yeah. 55 Um, to 60 hearts. Uh, not to be confused with hertz, yeah. which is actually the frequency. So hertz which is also <laughs> what the frequency yeah. If a frequency of, of 55 hertz, that means that it's beating at... Uh, 55 cycles a second. So, okay. Which is very, very similar to your heart. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's true. That is true. Um, DC is slightly different, but yeah, it sort of does damage as well. Neither is good. Yeah, like, well, to electrocute yourself probably is. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that stuck a fork in the toaster by accident and all. No. Yeah. So you don't want to get shocked by either current, but DC is a slightly lower current, so you should get shocked by it. Yeah. Um, okay. So in order to uh, make this information widely known to the public, uh, Thomas Edison hires a man whose name we will put up on the website um, to prove that uh, AC current is uh, more dangerous mm-hmm. than DC current. Uh, this guy goes and pays street urchins to uh, round up local cats and stray dogs, at which point he provides a sort of a, a novelty fairground attraction right. where he 
electrocutes the animal with AC power okay. in front of a live audience oh, and okay. then electrocutes it with a slightly lower DC voltage and shows that the animal that's being electrocuted with AC voltage dies faster. Slightly faster. Okay. Yeah. I was reading about like one of the most, I suppose, ostentatious examples of this was when they got an elephant called Topsy in the middle of Central mm. Park. And there is a video on YouTube, like pretty happening? grainy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's whoever was making it, they, they held it like in the wrong aspect ratio. Like people do with iPhones, it's really nice. But they electrocuted an elephant. Yeah. Um, Topsy the elephant. Whenever you say that was the top. I go with that was second. Well, oh, okay, so what, what's so the top? the top of the elephant wasn't the most a bag of children. Gruesome a bag thing of children. That they electrocuted to prove it. Was uh, is it a shark? After after electrocuting the elephant in front of a paying crowd, um, paying crowd. Yeah, I paid to see. Yeah, paid for that elephant. Yeah, that elephant wasn't free. Yeah. Um, the, 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 Thomas Edison, through his various contacts and probably J.P. Morgan's contacts as well, uh, there by lobbies Congress to uh, implement a new version of the death penalty. Okay. With uh, Hanging wasn't good enough at the time. With his, uh, his worker's new uh, device, the electric chair. Oh, wow. <laughs> powered by AC power that he didn't actually have that's, a patent to at the time. That's a pretty bad... Uh, uh, so he's, he built an electric chair that was powered by AC power. Yes. And he didn't have the rights to use an AC power generator. In. No. Okay. That's... So yeah, that's pretty ostentatious, I suppose. And, yeah. and uh, he wanted this new method of electrocuting prisoners, I'm assuming, uh, to be called being Westinghouse. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's ballsy. That's hardcore propaganda, man. Yeah. Shit. Being Westinghouse. Yeah. Let's kill our murderers and rapists with yeah. Westinghousing, yeah. which is to be electrocuted. Yeah. Unfortunately, wow. the guy Edison hired to hook up this uh, wasn't actually an electrical genius like Tesla and made balls of it. So the first electrocution ever to take place had to happen three times consecutively because they got the frequencies wrong and they ended up cooking the guy. Oh. Yeah, like that thing in the Green Mile. Yeah. Oh, he's cooking now! Woo! He's cooking mm. now! I've heard of this, his first ever uh, electric chair victim. He is His entire spine and head burst into flames, Yeah, according to the onlookers. Ugh. Yeah, they, they turned it on and went, oh no, the frequency's wrong, switched it off, turned it on again, went, no, it's not right. And the whole time, this guy is in unimaginable pain. Yes. While they keep like changing uh, the frequency to see which one will kill him. No, turns he, out he's literally... The fire will kill him. Yeah. yeah. Turns out just, just his, his head catching fire will kill him. Rotten. Yeah. yeah. Rough. So this shows a certain... Should we say unscrupulous nature that Edison might have? He's yeah. he's hard edged. Let's just put it that way. If yeah. I was testing, I was thinking, you know what? I'm gonna, you know what, dude? You're pretty. That's pretty, pretty hardcore. Hard hard. Yeah, I'm gonna back up right now because I'm afraid you might like eat some babies or something just to prove you're stronger than me. You freak. <laughs> well, also in a in a capitalist free market, uh, an analogy for today would be: uh, imagine if Vodafone turned around and applied to the courts to make sudden onset deafness be officially known as being O2. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, wouldn't happen. But I mean, how close was he to getting this done? Uh, well, he they, got the electric chair anyway. They they still use the electric chair today to yeah. to kill people. So yeah. the Westinghouse thing, um, I, I I'm not sure of the figures, but it was something like uh, two thirds voted it down. <sighs> but that went one third voted for it. Yes. Yeah. One third got paid enough by Edison. Yeah, Westinghouse so, is walking around going, "Bet it was you." Yeah, <laughs> bet it was you. Yeah. So, so the war of the currents is essentially heating up. It's it's, it's at a ripe old yeah. pace it's, by now. Yeah, um, 
So, in, in, in opposition to this propaganda war that Edison has oh, by inflicted the way, upon um, Tesla. It, it's, it's almost exactly the same time that uh, JP Morgan then goes and buys the 25 top uh, subscription newspapers in America. And right. he supports his own editors to run the paper. Just to get the word out. And it's at this point that Tesla's name He's got stops appearing in the press. Million. Yeah. yeah. Invested in this. Yeah. Yeah, so Tesla's name stops appearing in, in these 25 top papers, uh, or if his name does appear, it's as a crackpot, it's as a madman, and it's as a very dangerous inventor. Yeah. It does seem like that, that that's the beginning of the erasing of Tesla from history. Yes. This kind of, you picked... It was the first You're messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. Uh, so what Tesla does is he invites 27 of the top journalists and top scientific engineers in the field up to his uh, workshop in uh, Colorado Springs. Right. Uh, doesn't tell them what it's about, but um, obviously he's uh, J.P. Morgan and Thomas Edison, the father of electricity's enemy at this time. Yeah. It's, it's fairly well known. Um, so they, they go up to his Colorado Springs uh, apartment, uh, lab, workshop um, to see uh, Nikola Tesla give a demonstration where he stood on stage to and blows up a giraffe <laughs> no oh sorry he's not this he's not does he blow a giraffe close, close, up, close, up, close up um, uh, standing on stage that would be a shock and, uh, turns on his Tesla generator uh, while wearing a steel gauntlet like okay. a, a knight of armour gauntlet and then at very high frequency of above uh, 700 hertz uh, electricity he discovered can pass safely through the human body yeah so he then in front of these journalists and scientists shoots a bolt of lightning from his hand six foot across the lab to a tesla coil on the other side of the room safely while chatting and answering questions mostly about how ac power if you know how to use it safely is safe yeah that seems like a, a bit overkill, but also I'd love to be at that show. Yeah. Is this the show that Edison turned up to see what was going on? No. One of the 24 or one of the 27 uh, engineers was working for, I think it was Chicago Exposition, um, as a researcher, as one of the guys looking for things to see, yeah. things to put on, and went. Uh! That's awesome. Boss, boss, you'll never guess what I got here. Like, did he run? And did he have like a little card and he's a trilby and he ran to the phone and he like yes. wound it up and he's like, hey, you'll never believe what I got here, boss. Well, there's a guy shooting lightning from his hands. Yeah. Where is the phone at this stage in the world? At the back. Well, uh, yes. There isn't, there isn't. Alexander, well, there's an Alexander. He's firing Graham a telegram Graham. saying, saying, boss, oh, yeah. hey, this, <laughs> this is your cousin Billy. you got to listen to this song and Johnny Be Good is streaming down the telegram. <laughs> <laughs> he's just Wait typing out the lyrics to Johnny Be Good. New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> Did you never seen? Hold on a minute. Yeah. yeah. So this is this situation is someone sees something incredible, world shattering, and then goes running to, well, to tell us. For a time, the vast population of Americans had only ever seen lamps, lamp oil lamps. Right. So to see a man so shooting like a man lightning bolts from his fingertips. Okay. Right. Right. That uh, would be pretty special. By the way, this happened in 1899. Okay, so the year is 1899, yeah. and Nikola Tesla is firing lightning out of his hands. Yeah. Okay. Did, um, people, think, I, did people think it was Raiden from the Mortal Kombat computer games? <laughs> yeah. Probably not, because we're, we're talking about 
not having to spend the time. Which homage came first? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was fairly impressive. So your man goes away to uh, the the uh, Chicago World's Fair organizers mm-hmm. who turn around and say, "What do you reckon? Uh, we would like you to light our entire fair." Okay. Awesome. And you went, oh, let me go. I'll go away and work on a proposal and I'll get back to you. Um, right in between this time, although the bids were officially secret, and the Thomas Edison Company comes and says, yeah, but we're the Thomas Edison Company, General Electric. If anyone needs light in the fair, it's going to be us. Right. So they said, okay, uh, you give your proposal and we'll, we'll value the two of them on their merits. And I can't remember the exact figures, but uh, Edison's proposal was to light the fair for uh, $1.2 million. Mm-hmm. And, and Edison, in 1899, a large amount of money. Yes. And uh, Edison and Westinghouse uh, offered to do exactly the same job for $300,000. Tesla and Westinghouse for 300000 Yeah. Okay, undercutting. A quarter. Yeah. yeah. Undercutting uh, quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously they went with Tesla and Westinghouse. Yeah. And it was a monumental, fantastic success. But not not without hitches. So Tesla shows up, fits all his, his AC power all over the, the World's Fair, yes. and then goes to like switch the, fl- the flicker not switch quite. and not turn quite. on all these all these light bulbs that were going to light up the World's Fair. And what, what happens? Not quite. Um, what actually happened was uh, he gave in the uh, proposal of the 300,000. It was accepted very graciously, mm-hmm. at which point in time uh, Thomas Edison turns around to his gang of lawyers and says, uh, stop this at all costs. At which point he turns around and says, uh, yeah, you can light the fair, but you're not allowed to use my light bulbs. Okay, so he's, Tesla's goal is to use his alternating current power mm-hmm. to show how, how well it works yeah. to light this world's fair and provide the greatest uh, artificial illumination show the world has ever seen. Yeah. And, he's and six months before it's supposed to start, he's, he's told he's not allowed to use light bulbs to do that. The, the readily available manufactured right. light bulbs. So bulb. can't use the light bulb to do that. What does he do? Oh, he invents oh, a new kind of light bulb. Oh, guess, get, oh. Sorry, bro. I was going to guess till he, well, he guess. puts everybody on with like, metal gloves and then they all get to walk around and they like, shoot light it out of their head. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a good idea, too. But it probably just invented his own light bulb, I bet yeah. Well, no, he, he did actually have a display of uh, non wire electrical transfer. Oh, awesome. that's cool. Oh, yeah, she did do that at the fair. There yeah, were people, at the fair. genuine people were getting uh, to wear the gauntlet. Say that, like, ma'am. No, 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 no. I wish she could find your baby in the dark. Here, put this metal T-shirt on him, and you'll be able to find him wherever he goes. Does no. your son never eat his greens? Does he never listen to you? Why not show some electricity up his buttocks? See if he doesn't take that for good. I tell you, if your kid won't behave, just restart his heart with a fifty-five to sixty hertz frequency from my magic metal child glove. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, no. <laughs> oh, mommy, don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. The part where he was silent was when he was dead. Yeah, you did a dead child's face. You, could, you can't see that at home, folks, but I saw a dead child's face for a moment. It was terrifying. <laughs> so he lit the fair, made his own light bulbs. So what did he make his light bulbs out of? Uh, the, the, the Tesla, uh, or sorry, the Edison screw light bulb. Uh, he basically got those, took the screw bit off, put a rubber stopper in, and then to put two electrodes through the rubber stopper. Oh. So it's essentially a rubber version of... The light bulbs, the bayonet yeah. light bulbs we enjoy. Oh, so less, less chance of it breaking then, I guess, when you're putting it in. Uh, well, it's cheaper. Oh, and cheaper because it's got rubber parts. Because you, you didn't have to machine the, the spirals. The yeah. yeah. Um, however, that was for just like knocking them out really, really cheaply. Right. Um, as he was doing that and invented a way to knock them out really, really cheaply and then uh, keep his word to the Chicago Did he use and... the same filament as a, as a Edison light bulb? Uh, no, Edison light bulbs actually use bamboo filaments. 
Okay. And he used a carbonized uh, thread. So the carbonized thread was able to produce more light with less energy. It, it burned slower. Um, it was able oh, it to stay uh, luminescing for a longer period of time. Then overheating yeah, and burning. Bamboo out. just burned out. And is that what's in that filament? Is what's in light bulbs now? No, the the, the filaments in modern light bulbs, uh, the, the high grade light bulbs, are palladium, um, and lower end uh, steels and coppers. And right. Things now. But like, there's ones that are now like the the, the old bayonet light bulbs are are kind of not outlawed, but they're encouraged not to be bought or whatever they're not mm. for sale now anymore it's all moved to CFL and to and so like back these... to the story of as he's producing these uh, low cost easy to make light bulbs okay so he has yeah. six months he's not allowed to use any of Edison's commercial light bulbs yeah. so he redesigns them uh, yeah. at a lower cost so he can produce more but in about two months in about two months but then still has what four months to go before the fair so thinks knocking mm-hmm. around what am I going to do now what am I going to do now um, has been researching uh, phosphorescent glows mm-hmm. that were being studied in Europe at the time and came up with a phosphorescent lighting system which had no element and yeah. had no vacuum right. and, and, and lasted for a considerable uh, time longer I'm guessing I think they were five times longer but used one third the electricity yeah there, wow. were, yeah, there were less input and more output that, yes. that, that's what I was reading yeah. however the thing that he did was uh, went off and hired a glass blower to blow glass into the names of famous scientists at the, of the time and used that as the first neon signage it wasn't so he neon invented the neon signage yeah. actually yeah. so creates a glass tube fills it with phosphorescent gases yeah. Uh, puts a current into it yeah. and goes bing, bing, bing. bing now light bulbs enjoy everybody and everyone goes oh that's pretty cool then Edison did a big shit in his hand and then clapped yes. that's uh, that's really sticking it to your old boss that really is dickhead, isn't it yeah. it's like what I'm not allowed to use your light bulbs yeah. okay I just invented a totally different system and fuck you well the really really scary thing of the Chicago fair was he also hired a juggler who went around with the lower version, handheld version of the, the bulbs, but with the wireless transmission of electricity, he was able to juggle lit, lit light, light bulbs. That weren't connected to anything. There was I saw oh, this experiment yeah. like when, when he, he brought like a lot of different types of light bulbs and all the ones that he made and uh, the different like glass-blown ones, like the, the specially designed ones, and he brought them out into a field and he stuck them in the ground and as they touched the ground, because the ground was lit up or whatever, that it was... They were lighting the bulbs yeah. and he was promoting like, yeah, well, I have this free wireless electricity. You don't even have to have wires in your house and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I presume like Edison and Morgan were just biting their fists down to the knuckles. Like, yeah. 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 Just it, seems of, like, it seems like he's going to be a big threat to the future of, of their business plan. Um, and then the next step on the back of uh, the Chicago World Fair, yeah, he was then given the contract to produce the first AC power plant at Niagara Falls yeah. to power Buffalo. Okay. Which he does. Right, so Tesla. Which is a distance of 20 miles, thereby winning the War of the Currents because DC just can't do that. Yeah, it could never do that. So just, do just to understand, so Tesla, again, he's, he's given this massive contract to build an AC power plant. Yes. And for the, to, to explain how the man thinks, he doesn't want to build a giant coal burning power station. Yes. That will create electricity. He thinks, let's go to Niagara Falls, let's build a giant hydroelectric, which didn't exist at the time, yeah. turbine. Yeah. And let's, so if we're going to produce all this electricity, which my system will be able to transfer over huge areas uh, very efficiently. Why not create the biggest body of flowing water? Yeah, why not create the electricity clean and unlimited as well? Hmm. So he's always forward thinking. 
no matter what the situation is no matter what he's presented with even when he's given the thing he wants more than anything which is to create his own AC power plant and begin this this new dawn mm. of electricity of mankind he's still thinking how can I improve this so oh I know I'll make it unlimited clean because that's better. Well, also uh, one of yeah. uh, J.P. Morgan's best friends. Well, one of J.P. Morgan's best friend at <laughs> the time, was Andrew Carnegie, uh, had a monopoly. Carnegie Hall, Carnegie. Yeah, Carnegie Hall, okay. Carnegie had a monopoly on the coal industry. So he could have built it with a coal burning plant and gave uh, Carnegie loads of money, or he and made loads of money out of Carnegie. But yeah. instead, he said, no. "I make no money from the water coming down the waterfall." Yeah. But who cares? Yeah. It's clean and it's free, and everyone can have it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems that his morals uh, were against... Morals and money walk not the same path. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money being the root of all evil. And morals being the other way. Yeah, yeah. the root of all good good manoeuvres. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's a pattern. I, I, I yeah, sure it's like the root, like the R-O-U-T-E root. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say. It's the root to all evil, and then yeah, money yeah. is the other root. Two roads diverge in the yellow wood, and I, I chose the one that would make me the most money, because mm. I'm J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Well, no, now the story gets really interesting, because um, the, the War of the Currents is won, AC has triumphed over DC, and that's where it goes, and sales r- reflect this. From now on, uh, the, the Tesla uh, Westinghouse company starts doing leaps and bounds. So there's like there's now like a viable concurrence there's a viable option for people to pick between yeah I want DC in a big fridge in my house or draw a box up outside the thing and I'll have lovely energy with fluorescent light bulbs that'll light yeah. my house and everything's cool about it like yeah yeah mm. I don't want to be picking do you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. so I have a feeling here we're coming I always get this kind of feeling in movies near the end where you get this feeling where the terrible things coming around the corner. It seems to me Tesla's having his finest moment in the sun now. This is the high point. This is that okay, right? Yeah, this is almost the, that feeling you get now. Is he having his best moment? He is. So yes. it's down. Okay. Yes. So Tesla's having his finest moment here. Yes. So he he builds his power station at the Niagara Falls. Yep. And what's he got there? He's got some sort of generating turbine machine. That's um, it was, it was, like there, there are no hydroelectric power stations. Yeah. So he's. It's it's a big water wheel that okay. turns a rotor arm that has magnets stuck to the end of it inside a load of copper wire. Okay. So as the thing turns, the magnets turn. As the magnets turn, the oh, magnetic oh, field. It makes a magnetic the, field on the copper wires yeah. and the copper wires they're able to produce electricity and uh, sell it. I, I knew I'd get it. Fucking got I that. knew I'd get That's it. Spot up. And then Buffalo is able the guy in Buffalo is able to go, Hey baby, let's turn out the lights so we can make some sweet love and she's all like, um, do you know how that electricity is made? And he sits her down and he says, Right so there's a cone and on the outside of that cone there's another cone and she's just like oh this is so sexy and at the turn of the 20th century that's how you got yourself laid yeah being able to explain that's how you got the knickerbockers on the floor yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) giant knickerbockers yeah I love it so so he's winning he's he's, high water mark it looks like people are going to switch to AC because there's no reason not to yeah Yeah. Um, so what's JP Morgan and and Edison doing apart from crying in their own over over the next two years it's not actually slightly less than two years. Uh, the Thomas Edison Company and General Electric, supported by J.P. Morgan, file over 300 lawsuits against the Westinghouse Company. And what were the lawsuits about? Everything. Everything. Anything. Like patents, disputes? Uh, or Basically, it's uh, if our lawyer sues you, then you have to pay for a lawyer to sue back. So they were, they were basically like just... They were messing with them. What's it called? Gerrymandering? 
Yeah, yeah sort of. Uh, at, at the time, well, the was not gerrymandering. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's a hostile takeover. Uh, what's that called? You know when you uh, filibustering. Filibustering, yeah, yeah, of course. So they were filibustering yes. the yeah. shit out of them. Yeah, mm. and just going like, right, we're going to bury you in legal costs mm-hmm. until yeah. your business isn't viable anymore. Yeah, and that's what was happening to Westinghouse. He's losing. He's hemorrhaging cash. Yeah. Uh, trying to fight all these these cases um, that they're happy to bring to spend money. At one point in time, over the, at the end of those two years, fifty uh, percent of the Westinghouse annual income was being spent on lawyers. Motherfuckers! So what does Tesla do? Why for... would they not just like take their lumps, try some decent business practices, and just like try and? Is be this better? Edison and Morgan? Well, why not just, just be be better, be, be more than what they are? Yeah. The yeah next, why not do that? The next thing that happens is uh, the, the George Westinghouse comes to Tesla and says, "Look, I'm in real financial difficulties. I'm going to have to start letting people go. I'm going to have to start letting workers go." Um, basically, I can invent me a spaceship. We'll be fucking trillionaires. Well, no, he's our friend. The only thing that can actually save us right right now is uh, we need more investors. We probably need more investors from Europe. However, people are unwilling to invest in our company because you have the patent rights on these new AC motors that give you uh, two dollars fifty for every horsepower produced. That was the deal they made whenever Westinghouse... $2.50 for every horsepower he can get out of... I think the most powerful engine at the time when they made that deal was like 50 horsepower. Right, okay. Yeah. So he's thinking how much money this dude at the most could make a 100 horsepower engine. At the most. Yeah. I think they got up to 10,000 horsepower by the time they were closing down. With the Niagara Falls power plant? uh, Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Tesla's owed. I'm in the money. Someone do the math for me there. I'm two point the two dollars fifty, and he was cranking out ten thousand horsepower. Twenty five thousand. Jesus. Yeah, but then there was other contracts and things, and it amounted to a, a hey load of money. Right. And um, how many fact, times can this dude be owed twenty five thousand G's and not get it? Um, <laughs> it turned around and uh, basically Westinghouse said, "Look, if you if you hold me to this patent, the business is going to go under." Okay. And um, that's the be all and end all of it. So, so uh, you have to let this lawsuit go. Nikola Tesla turned so, around and ripped up his patent. So in opposite situation to how it happened with, with Edison earlier on in his career, uh, Tesla goes to Edison and says, I've made this three-phase yes. power generator, and to which Edison says, you ain't getting no 50 Gs off me, and yes. Tesla's disgusted by that. Yes. But now later in the career, Westinghouse comes to him as an honest man and honestly says to him, this whole thing is going to go under, everything is going to go under, yes. unless you kind of give up your, your your shares and the money you're owed yeah. to which Tesla says Grant. Grant you're honest with me that's fine let's yeah. do it rock on he seemed like a man just wanted to get it done yeah Jesus <laughs> um, so, like, so like te- like Edison uh, is, uh, is suing him for a patent of, of something that he actually made and has the patent of yeah that Tesla actually came and up they're with con- they're contesting it and Westinghouse can't afford to, to fight the lawsuit so he's like Will you just give it up and Tesla's like, yeah, I can invent loads yeah, of shit. Yeah, I can invent loads more shit. Yeah. But that's the thing. Uh, by the way, that, that contract I've seen quoted in a couple of sources places in today's money would have been worth 12 million euro or 12 million dollars. And he just ripped Good it up money. to be like, okay, let's continue the. Yeah. yeah. If this gets them off our back for X amount of time and we can keep this power station running, let's do it. So, yeah. Jesus. So essentially, like 12 million quid of Tesla's own money. Yeah, and this is the patent on some kind of special, like, magnetic coil or whatever that's, that's being the used. The AC motor generator. AC uh, motor generator. So that's the thing that's, like, making, the, making the, yeah. the thing spin inside to make yeah. the electricity. Yeah. And you're just yeah. getting so much efficiency out of Niagara Falls that nobody else will be able to get. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so. It seems like they're, they're really dogging them. So we're at a crux point here. So things were going brilliantly for Tesla, going swimming, hmm. then. 
Morgan and Edison kind of readdress how they're doing business, which is let's cripple them in court. Mm. That starts working. Yeah. Uh, so what happens next? Well, so uh, the, the, the J.P. Morgan files 300 lawsuits against Nikola Tesla's company, at which point Tesla rips up his patent agreement, which was worth uh, $12 million. At this stage, the 1907 Wall Street crash happens, and unfortunately, the company goes bankrupt anyway. So Westinghouse is put out of business. Yes. Even though he tried to counteract this like legal filibustering and... Uh, they, they yeah. tried to keep him in court the whole time and bleed him dry. Yeah, and made the company financially viable again. And a millionaire called John Astor ended up in uh, investing in the company. But then the company, uh, through the stock market crash in nineteen oh seven, lost an awful lot of revenue and was uh, bought out in a hostile takeover by J P Morgan. So J P Morgan orchestrated it so that he'd be able to just take over that technology or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You see, I don't like that guy. Yeah, he's got a fucking. I don't trust him for some you know, reason. We're definitely going to do a, a show on those guys and, and go into the details yeah. of these like Wall Street crashes, the the creation of like a fiat currency and the creation of the Federal Reserve and a lot of scary, scary, yeah, scary, like scary big money, hokery, pokery, like yeah. some crazy shit going on there. But to push two boys out of business who were trying to better the world by using an inexhaustible and efficient, like ultra efficient energy source by going. Lawsuits, lawsuits, lawsuits. You didn't invent that. You didn't make that. Like, that's pretty underhanded and amoral, I think. Yeah. But it wasn't the first people to do that, though, to Tesla. Mm-hmm. I was reading all about that. Uh, do you know, like, Tesla's coming up with this stuff that could be, do you know, anybody could come up with this idea. Do you know, some dude is, like, washing himself in the dark in some, like, basin of lukewarm water that he's mm-hmm. had to heat over a fire in a pot. And then he has to get into it, and he has, like some weird soap that's made from animal fat and he's sitting there thinking to himself, I would love to have nice smelling soap and be sitting in a bath that's already warm with water that comes out of a pipe that's been warmed under a furnace that I have tucked away in a nice little box in my house and to be able to get out and dry myself with a lovely towel that's been manufactured with like machines that are making like textiles and stuff like that. Surely in that particular situation anybody with an inventive mind is going to be able to come up with something that's going to better his life like tesla looked at those light bulbs at the world's fair and went i'm not allowed to use them i just make something better and cheaper and like more energy efficient and that you know he had the light bulb moment yeah that literally a light bulb moment like if you if the necessity is put on you to make the thing or you're challenged to for money or for like pride or for you know accolades in the scientific community like 50 grand make me a better engine huh 50 grand sure here's two do you know uh he got he got called out a lot you know like he was called out on ac current it says that tesla invented polyphase power which some people say is is false that it was uh there was a hand cranked ac generator developed by hippolyte pixie in 1832 Hmm. almost 35 years before tesla was even born yeah like if you're putting that out as an argument that tesla is like a patent robber yeah it's pretty fucking weak though yeah Mm. is it not it's pretty you're you're clutching at straws to try and debunk a man that's quite clearly like an over-the-top genius yeah you know uh as early as the 1870s, Germany developed a two-phase AC generator. Yeah. But did Tesla not one-up them and go, well, here's a more efficient one with one less, with a, th- a third more production power? 
Uh, I'm not sure about that one, but the, whenever he uh, invented the thing with the stick in the sand in university, yeah, that was the invention of three-phase power, which is almost at the same time. Like, fair enough, these were uh, notable professionals in universities that were building things. He was yeah. just a snotty you know, so student. in this Menlo Park, there was, like, a whole bunch of dudes that were all working for Edison, yeah. all trying to create this same thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who would say, like, because Tesla has this notoriety of the underdog and the last horse in the race, that he, you know, he was going to be up for attack by people who were jealous of his success or his potential, you know, f- like, fiduciary magnificence that he ended up getting none of because people were too too down on him and he had Edison on his back no one's gonna swim with a dude who's got like the the biggest uh you know electronic scientist and the biggest banker who's able to like at the flick of a switch or at the turn of his hand is able to bring the US government and financial system to its knees yeah. like no one's gonna fuck with those dudes yeah. they're gonna wreck you like so oh, yeah, unless you don't power. give a shit, unless you're a Tesla, unless you yeah, throughout your entire thing. life you just don't give a shit. What JP Morgan wanted to do, or what Edison wanted to do, is take what you loved from you to make you stop doing it. But what Tesla did was, yeah, okay, take it. Sure, look it. I can open another one. It's grand. I've loads of them. And he's like, what? Okay, take all of his stuff, you know? Yeah. In Menlo Park, he they had all new stuff. In Menlo Park, they had all, all these dudes, like, all trying to invent the same thing. And it was a race to the patent office for someone to discover something or accidentally come across something, you know, like, uh, I don't know, the invention of penicillin was accidental. You know, these kind of famous pasteurization was accidental. All these famous discoveries, like, uh, we, we had these guys, August Hasselwander and C.S. Bradley, who were former Edison employees, were, were the, apparently the first guys to create the three-phase power in 1887. Uh, Mikhail Dolivio Dobrovsky built the first full three-phase AC generator before Tesla did uh, in in 1888. Mm. So do they get the credit for it? Or does Tesla... Well, Tesla had the get, plans, get the, the written plans. Yeah, but I mean, so. like, is it not, is it not you know, the first yeah. lad to... To, to, finish, cross the line, to cross the, the line to, to make the, the thing like is it not like the Tesla officially was a time that did it and stamped you I was first or is he the man like nobody remembers Dabrowski or like C.S. Bradley as much as mm. as mm. as well regarded as they would to Tesla say for example you know yeah. uh, the Transformer was was one of Tesla's big inventions that was yeah. also proof false that the Gans company in Budapest was the first one to create one in the 1870s I mean was Tesla's system not just like a slightly improved version of this and they were probably all working on similar principles yeah but i mean Um, uh, what you had in the world at the time was you had all these inventors all over the world and they're all in these races to invent new things but they're they're all going in the same direction yeah they're the same end goal but whoever gets there the most efficiently with the least amount of resistance power loss and the most amount of exactly it's refining existing technologies like nobody's trying to reinvent the wheel they're trying to improve the wheel so for example make it the most efficient wheel it can be which is not at a rock the same the, well okay the same it. massive thing in the 90s i remember watching these uh tv shows about like trying to break the land speed record it was a huge thing in the in the mid to late 90s mm. that people were making these and it wasn't like any great strides in like uh engine speed or, or horsepower or torque or like aerodynamic propulsion or any kind of special cars were being made you know there was that uh, what's that Swedish car company Tessen Wilder 
wanking schnitzel or something like that. Yeah. There's some weird, like, it begins with tea. I remember watching them on, on Top Gear years ago. Oh, the Dutch ones? The, the, the Swedish ones. Oh, Swedish and they're, like, yeah. the fastest land car ever or whatever, you know. So they have all these, like, super aerodynamic cars. And there was a massive race to get to from like the starting point to the end point like 0.001 of a second faster than the car before and the boys have put like millions and millions and millions into research and development and build whole different types of new engines it's still an engine that you know turns the turbine that turns the wheels that makes the wheels go fast on the ground and then the aerodynamic uh, properties keep the car on the ground instead of flying off into the sky like a rocket like it's the same principles of everything just to get that little extra tiny bit faster but Tesla was the dude just with the fastest car. And if he, if someone said, hey, that's my car, he's go, yeah, take it. I'll just make another one that's a little bit faster. Well, the, uh, for that analogy, it's uh, Tesla has the fastest car and the fastest boat and the fastest plane and the fastest golf car. Yeah. And yeah, okay, maybe he's just improved those ideas from four different fields or 10 different fields. But he's doing it in 10 different fields. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. He's not He's not specifically like tethered to one yeah. principle or one uh, facet of of this like electric propulsion or electric generation like you're talking about the fastest uh plane mm-hmm. like he invented the harrier jump jet essentially yeah but the people who invented harrier jump jet obviously had a better yeah you know a better plan than tesla had mm-hmm. but he's going yeah well if you have an engine that's able to rotate you'd be able to like have vertical takeoff vertical lift and then it'll be able to change and and, and propel you as fast as a plane would and that's but great it's just an idea. somebody with a monopoly on the concrete market. Yeah. Yeah, but that idea has been, I mean, people have been questioning that. What you're talking about now, people have been asking that question for a long, long time because when it was first discovered, the, the helicopter first designed by Da Vinci in his notes, people would say, oh, well, Da Vinci, you know, invented the helicopter. He didn't invent the helicopter. But he, he had the great idea The that first helicopter. Yeah. yeah, but he, he envisaged it way before his time and he took existing parts and made something out of it that no one could even imagine at the time. Well, he understood, like, that the, the resistance of the of the blades turning would make the air, you know, lift a certain mm. weight. Mm. And that principle, just like Newton sitting under the tree getting hit with an apple, which I doubt happened, but like, he was like, oh my God, stuff falls down. Gravity. I know it's not that simple, mm. but bearing in mind, we've listened to this whole show of me trying to grapple with electromagnetism with the, yeah, and copper <laughs> and creating an electric current. So I'm saying these kind of principles don't sit well in my head, mm. but like, I don't understand why anyone would try and tear down Tesla so much. And that's, kind of the point of this episode is to go like why was he so dogged by everybody why was he so fucking like hampered and hindered and and undercut and you know funds removed and filibustered and harassed like Mm. why would you stop somebody who's trying to better the development of man with like all this like petty bullshit over like money and and it's still happening today where people are not moving over to like a, a, a renewable energy source they're still sticking with coal and oil because people have money in coal and oil just like JP Morgan was like DC power with a fucking 12 inch wire because I own copper you're like dude smell fish you're being smell fish stop it do you know uh, Tesla also invented the induction coil apparently uh, um, and credit is given to Michael Faraday um, and Nicholas Callan in 1836 Invented the the first preliminary induction coil. So who gets the credit for that? The guy who came up with the principle of it? Or Tesla, who invented a Tesla coil, which is able to power every home in the world Mm. now? 
Well, no, it's, it's, it's the yeah. induction coil is oh, basically yeah. as well. Um, the problem with it, you can invent an induction coil and that's a wonderful mathematical uh, idea, but until you invent an AC motor and a method of distribution, yeah, but that's what he's saying. He's able to take a technology and turn it into a product. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So you can put milk in water, but if but he has, as you said at the start, he has that ability that, to... as he described it, he can see something in three dimensions and then see the parts and he can see what's working and what's not working and what may help and what may not help. And as you said, he's taking new scientific breakthroughs over the time, like the invention of the induction coil, and he's adding them into these, these three-dimensional pictures he's seeing in his mind, these workings in his mind, yeah. and he's the, the how stuff works kind of pictures in his head. And he appears to be able to do that with pretty much anything. Yeah. That anything mechanical, he can look at it and think, I know how I can improve the, the RPMs of that, or I know I can, I can lower the resistance of thing. it. Yeah, and that seems to be the key thing he did with everything. Mm. And as we said, his, his great world vision worked like that as well. And this this, this is the big vision so people, that he had. People are also saying about the fluorescent lamps that you were talking about uh, that lit the World's Fair. Yeah. And, and people give credit to Alexandra E. Becquerel, who first examined the phenomena of, of fluorescence in 1857. That motherfucker isn't putting fluorescence in lamps. But the credit for the fluorescent lamp is given to George Inman, who invented it in 1934. But, like, the World's Fair was in 1899, right? Like, that's 35 35 years, son. Do you know what I mean? Tesla was well up on you, so and George Inman gets the fucking creds. Tesla made a lot of neon light bulbs for the World's Fair, but then forgot to place the patent. Uh, no, uh, place the patent, but it, he wasn't seeing that. He was seeing that as sort of, uh, it's a world fair. We've got to do something gimmicky. Let's make a light bulb in somebody's name. Right. Well, that's the so light bulb. So think it was worth patenting that idea. Like, uh, I had no idea the power consumption it cost because didn't have that specific uh, equipment. To read time. that and check and, that. Right. Yeah. So it was it, it was more power efficient. And even also uh, the fluorescent light bulbs we have today have a little mini ballast in them as well, which makes them far more efficient. And that wasn't invented until the, the mid 30s. Oh, so someone improved his original yeah. invention, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they last 100 hours now. And that's why that, that guy's a patent on it in 1935. Yeah. yeah. They, they, he also got, uh, got strung up for claiming that he invented radar. So yeah. the radar that he invented, which is done through like an electro electro magnetic wave. magnetic wave or a pulse, and then you get a re- reply then from that pulse when it hits something solid. Mm. See? I knew about radar, yeah. motherfuckers. Boom. But apparently this this was uh this was a Marconi invention. Okay. So Marconi's taking claim for this. Also guys called Albert Hull, Edward Victor Appleton and uh, a, a myriad of unpronounceable Russian guys hmm. who who uh, who made the, these radar systems and developed them and developed them. Oh. And then finally, Sir Robert Watson Watt demonstrated the first radar system in 1935, which had a, a, a much bigger range because it worked on a, a 6 megahertz frequency, which is a much wider uh, waveform, which means that it would, it would go further without impedance. Correct? Yes. See? Boom. Ah! That's, my, that's the science I know, right? So, like, Tesla invented radar, but it was, like, short-form radar, and because it was... Well, no, Tesla invented the idea of The radar. idea of radar, but it was a short-form radar idea yeah. that wouldn't travel very far when put into a practical application. Well, but people took that idea and made another thing from it, and, yeah, okay, like, I mean, it's, no. it's the opposite of our, of our argument that Tesla came up with, with the concept and someone else perfected it. Yeah. But just like, you know. Well, he came up with the, con- the, the concept 
and went to the uh, the head of R&D research for the Navy and said, here's my idea. If you give me some money to fund it, I will have a better idea of what its capabilities are. Yeah. And the head of research at R&D for the Navy at that point in time was Thomas Edison. <laughs> so Edison went, yeah, you're grand. Give me that. Yeah. Robin Bastard. See, it's it's... It doesn't. I'm not trying to make him out to be a martyr, but I'm saying that there are definite. He was really steps, unlucky. Like really definite unlucky. steps to sabotage his work and and possibly steal his work and cook, like repackage it into something that could be sold. Like as a businessman, he's reported to be really good mm. with promotions and self promotion and self publication. He was a publicist. Mm. He's a PR dude. A PR dude. He was all about the show. Like, I mean, when when Edison is electrocuting fucking elephants in Central Park, Tesla's inviting lads over. Doing and, a raiding show. And giving them, giving them a show like Mortal Kombat fight scene. Like. And here's the thing, just to put this in perspective of the time and when the kind of invention Tesla's talking about and the time era of the world this is, the kind of dudes that he has rolling over to his laboratory where he's putting a neon light bulb in someone's hand and saying, I'm going to light this up without any wires. The kind of people, and we'll put these photos on the website, you can see in his laboratory holding neon lights that are lighting with no wires attached are Mark Twain. Yeah, he was good good buddies with Mark Twain. This yeah. is Steamboat, Tom Riverboat Sawyer, Cam- Mark Twain was holding wireless lighting technology in his in his lab in New York, like... That's, that's the era we're talking about. Mark Twain is like, holy shit. This like steam, steamboats and like uh, uh, river, river rafts and yeah. having no yeah. shoes on. That's yeah. the era we're talking about. And Tesla's going around going, hey, check it out. Wireless electricity in these new neon light bulbs. It's almost like... Yeah, Mind fucking blowing. It's almost like we talked about before that uh, technology has to be kind of drip fed to people because if you jump too fast too quick people will reject it mm. so there were inventions before I can't I can't even remember off the top of my head what invention we were talking about and they they were they were given like one version of it and then the technology is there to jump like way ahead do you know mm. and when it was introduced as a product that it just wasn't accepted it had to be like brought back reconstituted like developed repackaged and then released at an appropriate time where the human race would go Okay, no, this is a thing we can accept now because, like, mobile phones or some kind of communication device, I can't remember right now, but it was like, you know, people would flat out be like, no, I don't want this in my life, this is dangerous, I'm afraid of this thing, we don't know what it can do, give me some cigarettes. Which is, yeah, which is generally true of the general public. Like, Mark Twain, like we said, would have been born in a time before trains, Yeah, but then... Like so it's holding, railroad, it's holding a wireless, them, yeah, but it's holding a wireless fluorescent light bulb in Tesla's lab. But he was able to accept that. His mind didn't explode when he when that light bulb lit up. There's also a very famous story about Mark Twain shitting his pants in Tesla's lab mm. when Tesla was uh, experimenting with this resonance, the, the earthquake machine, as they call it, it was the it was oscillator, the, yeah, yeah, resonance generator, and it was basically like working with waveforms and working with uh, electromagnetism. Yeah but was using, like, the Earth's electromagnetic force. Um, everything has a, a resonant frequency. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the most common ones you would have seen are wine glasses. Yeah. And if you get a big, fat opera singer singing the right note, it resonates and it smashes. Yeah. Yeah. This thing was essentially an oscillator. It was like a weight, uh, a semicircle weight on the end of a stick, yeah. and you spin it at just the right frequency, and if it matches the frequency of the building, the whole building would just fall apart. It yeah. just apart. And that's what he did. He, he bolted it to the floor switched it on and because he was at the epicenter of it 
he was like, oh, it's making a nice humming sound. Little did he know, all the apartments above him were literally falling apart. Yeah. And he only knew what was going on when the police showed up at his front door. I went, are you, are you trying to knock the building down? <laughs> we, could, we could feel this coming from like two miles away down the street. What, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, you should have been here 15 minutes ago. It was amazing. Yeah, it was deadly. I just switched it off. This is just like a resonant, uh, well, that's resonating that's happening now. The, the, the thing with Mark Twain, he, he figured this out and he wanted to show it to some people. So he gathered a lot of people around in his lab and he asked Mark Twain to stand beside it and describe what he was feeling at the time. <laughs> and it was gone, it was gone. The machine was like oscillating. The whole building was kind of shaking. People were like, what the fuck is going on? And then he was asked like, turn it off, turn it off because it got out of control. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and he had to take, take a sledgehammer to it. And actually, like, break it up in bits. Albelic style, yeah. Albelic style. is like, what can destroy the world? This thing. What can I use to destroy this? Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Like, it's the tool for destroying the things to destroy the world. Um, An anti-doomsday device, let's say. And uh, straight away when the yoke was was destroyed and the the, the resonant frequency stopped, Mm -hmm. um, Mark Twain announced, I've shit my pants. (laughs) Now that's not what's on radar. It's Steve yeah. Captain Sound. That's yeah. not, that's well, not what's a on radar. Fella, that Mark Twain. But I, I can picture him in his white jacket and his white linen pants, just slightly twitching his mustache, and just announcing with his thumbs in the lapels of his jacket, <laughs> "I do declare, I've shit my pants, <laughs> Mister Tesla. You are the finest scientist this side of Mississippi." <laughs> and then he went off to clean up his poopy linen poopy pants. pants or have someone clean up because nobody nobody likes poopy linen pants but I'm saying like especially Nikola Tesla yeah Nikola yeah. Tesla was, was a fucking baller like he was a, yeah. he was rolling with the big boys like I said at the start of the show living in a hotel having breakfast every morning being like brought to him on tick because he's like uh, Mr. Tesla are you are you possibly going to settle your bill and Tesla's like I'm fucking Nikola Tesla bitch I'll shake this place to the ground yeah. don't fucking give me any more hassle like, I don't know why I went gangster with it, but that's what I would he's say. he's so fucking gangster. Yeah. It's like, did you hear the story about Mark Twain shitting his <laughs> pants? And the guy in the hotel is like, yes, sir. You want to shit your pants? <laughs> I got a machine that does that shit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Give me my bacon and eggs. <laughs> I'm Tesla, bitch. Like, that's what I picture. Did you invent a death ring? Did you invent a death yeah. ring? No, no. I put this Back motherfucking up. glove and electrocute your ass. <laughs> Shoot you. Some electrics. Like, that's that's why he was at. He was baller. He was hanging yeah. out with these dudes. New York elite. Fucking right crack. Right? Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like, a self-promotion and all as he was, I, I, I had a couple of quotes. This is a quote that kind of explains to me why he was lauded at the time. And and we've gone through the stuff with Edison and uh, JP Morgan to the financial reasons why he was destroyed because he was fucking bad for business. Good for the planet. Good for humans. Good for humanity. Bad for business. Bad for money. Right? And there's a couple of quotes here where they where they, they kind of laud Tesla as like a godlike figure. And uh, I think this is the reason why he, he was so successful and also not successful at the same time. So i just read this real quick. Even the gods of old, in the wildest imaginings of their worshippers, never undertook such gigantic tasks of worldwide dimension as those which Tesla attempted and accomplished. On the basis of his hopes, his dreams, and his achievements, he rated the status of the Olympian gods and the Greeks, who would have so enshrined him. Little is the wonder the so-called practical men, with their noses stuck in profit and loss statements, did not understand them and thought them strange. 
The light of human progress is not a dim glow that gradually becomes more luminous with time. The panorama of human evolution is illuminated by sudden bursts of dazzling brilliance in intellectual accomplishments that throw their beams far ahead to give us a glimpse of the distant future. That we may more correctly guide our wavering steps today. Tesla, by virtue of the amazing discoveries and inventions which he showered on the world, becomes one of the most resplendent flashes that has ever brightened the scroll of human achievement. Like that, his asshole is so clean. Mm-hmm. That guy is licking his ass mm-hmm. so clean. Mm-hmm. Like that Up shit is written, written at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine me and Tesla over your bacon and eggs after chatting some motherfucker to shake his hotel down with your asphalt machine, reading that in the paper and getting a big fat horn mm-hmm. going, I'm Nikola Tesla. What was it you were telling me that Einstein said about him? Oh, uh, Einstein was once asked by a reporter what it felt like to be the smartest man alive. And he turned and replied, I don't know, you'd have to ask Nikola Tesla. Boom. There you go. That's how you baller. know you're the top dog. Fucking baller. From all ends, from his peers, from well, from the people that understood what he was doing. Yeah. They were the ones saying, this guy's a fucking genius. This guy's operating on a different level. Whenever well, Einstein everyone else says you're a man. genius. That's like double genius. <laughs> yeah. That's genius squared. Big yeah. time. Uh, so, like, we, we've gone through, like, why he would be destroyed or, or mm-hmm. rewritten in the history books. Mm. Like... It seems that he was ruffling too many feathers and making too many waves. Yeah, mm-hmm. making some of them resonant frequency waves, bitches. Yeah. But like, seriously, like. But what's the what's the what's the obsession? What's the thing that would get his head lopped off? Why why? Um, well, we, why was he finished? Yeah, finish what, what ended? What ended the big man? Um, we we uh, finish off the story, or where did we leave off? It was just after the Westinghouse uh, Tesla company. Westinghouse yeah, has gone, gone, gone under. Westinghouse has gone under. Now has been bought over by uh, oh. J.P. Morgan. Of so course. J.P. Morgan wins, of course. J.P. Morgan wins. Um, We're talking about 1901 here. Yeah. yeah. It's after, it's at, it's turn of the century shit. Yeah. yeah. It's time to get into some new waves. It's now the 20th century. Now, obviously, we're in the 21st century. This is the start of the 20th century. People are like, it's the new world. Everything's different now. Yeah. We'll have hoverboards in no time. Yeah. So his Colorado Springs lab burns down. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's now penniless and most of his patents have lapsed. And he's or been no ripped more, up by him. Or been ripped up by him or been given away. So his patron or, Westinghouse has gone under. J.P. Morgan's bought everything that Westinghouse had. He doesn't yeah. want to work with J.P. Morgan. Yeah. He goes back to his lab to sink himself into his work and that's burnt to the ground when he gets back. Yes. Right. By somebody? We or? don't know. He was it, it was a wooden lab and he was working with electricity. So I'm happy it enough po- to say. Yeah, he was firing electricity all over the place. It's possible he did it himself. Yeah. All yeah. right, that's not... Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't insured. Right. Um, oh, so penniless... See, for someone so smart... I know, yeah. So he doesn't believe in insurance. But he just... He, he operated in a different world. Jesus yeah. Christ. A different plane It to seems us. like really like... Like... Autism, autistic. Yeah. Well, you know, like, if you're just thinking... completely on a different, like, not on a human, I have to eat food, do poops, and sleep. Yeah. To be a person, kind of a way. Like, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't do those things, yeah. Yeah, like, shit. Yeah. Um, so at this point, the story takes a rapid left turn, and I've spent days and hours trying to find out who approached who. But at some point during this time, Nikola Tesla and JP Morgan meet. Where J.P. Morgan turns around and says, I will give you, Nikola Tesla, $150,000 to pursue a transatlantic radio signal. That's an awful amount of money. All right, yeah. he's got from like $25,000 offered, then he's offered $50,000 to come up with a better idea. Yeah. Now he's $150,000 to come up with the best idea ever. In today's money, is $4 million. Yeah. 
four million dollars to invent a radio that will yeah. go across the Atlantic. Yeah. So like at this point, is Marconi not trying to produce radio signals as well? He is. Hmm. And uh, his financial backer is J.P. Morgan. Yes. Yeah, because J.P. Morgan has all has money on all the horses. He's monopolizing the world of inventing <laughs> new things. Yeah, yeah, but he just he, he wants everything. He wants he wants everything. everything. And he's then, not invented yet. He wants them. Yeah, yeah. but then at a point when. Like, J.P. Morgan is so fucking, like, uh, what is it, megalomaniacal, mm-hmm. that as soon as a whole lot of people own a load of stuff forever that he can never have, he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to wreck money so that you can't own that stuff. Yeah, so And no then I'm going to make new money, and I'm going to buy that stuff yeah. that you have, that you own now, but you won't own it. So just so I understand, J.P. Morgan like, owns the hoverboards. Like, he probably yeah. already owns the patent for hoverboards. Yeah. Like, okay, go on. If there is one of these Shadow Hydra conspiracy dudes, he's right up he's there. He's right up there. He's, he's second guy from the left. Um, so so Marconi's in London. He's working on yeah. uh, making radio. Uh, just started with his experiments. Um, around about the time J.P. Morgan and Tesla get together, uh, Marconi's uh, research leaps and bounds forwards. Leaps mm-hmm. and bounds. Starts to do massive, massive things. Uh, turns out of the 24 different pieces of what would eventually become known as a radio, patentable radio, of the 24 different separate apparatuses, 17 of them are patented by Nikola Tesla. 17 components to make a radio. Yeah. Of the 24 uh, necessary Tesla, components. And Marconi gets to put his name on the front of the radio. Yeah. Well, he was also using four uh, patents from a different guy. So it was 21 out of the 25 components were invented by somebody else. So they're all working under the one... They're working for all working for JP Morgan, all these different inventors. Yes. But and they so, don't know it. Yeah, but so whatever the 17 things that Tesla's worked out already, getting close to creating the first radio, yes. that's being passed over to Marconi, who's then... Yeah taking the work and just breathing that gap yeah. faster than Tesla was yeah and, and he but like first. Marconi was busy building the four components that but he the other guy a radio yeah. but like Tesla made the 17 that you needed to work like. well that yeah. was known in the press at the time yeah. and uh, Tesla was asked what do you think about this uh, Marconi using 17 of your patents and he says uh, good luck to him uh, 17 of the patents are mine I don't mind that he doesn't have any original ideas I just mind that he doesn't have any ideas of his own yeah, it's bad, isn't it? It seems it's just like, especially it's something. Yeah, it that's... just seems like you know. Yeah, what it uh, it, ha- it it pulls my mind back to like Will Smith's music. Do you know Will Smith is Sama, like, Sama, Sama, Sama. yeah, I love Will Smith, but there's not one song that's been one of his super super hits apart from Paris Don't Understand. That isn't the Stevie Wonder? Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like his three biggest hits were three super famous Stevie Wonder yeah, songs. Yeah, because Stevie Wonder never swore in any of his songs ever. No. <laughs> he never even lit a cigar. He just bites it. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. That's what it is. But that's because Stevie Wonder can't find the end of cigar with his fire. That's what it is. He loved to light that cigar. <laughs> Terrible Stevie Wonder. Well, smoking one of his dreadlocks instead by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is rot. <laughs> and it hurts. As I get to the end, it hurts. Stevie Wonder's like, never seen so many Dominican women with cinnamon tans. Because he never seen them. He never seen them. He never seen that many. So, like, so Marconi has his iron in the fire for the radio. And Tesla's like, ah, fuck you, take these 17. Do what? As long as people have radio, I don't care. Do what you do. Mm -hmm. And he went off to focus on Wardenclyffe. 
Uh, well, Wardenclyffe officially was his uh, version of a radio transmitter that was right. supposed to get across the Pacific. Oh, so this was him filling the brief for uh, Morgan. Morgan says, build me a radio transmitter that'll send a radio signal across the Atlantic. Yeah. And he built this massive metal tower. It kind of looks like an Eiffel Tower, like a Blackpool Pier Tower, if you're that, familiar with those. That has a beer gut. Um, yeah, it, that it, has a bit of a beer gut and a big kind of donut-y metal bit at the top. If, if you are actually going to... It looks a, like a Dalek. If you are actually like going to have a look at this, it looks like a 180-foot Tesla coil. Or that, Look at if you know what you're talking about. We obviously don't know what we're talking about, so to us it looks like a big giant fat Dalek. Yeah. But, if you know what you're talking about... That's what a giant Tesla coil looks you're like. You're looking at a giant yeah. Tesla... So he builds a giant Tesla coil yeah. in, in upstate New York. Uh, yes. And what is it? So it, it's sending radio waves across the Atlantic. I was assuming he's sending, he's sending like the hits of the I'm day. guessing, right? It's, I'm guessing before you answer, yeah. mm-hmm. not having read about it, yeah. purely guessing, yeah. that this was Tesla's pet project that he disguised to Morgan that he was going to do. And then he took the 150 and was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to make whatever I want. And this is the thing I want to make. Mm. And it was almost near completion. And it didn't. It didn't uh, you mean that thing he'd done lots of times before in his career, which is to take money and go off and do one of his ideas and then never do the thing that the, he, he had no heart yeah, to make? That, that's what yeah. I'm guessing. Well, no, do the thing that he's asked to make. Okay, so that. what well, happened? But it also does another thing, though, doesn't yes. it? What happened to the Wardenclyffe Tower? Um, well, the, the Marconi sends his first uh, the, the historical uh, Morse code letter S mm-hmm. across the Pacific, at which point uh, J.P. Morgan goes, I won. Yes, great. Uh, goes back to Tesla. How so, many, uh, just before you go, how many how many beeps are in the letter S? Uh, three. Yeah. Ooh. Number three. Yeah. So um, it's all in there. So J.P. Morgan comes back down and says, uh, right, one, your man Marconi did it. Sorry, dude, you lost. Take your lumps like a man. Uh, pack up your stuff and go. At which point Nikola Tesla has to turn around and say, you know, I said this was for making radio waves. Uh, it's not so much for making radio waves as it is for ionizing the stratosphere of the earth, making the transmission of power wireless worldwide so yeah that's a really big ass <laughs> sort of a pause there for the two of us when he said that so yeah. jp morgan who makes the copper cables for wiring yeah. uh says you've made a machine that if i get this straight will take electrical power so i build a power station beside it and i feed the electrical power into this this thing into this tower mm-hmm. and it will fire the electricity into like a the reverse sky. bolt of lightning like a reverse bolt of lightning it'll yeah. fire the lightning into the sky yeah. invisible lightning yeah into the sky Charging the stratosphere, the ionosphere, yep. charging it up with electricity. Which will make a sort of aurora borealis pretty. A dangerous electricity or like what kind of frequency are we talking about here? Uh, no, safe frequency. You a safe frequency. You could walk in it. Yeah. Okay, so the atmosphere is charged with this electricity. Yeah. That's safe. That's not going to hurt you. That's yeah. not going like, to get attracted to a tree and smash it open with a lightning bolt. Uh, no more harmful to you than magnetic waves or radio waves. Than the radio waves we're filling the world with all the time. Yeah. Okay. So fill the world with this super high frequency electricity mm. and how do you how do you get it how do you, how do you, uh, then have very mini Tesla coils and okay. relaying it relaying it back and forth transfer and back so I have a Tesla coil in so my like, car so like the, the, the Wardenclyffe Tower is basically yeah. banging a bolt of lightning bouncing off the ionosphere it bounces back down it hits the Tesla coil which does the induction thing yeah. makes the voltage and then fires it back up again and he just had a load of these yeah. Towers basically all around the planet, um, relaying the, this relaying this electricity around the place. The, the Tesla coil at Waldencliffe, uh, depending on the voltage, which then gets into uh, I don't know Tesla and his notes and stuff. But say that had a radius of two hundred miles. Yeah, you build another Waldencliffe two hundred miles away. Mm. That has a two hundred mile radius. 
then you go around the world. Then anywhere you are at any point on the globe, you can get free power from the air. So if he had, say, six, one and uh, seven, one in the middle and six around in a hexagon, um, that whole like area of where those six towers would be inside of that, all the, the atmosphere would be ionized. He said and you could have war- he wireless could, electricity in he that. He said and tried to sell the idea to Croatia. And he said that he would need seven Waldencliff type size towers to power all of Croatia. To make a country the size put in of a hexagon, yeah. To put in a hexagon all around the country yeah. to create a field inside the which inside the borders of which yeah. everybody would have wireless electricity. Yeah. And what? So you just have like a, a pole, a piece of metal with one of those Tesla donut thingies on the top of it. Yeah. And you jam that in the ground. Uh, well, not even that. You could have a miniature one. Uh, you hold it up in the air. Anybody who's seen Blade Runner, those guys walking around with the umbrellas, that. So it just picks up the energy anywhere. Yeah. So I can attach one to the top of my car and have my uh, car powered by electricity. I can have my, three, yeah. I can have my AC motor in my car. Um, in 1931, Tesla uh, claims to have powered a car up to 90 miles an hour uh, by this radiant electricity. And why, like are not, why are we not using this today, Jesus. Dave? Um, because one of J.P. Morgan's very good friends, uh, or sorry, one of, uh, in fact, his next door neighbour, uh, Thomas Edison's next door neighbour, was a man called Henry Ford. I've heard of him. He owns this company called Ford Motors. Yeah. I've heard of that company. So Henry Ford was like, I ain't making no electric car. Yeah. My internal combustion car, because of the internal combustion of the engine, falls apart really quickly, mm-hmm. and people have to keep buying new parts off me. Mm-hmm. How how does the electric motor go when Tesla goes? It goes forever without fucking breaking down. Yeah. Doesn't rust. There's no movement. Because it's no made on magnets. Yeah. That don't touch each other. Oh, this guy had a real thing with like pissing off the people that own the infrastructure of everything. Yeah, which as it's showing the thing is, is though, if those people weren't around or hadn't been in power, we'd all have a we'd, we'd all be living in some kind of a crazy Tesla utopia. We'd all have like massive Tesla turbines connected to every like large body of, of flowing water. Yeah. And that would be then have a giant Wardenclyff type tower beside it that would be firing that energy up in the ionosphere. And my car would have like a little piece of metal on it that would pick up that energy and it would have a, an electric engine that would run off of that energy. My house and my would water have heater, light bulbs in it that just work. That just work all the time. Well, no, never the first step is uh, how many wars have been fought over oil. Yeah, yeah. Imperialism all, over oil. Well, we because about because well. oil is in a very specific place yeah. and it takes a lot of money to get it out. And then like the stuff like uh, BP oil spill was like oh. a massive pollutant to the planet. And it was like spilling millions of barrels of oil into the, into the oceans. Yeah. Because they drill too far. Like fracking that's going on at the moment, yeah. which is destroying the crust of the earth and could eventually be detrimental. Like, not as detrimental as Tesla's oscillating machine yeah. mm. that made Mark Twain shit his pants, which Tesla claimed like, that if he kept it going, he could crack the earth in half. Yeah. Like, there's no hyperbole but, in this, really. You're talking about, like, like, no power lines. Yeah. So it's not a case of, oh, sorry, we can't get the power lines to your developing country and whatever, like, you know, third world continent. Walk it's into the middle of Africa with a stick. neon bulb, hold it up in the air, and it'll light. And it'll just light up. Yeah. So, okay. Like I said, you so can't, why you can't hyperbolic. So, this technology this. nowadays? Like, no war. Bananas, you would, except for religious wars. Yeah. Like, territory wouldn't matter that much either anymore. You'd have no more power lines. Transport of everything, food, energy, clothes, everything would become amazingly cheaper yeah. and easier and cleaner. Energy is unlimited. It's free. It's do we know more? Do we know more phone free. chargers breaking and having to pay no half of thirty every, euros? Every device you have would just charge out of the air. Yeah. Everything you have would charge out of the air. Your yeah. phone, your tablet, your everything, a TV, everything. Yeah, there'd be no such thing as low battery. Like the 
The world would be such a different place. There'd be no such thing as battery. Yeah. There would be no batteries, yeah. Everything, you wouldn't need a battery. Everything would just get pure energy out of the air. Like, everything... Yeah. It's like as long as you have the frequency converter, which uh, about the size of an apple. An apple a day. And this is possible. Like, this technology is around in 1900. The year 1900, he's cracking um, the shit out. So this is before there was a massive infrastructure built that we have today, which is basically built on copper wires, now fiber optic wires for information transfer, but copper wires for electricity transfer. And we're running out of copper. Mm-hmm. The yeah. planet is running out of copper and it's become almost as valuable as gold yeah. because it's of its rarity. And uh, we're basing our transport system on a combustible, exo- very exhaustible and exponentially exhaustible. If you've listened to one of the last shows where me and Eamon had a massive fight on how long it'll be before the world runs out of stuff. Mm. And we're guessing eh, around about 20 years. Mm. At the rate that people are fucking, because mm-hmm. they're making more people that yeah. we don't need to have. We're consuming more. Consuming more. So, like, we're basing it on combustible, uh, exhaustible, very exhaustible fuel sources mm. that are eventually going to run out. And then we have a whole system of energy creation, electricity creation, and transport on something that's finite and that's running out really quickly. Rather than, instead of having to generate electricity... We could just have it all the time mm. in the air. From all very, energy from and all very small amounts of like yeah. if we if we put a Tesla war like a Wardenclyffe Tower, a Tesla weather weather tower, yeah. they're calling it, right? Beside a power plant that's run on magnetic uh motors mm-hmm. that's run the power to spin the magnets is run from like a waterfall or a or renewable wind. energy source, yeah. right? Yeah. Or wind turbines. So that the wind, the water is turning the magnets to make the electricity and the coils to go to the tower to be shot into the ionosphere to electrify it. We would have clean, inexhaustible, readily available, perpetual energy. Yes. Why are we not fucking doing this right now? Like, um, Well, uh, Tesla, a man who, over the course of his career, uh, refused and ripped up so much money for so long, uh, gets to very near the end of his life, mm-hmm. uh, 1934, okay. yeah, just about coming to World War II, and starts to uh, try and sell off this death ray ID he had, uh, which was never really properly explained. The peace but, ray, you mean? Peace ray. The peace ray. Uh-huh. The, the ray ray. Um, the peace ray. Uh, so he, he knocks around, tries to sell it to the American government, who say, no, don't be silly. Uh, tries to sell it to uh, the Croatian government, who turn around and say, free, I've got no near enough money for that kind of stuff. And then tried to sell it to the English government for $30 million. Very specifically, $30 million. I bet you, I'm guessing now, I bet you, the $30 million was the amount of money that he needed to make this electricity system. Yeah, we can't see nods on the radio. This is his entire career. He's done this. He's got the people and gone, give us this money so I'll make you the thing that you really want for your birthday. And then use that money to go and build the thing that he really wants to get a bowling ball with the name Nicola. I knew you were going to go for the Homer Simpson bowling ball thing. This cheeky motherfucker trying to win the British government for the tune of 30 million pounds. In what year is this? This is 1934. Right, so they're about to go, they're coming out of a world war, they're about to go through the other world war and he's going... Give us a shit ton of money. Now, I know I've done this loads of times. Yeah. I never delivered the thing I said. I delivered a different thing that turned out was better, but the person didn't want that. But this is legit, homies, I swear. So, what happens? Go um, on. His hotel room gets broken into. 
and uh, loads of his personal papers are stolen. Including the plans for the no, death ray? No, the, the plans for the death ray were up in his head, locked away in his Oh, he never wrote them down. Right. Okay. But then he turned Fair around and went, you know what, English government? Fuck you. Fight your own war. Go back to America. Oh, he thinks it might have been them trying to not pay him the money and just steal the ideas off him. Yeah. Because once he, like talked, everybody else once he described the idea and they yeah. knew it was viable, yeah. they went and broke into his hotel room and tried to steal all the papers, and yeah. he went, fuck you, you cunts, it's not written down. Yeah. Well, well, he did try and play him for fools for treatment and quit as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, they were, they, both sides were wrong on that one. And then, so, why, where are we now? He's at 1934. Well, I, I, and that's only he's in his late 70s. It, it, it's, it's really odd that he would ask for such a large sum of money in his late 70s when he never gave a crap. He never gave a crap. He clearly needed it to. Um, to it wasn't for his kids for yeah. 78. And the uh, death rate didn't cost 30 million quid. Yeah. Uh, the death rate was already built, apparently, oh, okay, according right. to him. He had a working prototype and everything. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that was it. Mm. I, and if it's 30 million in 1934, well, what if, would that if, money be if today? If 150,000 was 4 million, yeah. do the quick math. You're looking at 6 is 24 million, by 30 is six seven hundred and twenty million. Who's invested in that? Seven hundred and twenty million. Yeah, and now of nowadays money. Yeah, you can have worldwide power if you're going to put in seven hundred and forty million. More, more. It's like yeah. it's like a miss one there. It's like it's like nine hundred, nearly a billion dollars. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So a huge amount of money in today's money, a billion dollars, a huge amount of money. But what we're talking about is a billion dollars to potentially have unlimited free energy for the entire planet forever. Yeah, yeah. They spend a billion dollars on one plane nowadays. Yeah, that's not that much. They're able to fly and be like invisible and blow up brown people. But then I'm talking for like private investor. If you're not a big government agency wrapped up in multinational oil Yeah, where the fuck is the Zuckerbergs and shit? Like it's like JP Morgan, JD Rockefeller, Mm. Vanderbilt. Mm. Like So nobody with the money They're the the guys who have the 30 million to be like, squack, there's 30 million. Mm. Let's change the world. In the world. history of humankind, going, no, nobody with I've that money of... has ever made that selfless choice to say, I don't need the 30 million squid, but the world needs... And look, here's the thing. If Rockefeller or Morgan or whoever did that, their name would go down in history. We, 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 I think the people of Earth would be happy to change the name of Earth to like Planet Rockefeller <laughs> if he was if he was going to bankroll an idea like that. Yeah. But they're so ridiculously selfish they won't do it. Even could, if we named the planet after you, Rockefeller... They should have got Sylvester Stallone doing it and we could have called the planet Hollywood. Ah... <laughs> Boom! It ain't it ain't strange to be up in the club and see Slash alone. It's my second home, Miami. It's Will Smith. Boom. So that joke was so up, bad it paralyzed half my face. That's serious, though. Yeah, I mean that's that seems phenomenally unbelievable. Why why somebody wouldn't do that? Mm. I think that's bananas. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking bananas. Cop talk. Yeah. So I mean, uh, like I said at the top of the show. Tesla dies penniless. Alone. And alone he switched, in a hotel room. The, the upscale new, uh, Waldorf Astoria, of which he had a $20,000 bill that he skipped out on, mm-hmm. for the not-so-upscale New Yorker hotel. Yeah, but look at How many times has he been promised twenty five grand and then they take and it off? Never got him. So, yeah. sucks to be the manager of that hotel. Yeah. So the manager's like, are you stiffing me for twenty grand? He's like, that happens to me every week. Though. I don't know what your problem is. Like, yeah. I've gotten over that a lot of times. Why don't you just invent, like, I don't know, some kind of a card <laughs> that people will give to you that, like, if they don't pay the bill, that you can charge <laughs> them on it and then it takes the money off it. Why don't you just do that? Actually, you, you can do that. Here, have the here's the patent to it. It's worth twenty grand. Mm. See you later. Don't leave home without it. Tesla. Tesla invented the magnet. Accepted everywhere. 
<laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. Like Tesla, Tesla seems to got a really bum bum rap. He's a he's a mind blowing cat, is what he is. Really bum deal. Yeah. Um. So his legacy that's left behind after his death, he's he he's he's like he dies on the seventh of January, nineteen forty three, age eighty six. Mm. Right. He dies alone in room three three two seven of the New Yorker Hotel, of which there is ill repute. Mm-hmm. It's not the fanciest of hotels. Mm-hmm. And he's found after a few days after dying, mm-hmm. sitting in his chair, probably thinking about something that's going to change the motherfucking world, like incontinence pads or some other thing that's applicable to his age. Alice Monaghan, a maid, finds him, uh, ignoring the do not disturb sign on the door, opens it up, Tessa's sitting in the chair. What the fuck? They go mad looking for this death ray plans mm. that were still apparently at large. Mm. Uh, and they find they find a tiny little electronic device in a box that he has marked like death ray with like the R written backwards like a child or something like some jokey, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that how oh, yes. Goes? He's yes. like, you might look for my death ray. Well, here it is. Death ray. Yeah. And he put like some shitty like little, I don't know, circuit or something in a box. And he's like, meh, death ray. Fuck yous, like he you knew know. they were coming. Yeah, basically. I mean, he's a smart man. A Baller smart to the man. end. Yeah. Baller to the end. Uh, there's a there's a a federal organization called the Office of Alien Property. Yeah. They were ordered by the FBI to seize all of Tesla's belongings and the entire estate, like yeah. everything that belonged to him, all these papers, all these documents, like everything, all these small inventions and the bits, like the pieces were all hanging around. Mm. Like Tesla, Tesla's the guy who invented robotics. In, in, in a very real sense, like he invented a remote control yeah. that he tried to sell to the army or tried to give to the he army. He built a remote control boat. A remote control boat. And went to Central Park and stuck it in the, in the pond and, yeah. and zipped it around and started, the place. And this is in like 1919. Yeah. Making a remote control boat. Like you're like, fucking hell, dude. Yeah. Like they're that not, is so that's the thing. When you, when you listen to the inventions, they're not the most incredible invention or the most incredible breakthroughs you've ever heard of in your life. But what we're saying is, think of the time. Mark fucking Twain was having a go on this electric road controlled boat. With shit in his pants. With <laughs> shit all up and down his legs. Think about that. Like, the, the US government, if they could have got what was inside of Tesla's head, mm-hmm. by like physical means. Scooped it out with a spoon. Scooped it out with a spoon. They absolutely would have had him, like, uh, Ray Liotta in Hannibal. Getting his fucking the front of his head chopped up, yeah. like absolutely um, would have. By the way, the idea with the the uh, robotic remote control boat was that he would be able to build thousands and thousands of these and send them off into the Pacific and Atlantic, and they would automatically seek out large metallic objects. And if they were filled with explosives, then they seek out a large metallic object. And is that one of ours? No, blow the fuck up. Like it's the perfect weapon, and I mean, we're going into like uh, there's a show the German U boats. Yeah, the there's a show that we done later on. That's the secret weapons of World War Two. Yeah, suppressed technologies. Suppressed technologies that that had fucking mad stuff, and like Tesla's come up with these ideas out of the clear blue sky. Going, imagine if like now we take yeah. it for granted. We sell like remote control cars in a in a in a ninety nine cent store or a pound shop, hmm. and you can buy a little car and you know micro machines control wireless whatever the thing, and it's just like you know. Two euro, it's nothing. But back then, you're talking about like it was the very first thing to be remotely controlled, world changing, right? Um, The office of uh, alien property. Yes, this is the one that made me shit my pants like a Mark Twain. (laughs) Yeah, much stupider Mark Twain. When I heard, I was watching test documentary, and they said 
his all his his goods and his his things were were claimed by the office of alien property. And I went pause. Alien. Rewind. Yeah. Hear that again. She did say alien property. Pause. Rewind. Let's do it again. Holy shit! I think I've really stumbled on. Oh wait a minute! And then I googled it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just for aliens and stuff foreign like, people. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So foreign people go to America, die. America just takes all their shit. Yeah, but this stuff. And by the way, what, guessing, what, what, what was Nikola Tesla doing in 1891? Inventing some world change and shit. He was becoming an American citizen. So he wasn't an alien. He wasn't. Well, he was like, born somewhere else, but he was a naturalized American citizen at the so, time. Of his and death. The, so, the Department of Alien Property still took his property anyway. Well, illegally. I'm against guessing, federal law. Against federal law, but I'm guessing they presume because he had no heirs, he had no family, he had no wife, he had to no claim kids. It. Yeah. In fact, he hadn't even popped his rocks. Like, yeah, he was—he died a virgin. He didn't even have like a, a sticky tissue in the bin to leave his money to. A self—a self-confessed virgin. Wow. And you'd have to wonder: Did Alice Monaghan, the maid, not have anything to do with the, you know, the last iterations of Nikola Tesla? Send like, him out with a smile. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Blah. Dead. Blah. You think she did not have a call Smith on him? Yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah, I you know, he deserved it. He fucking invented it. He really like, did. Remote control and radar and fluorescent yeah. lights and all. She so, walked in a right now, get my handy. It's just, uh, I can imagine. A spectacular like, rampant rabbit. That's like, what imagine happened. the Office of Alien Property. Uh, yeah, one that, a yeah. rampant rabbit that shoots lightning yeah. on the guy with. You try to get my hand shandy, I'll stop you having chewing oh, I can improve the efficiency. Attach <laughs> <laughs> these elastic bands to your elbow. You're like, what? With zero impedance <laughs> and uh, no friction. <laughs> You're like, what? You go spit in your palm, you fool. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Uh, the Office of Alien Property took everything off him, and I imagine they would put it all in a wooden box and mm. then walk it down a big long hallway <laughs> and it'd end up going in like a box of Tesla stuff right next to where, like, the big warehouse yeah. and yeah. all that kind of stuff sits. But, like, Tesla's legacy, and we're talking about him now with such fondness and, like, you know, mm. fond remembrance. And I'm sure if Mark Twain was here, he'd remember as well. He, I wouldn't let him sit down in the house, obviously. Like, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> yeah. shitty pants, shitty pants. Yeah, he'd mucky up the upholstery. But I mean, like, we we do have fond memories of him, and he is remembered well in the media. Mm. Like, we have, like we said at the top of the show, Elon Musk's electric cars that were that are Tesla's namesake. Uh, the myths that a company is named, like the, 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 the electric glove and the weather tower that can manipulate like the planet's yes. ecosystem. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's fucking, that's a pretty big legacy to leave behind. Um, he also has like some science fiction appearances, including like David Bowie plays him or a, a version of him in the movie, The Prestige, Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan film. He has like loads of comic books and stuff like the five, the five fists of science. There's a comic book where it's like him and Einstein and, a lot of other dudes are like, you know, they're superhero, like mid-century superheroes and stuff like that. Uh, and the list of patents of hundreds, literally hundreds, possibly even thousands of items that he patented, including like 17 parts of a radio mm. and a, 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 a shitload of electrical production equipment that we still use today. And I, I still can't understand why we're on an archaic, like... <sighs> Fossil fuel based mm. energy system when there's such such a, an ingenious system and an obvious yeah. option, like you know. Um, I don't like the fact that the portrayal of a mad scientist in any movie, like the Frankenstein movies and stuff like that. If you ever watch the, the old Frankenstein movie, the black haired, mustachioed, crazy man, or there's like Disney cartoons from like the 20s and 30s that it was kind of like a subconscious propaganda against Tesla to be like, yeah, mad scientist. Uh, who's like messing with electricity and the Tesla coils were very like prevalent in these 
Saint, True, Saint yeah, all in the background of a, and like the, the, of a Frankenstein yeah, awakening. Is the lightning jumping lightning. from node to node yeah. on these big, big Like that circular donut thing, as, as you said, at the top of a dialect, the, the thing that's synonymous with Tesla, Tesla, that metal donut at the top of his devices, that's synonymous with crazy scientists. Crazy Every scientist. crazy scientist has one of those stuck to one of his business. And also Dr. Frankenstein in the 1931 version of the film Frankenstein was really closely based on Tesla. And I was kind of looking at the reference and looking at the YouTube clip and going like, maybe, you know, that was kind of like a a jeer or a jibe to him saying, hey, you know, you couldn't be friends with anybody because you were a social retard. So you had to make some dude out of other people's body parts for company. Hmm. Like you couldn't even, you couldn't even be, be friends with a person. You had to make somebody up like this kind of way. It just seems kind of bad taste to be, to be getting at him like that. But I mean, he was no, he was no slouch at well, jeer, these are the, jeering people these are himself. The same he people was that used his invention to execute a prisoner. Yeah. He was a pacifist. That's yeah. That yeah. Pissed him I was off just the same as like uh, the Manhattan Project and Albert Einstein essentially creating an atomic bomb. Like, I mean, it's the yeah. same principle. And to be honest, like I say, Einstein had less to do with the atomic bomb than Tesla had to do with the electric chair. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, the, the, like I said, the best is in technology. Whatever, whatever your end goal is, that's where your, that's where your work is going to take you. But like Tesla wasn't afraid of jiving lads back. He said of Thomas Edison, if he had a needle to find in a haystack, he would not stop to reason where it was most likely to be, but would proceed at once with the feverish diligence of a bee to examine straw after straw until he found the object of his search. I was almost a sorry witness of such doings, knowing that a little theory and calculation would have saved him 90% of his labor. For 1900, that's like saying, yo, yo, Edison, you was a bitch, motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck you. Do you know what I mean? As like, I that's call his pretty, mama out. That's a pretty bad dis. Yeah. For a scientist time, to like, say, if he could do a little bit of theory and reasoning, he'd save himself 90% of practical trouble. 90% of his Is bullshit. like saying, it, if you well, have any fucking brains, also, uh, better. Thomas Edison's famous quote is, uh, genius is 90% perspiration and 10% inspiration. Yeah. Your idea is stupid, you fool. You. And Tesla's basically there saying it's 90% inspiration and 10% perspiration. Yeah. Which so you've got to be a genius to do it. Which, which, yeah. is, which is the whole point of making remaking an already existing system. Why would you remake it? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Why would you re, completely remake a whole electrical system if your electrical system is not efficient? Um, unless your electrical system was in line with a multi-millionaire's business interests and future business acquisitions that's why you would keep uh, an inefficient power source as the prevalent power source on the planet like oil is inefficient it's dirty it pollutes the air and it's running out why are we still using it Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean why is the electric car being smothered so hard Mm -hmm. it just boggles my mind like do you know what I mean so Tesla Mm. That's that's pretty much it for for his life and yeah, times. Yeah, that's and the that's the, the political the political background. Plus some some great science teachings yeah, in there. Science, science. Yeah, science, science. We learned stuff that we should have known but didn't know. Yeah, I didn't do science in secondary school. I did I didn't German do and school, yeah. technical drawing. Yeah, and now I wish I did science because I could understand the rudimentary functions. Yeah, because it's cool. Of it's a exciting. fucking in in inductor. 
Inductor. And surprisingly, is that what it's called? Inductor. The guy that takes the money on the bus. Yeah. Inductor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, got right, son. Yeah. Boom. Uh, Nailed it up. Inductor. Outductor. Inductor. Outductor. No. Oh, doctor. No. So no the principles are fairly simple. Um, whenever you get into the, the fine technical minutiae of mathematics and things, yeah. you need a test of genius on that. Yeah, but I mean, it's nice to be able to tell the people that don't know what we're talking about, including me, what the fuck is going on yeah. and why it's such a like a simple thought that's made well and creates a product that's completely uh, surpasses anything that precedes it i mean uh what is it that, that it was said about uh richard pryor's comedy by dave Chappelle, uh true brilliance and it can can be applied to anything but dave Chappelle said it about richard pryor's comedy true brilliance is that nobody did what you're doing until you did it and everything after you bears your mark do you know mm-hmm. like that's true brilliance so i mean very fitting very like fitting, tesla's yeah. tesla's doing like stuff that no one's ever done before and everybody after him is just trying to recreate the ideas and the the patents and the and the he's using a huge chunk 17 out of 24 parts of his ideas to, yeah to build their ideas on well, I don't know what that that breaks down to a fraction i think 17 but i mean like uh you know Everything that's come after him bears his mark, and eventually, you know, that utopian world could be possible. And if the likes yeah. of the one he you know, philanthropic uh, billionaires like Elon Musk, who are you know putting people in space and making electric cars, trying to make the world a better place, we were talking earlier on before we started recording the show about Bill Gates donating like twenty million to each of his kids, and the rest of it then goes to the foundation is you know yeah. help the rest of the world like that's fucking sound well as I was saying at the start of the show, I'm actually genuinely grateful for the opportunity of just talking about. Yeah, it's not known is, enough. Yeah, this is going to be it's one of the longer criminal. shows that we've done here. And mm. to be honest, but like, it's dedicated to the yeah, we couldn't we couldn't do it on any shorter. Like we yeah. couldn't do it any shorter. It's it's yeah. it's a big topic about a big man who made a big change, and hopefully we'll have a big name. And mm. you know, the likes of Edison and stuff like that is being perpetuated through the education system in America, and I suppose like by proxy in in our country in Ireland. Because we're kind of like I don't know a satellite American state, like taking in all the the music and the films and the the culture and stuff, the foods and stuff like that. So I mean, we're Americanized, mm. uh, so we know about Edison. There's a lot of places that don't give a fuck about Edison that are using, you know, Tesla coils to bounce electricity yeah. around their countries while yeah. they're. Well, hopefully, we'll have a, an issue about the rubber barons. We will, sure. Yeah, we'll we'll have you back for that. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood and the MCAA that, yeah. that uh, yeah. Thomas Edison was running. And that's an interesting story. I'm sure. Tesla, but, or Thomas Edison was not a nice man. No. But uh, it's, it's off the fence time. And uh, there's not much off the fence to be doing in a, in a biopic, which is essentially what this episode was. But uh, Dave, our guest, our, our electricity expert, uh, for you, Tesla, genius or, or madman? Um, absolute genius. Uh, also a madman. Um, also a madman. I, I don't think they're two inseparable things. Uh, do you feel um, his eccentricities and his principles and the way he went about things was more detrimental to him, or could he could he not have been the man he was without doing things that way? Um, do you think it would have been better if he compromised some of his principles a little bit along the way and course. maybe got a little bit more achieved? Of course, it would have been. Um, would he have been the same man if he'd compromised? Or this is the problem: do you play the game, or do you just all out balls to the wall, Tesla? I think stick I your guns to the day you die. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, and it, if we're talking about an off the fence. It's uh, were their powers in play deliberately keeping Nikola Tesla from achieving what he rightfully should have done? And the answer to that is yes, obviously. You think so? If, obviously. Is people keeping him down? 
whether it was deliberately, whether it was conspiracy, whether it was cabal, uh, not entirely sure on that. Certainly the, the Wardenclyffe and the, the uh, War of the Currents. Yes, that happened. Newspaper reporters were fed lies about him. Okay, and the the really big one, the impossible to answer one, in your lifetime, before you you're, you shuffle off this coil, this Tesla, this Tesla coil, coil. Oh! do you think you'll see unlimited wireless energy for the entire world? Personally, I think, I'm not sure if it will happen in my lifetime, but within a year or two of fossil fuels running out, that will be that technology is being <laughs> okay, right, yeah. We're going to have to have that shit before fossil fuels run out, man. Shit. Yeah. No, I, 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 they, they probably have it up and running now. But, oh uh, yeah, it says so. There's a, a HARP, H-A-A-R-P, secret program that is very, very similar to um, a lot of Tesla's ideas. Um, but I, I think that you're going to cover that in a different episode as well. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a HARP episode. Yeah. Weather manipulation and that electrification of the ionosphere and stuff like that. That's all HARP. Those people in America who are hearing these, uh, what would you call it, angelic trumpets in the sky. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is, is, mm-hmm. is going on more and more nowadays than ever before. So, you know, Tesla's uh, little box of tricks is is at work somewhere in the US oh. government. So, being pulled apart and developed. So, Gordo, how about you? Tesla, was he a genius or a charlatan? Oh, a genius. Absolute and a genius. really great spoofer. Yeah. And? And a spoofer. On top of Like, it. this motherfucker could walk the walk big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could also talk the talk, but he was like, he also married a pigeon called Dolly. Yeah. Borderline it, it too was, autistic to function. See, this is the thing, you know, like Dave said, he, if he had, like, do you know what Tesla needed was a PR guy, you know, um, every, every, every great like partnership has like, you know, the showman at the front, the Steve Jobs, and then the Wozniak in the background doing all the coding. Like Tesla was a Wozniak. He needed a Steve Jobs. He needed an idea man. He needed a, you know, a, a, a showman. He was his own showman as well, but like maybe a PR or like some kind of some kind of person like a who's going to deal with people for him or be able to make business decisions, Someone advise him. You could compromise on his behalf. Yeah, I'm sure he had loads of people going. Listen, Nick, you're doing great work here. Like, you know, I want to help you. I want to, you know, point you in the right direction and shit. But he also had a lot of pressure from really 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 powerful conglomerates of businessmen like he was originally like raging against the machine the original machine rager like he was the first anarchist or whatever like to be like yeah yeah give me like 40 billion pounds yeah i'll make that thing you want (laughs) and then going off and making his own thing and then going yeah i didn't make it that thing but look at the thing i did make (laughs) and they're like you're a fucking bastard yeah like that's what I said there's only so many times that you can do that before you're stung and you know maybe he was bad at the politics part but he was just real good at making stuff work mm-hmm. do you know um, I think he was a genius Yeah. and I think he was a little bit of a charlatan in the fact that he would like try and belittle other people's <laughs> other people's inventions to make himself look good so he was playing the game and, like yeah. Edison was making him look like shit but he was making other people look like shit as well as Edison yeah. and talking shit about Edison and going that fucking guy doesn't know what he's talking about Yeah, I'm Nikola Tesla bitch saying Oscar Wildean type quotes about yeah, his, his like, peers do you know yeah so uh, do you think then uh, there was a conspiracy to, to rubbish his name that's still possibly active today absolutely yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you think I mean, you can't you can't be able to pull out those financial records and 
these, you know, patent office fully in effect, like legal binding documents that are dated and timed and receipted and shit for all this money and all of these different historical and, and um, factual records of all this money changing hands. And now understand, yeah, these boys were fucking him around for money big time. Promising them this, make, burning them to the mat, the Westinghouse stuff, like suing, like that's a technique that's done nowadays to destroy companies that those boys invented 120 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like 120 years ago, mm-hmm. lads. That's how long ago this shit's gone on. Yeah. Like these boys were, were, were making waves and some people didn't like it because they wanted to keep their status quo and there was a set plan for the way they were going to run the place. But this was the time when it could have been changed. This is the time when it could have went in a different direction. This is the time when Marty McFly's man da, either kissed yeah. or didn't kiss. Do you know what I mean? Well, what you're talking about is like he's inventing the electric car before the car is fully invented. Before That's what I'm talking about. The internal about. combustion engine is everywhere. That's what he's I'm saying about. There's a better, before you start mass producing that, there's a better... He's making a remote control shit before they even have a, a, a practical use for it. That's why they're saying, ugh, what is that? We don't need that. And he's like, yeah. you would, you will. Do you know? Before the drone existed. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? So, genius, misunderstood, definitely kept down and I I 100% think that all his patents and a, and, a, and a lot more besides stuff that wasn't public, like when he started working for the Navy in the late 20s, I'm sure the stuff he pumped into that place, like there were definitely people in there who were like, oh yeah, give me more of that stuff. Oh yeah, 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 I love them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can they kill people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me them, give me them, give me them. Like all sorts of ideas and he was just lashing stuff out. But yeah, I kinda, I, I'm kind of upset when I think about like how hard done by he was. Mm. And that the world would be a better place if we lived more in his possibly like crazy and unpredictable and like manipulative way, but also definitely like with free electricity and not destroying. Those umbrellas from Blade Runner, not just that alone, yeah, I think is worth it. Absolutely, not destroying the planet for 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 to make sure that we're not freezing cold and we could drive around in big fat cars and make a lot of money. That doesn't really mean anything because it's a fiat currency that has no value. Like, it just seems like he had it all sussed 120 years ago and we've been working backwards to go forwards for the last 120 years, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, Paul, what do you think about Tesla? Genius or charlatan? Genius, ah, I genius. think. I don't believe in the charlatan. I don't think he ever claimed to have, like, discovered and or invented something completely from scratch out of the clear blue sky. He's he as he described himself is seeing things and then seeing them operate better and is presenting the world with a better way of doing existing things, and I think in, in almost every idea he ever had he improved it, reimagining, reimagined it better. And conspiracy yeah. held down was he deliberately held down? Silenced? It seems obvious. It's, yeah, I, I agree with both of you. It seems obvious that he was held down and there was a personal vendetta against him. And I think that vendetta continues today because if you go out on the street now and you ask people who's Einstein, they'll know who's Edison, they'll probably know who's Tesla, they probably won't know. Yeah. And there wouldn't that wouldn't be possible unless there was a vendetta against the man's name and his legacy. Uh, do I think that he uh, could have done more had he played the game a little bit more? Had he played ball a little bit more? No, I don't believe so. I believe that there's a lot of scientists in the world today that are coming up with like incredible inventions, cold fusion, something like that, and they're they're probably honest, true scientists, and they're they're they want to help mankind. But when someone offers them that check and they say, "Just just sell your ideas," this company, come on, man, this company will develop it. They'll make it like mass producible. 
this is a good thing. Just just take the money. Take the money and hand over the idea and we'll take it from here, man. We've got the resources. And they're taking the money and that idea is getting swallowed up by a company and the patent's getting disappeared and it's never, ever getting released. And just Yeah, but that's what I mean. They're selling it under false pretenses. So the guy is going, oh yeah, well you give me the money and I'll develop it. Just like Tesla and his Wardenclyffe Tower. Yeah, but like the, the, but the saying of saying that maybe, maybe... And then pull the funding and then you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. But the idea that like Tesla could have maybe played the game a bit more or compromised himself and his principles a little bit more... Got that last 20 to, grand for the Wardenclyffe like from somebody but else. But no, I mean or, to get his more... Not, not to, to make more financial gain for himself, but more to like push his... He wanted to yeah. improve mankind with his ideas. So if he'd have taken a little bit more money and allowed those ideas to push out a little bit more that maybe, it, you know, it, to, for him to compromise his principles a little bit mm. is is a better evil than to ha- have the world not have these ideas. So, like I said, but, a, a, business, a business planner or a, like someone with a business head that was better than Tesla's to mm-hmm. handle the business. Better yeah. call Saul. And make, yeah, better call Saul. Make those business decisions that would be like, okay, well, look at, you know, even Forrest Gump had Lieutenant Dan do you know what I mean? Yeah. He invented some kind of fruit company. Now we don't have to worry about money no more. Mm-hmm. That's what he needed was to just throw his money into like stocks or something like that or be able to, you know, make a toaster or a, or a you know, some microwave or some radars and sell it. Yeah. I have somebody sell it for the right price and not fuck around yeah. and say like, I'll give you 25,000 and then turn up and get five grand. Yeah. Like, that's a that's fucking peanuts and shit. Like he he's he was messing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Messing around, and he should have had a business manager, and he should have thought about it better. Right. I do agree with you. Well, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I'm saying the opposite of that. Why? I'm saying that I don't believe. Like what I said earlier about this, the scientists. Like there's a lot of scientists in the world today. They're selling off their ideas. Uh, when really what they should be doing is like posting that information on the internet or getting it out there in the scientific community for no profit whatsoever, like Tesla did. And saying no. this is what should be happening in the world, like people. I think you be... misunderstood me. I'm saying that he takes okay. some innocuous invention that he made, like a toaster or, or a like a like you know a, a microwave or like a, a remote controlled car or something, mm-hmm. and sell that for the for money mm-hmm. that's innocuous, like that's not it's not like a world changer. Right. And take that money and then invent, put it in, push it into the Wardenclyffe Tower, and then use the rest of the leftover money yeah. to advertise. But the problem with is... ideas like that at the time were that nobody wanted them because they were they were slightly just too ahead of their yeah. the curve. Like, so I don't think he could have been able to do that. Yeah, but I mean, if he had invented something that was of the time, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, to be yeah. able to go, okay, this is going to revolutionize like hypothetically. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure I he mean, could yeah. like tone down his highbrow thinking to be able to invent something that would make him. A well, lot no, of that's money what I'm saying. No, I don't want him doing that. I don't. I wouldn't want him changing the way his out. mind works yeah I don't want him selling out and I don't want him changing his mind works because I'm worried he'd break that thing in his brain that can just envisage things in three dimensions and fix them well, as he goes it's either that or fucking trust your future of your inventions to lads who are perpetually like there was a perpetual uh, toing and froing of bullshit mm-hmm Right? So Tesla go, give me all that money and I'll make this thing for you. And then they go, yeah, I'll give you all that money. And then they gave him some money and then he made a thing that wasn't a thing at all. And yeah. then those guys are like, I'm not giving you any more money. Yeah. And he's like, okay, go on. And then when they did make the thing they wanted, like Edison's engine, Edison would be like, oh, you're not getting any of that money. Yeah. Like there was a, a continual like contractual fall down where Tesla wasn't getting paid. If he had got all the money that was owed to him, he would have been able to finance his own Wardenclyffe Tower and advertise for it and make a whole electrical system. But there was fucking big businessmen who were fucking him up. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't know if he'd have got to that. If, if he'd have done things the way you're saying like that, I'm worried he gets lost down a path where he's making money and he just doesn't stop going that way. 
What yeah. I'm saying is, he, had, the man, he did have like, Kiyomaru. If, if, like, if in the next hundred years we get to a point where Tesla's idea of unlimited clean energy, like transferred for free, is is there in place? I think it's in place because he never sold out. I think it's in place because he kept his principles in place. I think it's in place because he didn't sell that idea or other ideas at any point and have them just disappeared in a black rabbit hole. They're out there in the public consciousness because he didn't sell them because he just talked about them for free. And that's what I think scientists in the world today should be doing. If you yeah, well, the, guy, idea, the Japanese scientist who announced called fusion and said, if I disappear, I'm not suicidal. Exactly. This I is will not kill myself. These people and then the cunt has like, disappeared and no one's asked any questions and called fusion is not a thing. Yeah, but he should be putting his notes online. Like, what I'm saying is these dudes, <laughs> this, is, this is what yeah. I'm saying, is these dudes should be sharing this information for free. Like, I know that's really easy to say that like, if you're a scientist and you cracked on something that could be worth billions but is also like well, going to change the face of humankind forever. Maybe you should just like take up with changing the face of humankind forever. Forget about the billions. And as, get, get the word out there. As you've touched before, you disappear before, or CIA. If you're thinking about that way, uh, would you say the same of the people working in the Manhattan Project? That they should they should have stuck information on free. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. Now. Like, I don't know if your idea is to make a weapon that can destroy the world, they should put that information free. I don't think I'm talking about that kind of stuff. The kind okay. of stuff I'm talking about is the stuff that would improve mankind. Okay. So, well, like, who's to say that Tesla's uh, weather machine or his, uh, like, ionosphere or his earthquake machine mm-hmm. wouldn't be taken and used by a military force like the American government and weaponized like a majillion different, completely, like, innocuous and safe because it would be harder inventions for them, that have been made and be, turned into be, a weapon I know yeah but it would be much harder for any government to hide the fact that they have such and such secret technology if that technology isn't secret and isn't yeah, hidden it's really hard to hide something that's in plain sight like, I know but I get what you're saying when but Nikola like, Tesla did come out to journalists and everybody and say yeah, uh, oh, yeah that's what I'm saying the way he did it is, yeah, that's all you're saying the way he did it is for me the correct way of doing it but and do you that not think any change to the way that he did things like selling out even a little bit even a little might, bit selling yeah, out for the shit yeah. for the shit inventions yeah might compromise the entire way that he does things and I wouldn't want him to compromise the entire way that he does things because scientists of the world listen up I think he was doing it the right way and you might go, what? He died penniless and alone, and like probably fucking robbed and murdered by the CIA. Look, I don't care. To be honest with you, like if in again a hundred years and a hundred thousand years and a billion years, that difference is made to humankind. Believe me, people will still remember the name of Nikola Tesla, then, and Edison will be fucking nobody. Doesn't matter how much money he made. Doesn't matter how much he sold out. He'll be Oops. fucking nobody. And Tesla will be the man that like the aliens when they get here, they'll go, why didn't you? Why don't you love that guy? That guy should be the king of your planet. Yeah, man. That's what I think. Good point. Happen. You sold me. Good point. Well, I mean, who knows? It's hard I, to I, say. Was, I, I was, I was pretty on one side of the fence. Now I'm back on your side. Ah, my side. The grass is always greener on my side. Yeah, but yeah, I use money. So easy to say yes. Speaking of money, hundred percent. It's so easy for me to go. Yeah, yeah. Say because like if someone rolls up to and goes, we'd love to your podcast come out every two days. Here's ten grand a week to do it. Pretty sure I'd fucking take the money. I'd, I'd, I'd ship me principles out my ass like like Mark Twain and take the money. Speaking of money, we're not sponsored by anybody. We so really uh, if there's anybody out there that can suggest somebody who would like to, we're no testers. We're hooers. Codswallop <laughs> sponsored uh, tree holes. You can have all straight up for the price of one. <laughs> uh, and your spiral penis. Yeah, three spiral penises. Hmm. So and if you'd like to invest in my laser musket, um, plenty of your laser, laser musket. was <laughs> my idea. So uh, that's the end of the show, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. It's been a it's been a long, weird ride, and yeah. uh, we hope you stay with us through it all. Through it all, it's um, a big one, but he's a big man. Absolutely, and it's Tesla's a birthday spectacular. This is a big, a big subject. So, um, 
all it leaves us to do is say thanks a million. You can, if you anything we brought up in this show, or if there's any mistakes we made that you think uh, are you know have to be corrected, uh, you can get us on uh, those conspiracy guys at gmail.com If you don't want anyone else to see what you're talking about, if you don't mind social media, you can get us on Facebook forward slash those conspiracy guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Twitter uh, at t conspiracy guys, and uh, we do reply, so yes. you can give us a give us now a tweet. It's like Thomas Edison on our Twitter feed telling people we don't reply. Yeah. He's just smearing uh, us. And Twitter was originally invented by Nikola Tesla. Yeah. Uh, no, it actually was. Uh, he, he invented a wireless communication device that was going to take the stock market ticker to the next level. So we're going to write an article about Sticking that. Sticking it to Edison again. Sticking I it to Edison. Know that one. Took, took Edison's stock market idea and he said he was going to be able to communicate using this ionosphere technology to wireless devices and all you'd have to have is a small transponder on your person and you'd be able to receive wireless messaging. Wherever so, you are. Signal to John. Wherever you are receiving this uh, when you're walking out with your headphones in your ears. Remember, the reason you're doing that is because of Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. So thanks very much for listening, folks. I've been Gordon. I've been Paul. Oh, I've been Dave. And I'd like to thank Dave for coming to join us. We're going to, we're going to see Dave a lot more in the next yeah, little while. We'll meet again. We will. Some sunny day. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, folks. That's it. Bye. 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 Go shoot lightning out of your hands. Bow.